The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction will contain spoilers. Me and Evan, the third host, are going to be giving you our year-end review. So, if you haven't, if you hear something that we're talking about and haven't seen, read it. Be warned. And listener discretion is is advice as always. You know how the fuck we do. Enjoy the following episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another brand new 2019 episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is Evan, the third host. Well, that is the one that always on every episode. <laughs> Me? Yeah. 99%. Try 2019, getting on more episodes. New year, new you. We have a special treat in store for our listeners. You are actually going to, for once, get the very first episode of 2019 is going to be mine and Evan's 2018 year in review. It's not entirely true. More than likely. So, Inside Baseball... And this is going to be a brand find out as well. The either re- Oh, also, we're eating on the show. Don't judge us. I know people love that, but we're hungry as fuck. Yeah. Um, but... If Ron Mars did it. We do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really inside baseball. But, um... The Izarikis... Uh, the Izarikis Creed's Tiger Paw has already been on the 10 episodes of 60, 70, and 80. So, as we record, this next episode should be 90. So, but uh, the host, the co-host of that show, Double D, has until uh, Inside Baseball until Tuesday of next week. This is a Thursday of the following week to record. If not, I'm going to skip that week, and then ours is going to be 90. So this is going to be 90-91. So he has to win? Tuesday. I thought you were putting up... Oh, so if it... So are you going to... I guess that one here. If he doesn't record by Tuesday, you're putting this one out of Tuesday? I might skip a week. Just because, but otherwise I'll put it out. Or, if it finishes, we could do 89.5. That's true. But I feel like this one's so strong, it should have its own number. Don't you think so? Sure. I'm calling it right now, this is going to be a, one of the strongest episodes of 2019 already. That Mark it in your books. As Mark- right now. Yeah, mark this for all you listeners that the greatest podcast of the 2019 was Brian and Evan's True Stories Based on Fiction Year in Review for 2018. A flagship show. So, well, regardless, you're going to get it a hell of a lot earlier than what we usually put it out. I think yeah. it might have been March or so when we put out. No, nah, no, no, dude. It, it was January. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. To the SoundCloud. Yeah, well. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> oh. um, also, but, talk to me. As a special treat, 
I actually prepared for this one. <laughs> That's really inside baseball. If anyone knows me, um, we have quite we've had done quite a few reviews, and there's not a whole lot of preparation prep on my part. I'm all prep. But I think that what makes our show so special and or unique. Somehow we make it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before we get started, a little bit of announcement time. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody listens to the show. Why did she do this? Is on this side of the state or is on that side of the state? But on February the second of our of the year of our Lord 2019, I will be at a small comic convention in Byron Center, Michigan. That's kind of by Greenville. Selling uh, original art prints and taking commissions for Credimation. Let me wipe off my hands and give you guys that address. If you want to meet a member of the True Stories Based on Fiction Podcast Network in person and buy some shit from you, you can do so. I'm chewing and stalling. Find a sheet here. Okay. The Byron Wreck. Comic Con 2019. The date of the show, Saturday, February the 2nd, the year of our Lord 2019. The address is not on a sheet. I can look it up real quick. Or you can go to the Googles, and it's going to be from 10 until 3 p.m. 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. I don't have any booth information yet, but I know I'm going to have a. I know I purchased a table there. Well, they want an address? Yeah. It is at 2120 76th Street Southwest, Byron Center, Michigan, 49315. Boom. If you say, just came here from listening to the podcast, I might give you, give you some free shit. Woo! The operative term is might. How far away is that? Like two hours. Oh. It's coming for. I mean, it's I was, was going to say, maybe if I got the day off, I could trek down there with you. But maybe. Maybe you can meet two members of the. Maybe two. Two I mean, members of the TSBOF podcast family, the two main hosts of the main show. Correct. Also, Awesome Sauce might be there, too. Because people buy better for women. Mm. It's a historical fact. But yeah, but you, might see the, sells. you might see the entire podcast network there and buy some shit. Stan's probably Chad Double D. That's my- or maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you, you, know when you go. <laughs> Alright, so what we did for our 2018 year in review is we are going to have three main topics. Television, comics, and film. Same as last year. Um, We're going to start with TV, move on to comics, and end on a high note with movies. Uh, Essentially what we were trying to do is, uh, originally we were going to do top three. Um, I kind of got down to top three to five on some of them. (laughs) Um, but some of them will kind of breeze past a little bit, or maybe we'll have kind of like a... Honorable mention speed th- round? Yeah. Uh, movies, I think I got top five, so. Okay. There might, there's one honorable mention, because I actually got six, but one of them's honorable mention, so. Gotcha. I uh, have three on everything, but as we talk, others might come to mind. Mm-hmm. Damn good. Shit. For those listeners out there that can <laughs> hear us chewing, uh, we are eating essentially a seafood melody mm-hmm. of shrimps, scrimps, shrimps, sand scabies, <laughs> some some sausages, 
Good sauce too. Some deal pickles. <laughs> Do you scream at that before you put it in? Hmm? Do you scream at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, it tastes good. And it works. You suck. <laughs> All right. Also, so, some red skin potatoes. Damn good. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get it going. Drum roll. We are starting with TV shows. Mm-hmm. Evan, what is your first television show? Oh, and by the way, I don't think we're doing these in any particular order. No. They're just what we feel is our, this most, is our top. En- most enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, Evan, first one. My first one, I'm looking back at my list there on the side, is going to be um, the Fox Net or the FX Network's hit show, Atlanta. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. For those that don't know, it is the Donald Glover-led uh, ensemble. ensemble rap comedy slash drama. Surrealist uh, take on... Life in Atlanta. And this season was um subnamed, not subnamed, subtitled Robin Robin Season. Because it took place during Christmas season in Atlanta, which I guess uh, I learned is a term called Robin Season, where i assuming people just get robbed. Rob. After Christmas time and shit, because they got all the gifts. People saw the boxes coming in the houses and shit. You know what? Let's rob these motherfuckers. And. Which I don't really see that happening. I don't remember. The first two, but. It kind of went to the wayside. Well, no, not really because um, that's a good segue. On the one episode, and, and there's a lot of subtlety to this show. Um, and Atlanta is one of my favorite shows of all time because of that. It's kind of um like the ill-fated Louis C.K. had a show. It's kind of like that too, where it's kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. It makes like real life shit and like kind of fantastical shit at once, and it blends very well. But in the second episode, the first, oh, I guess, a code Obi would say. Was the uh, guys going to the drive-through um, f- fast food restaurant ordering food really was drugs, and then like the guy tried to rob the guy at the fast food counter, and, and he shot them instead, and they killed that girl. I know it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it was fucked up. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if, if you know this, but knowing about Atlanta, because um, I'm a member of the African American community. You are. I am. Yes. The guy who. Um, Shot them who worked at the store was obviously a a, a, a homosexual gentleman. And then Atlanta is known for being a black gay capital of, of the United States. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Um. So for listeners that haven't ever seen Atlanta, go out and watch it. Um. Yeah. It was actually a show I completely forgot about because it came out yeah. early. Early as fuck. Uh, 2018. Um. But yes, this is probably one of my most enjoyed shows as well. Um. But, like Evan said, it has, like, this fantastical feel to it. And you don't catch on right away. Because you get through the first few episodes. Right. Um, and, you, you know, you uh, Don, Don Glover's character um, is called Ern. Mm. Um, and it's basically him and his girlfriend. They have this kid. You don't know. Him and his kind of girlfriend. Yeah, they're not. Are they going to make it? They're kind of they're kind of together for the kid, I think. Yeah, it, it's a very strange. But if you think about it in real life, I'm sure in your life you know people have been like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's probably one of the most realistic realistic depictions of a relationship post-child that I've ever seen. But yeah. I, I remember the 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 first the episode in the first season where I kind of caught on, like, this is kind of fantastic, fantastical, is that mm-hmm. the word? Yeah. Is they're at a club, <laughs> and they're talking about uh, <laughs> a guy that does a drive-by in an invisible car. 
and it's like, and everyone thinks it's, they're making up. It's this guy high and crack or some shit weird shit, and uh, he's just making up stories until you get to the very end, and everyone's being rushed out of the club because I think someone shot a gun out in it, and all of a sudden you just see these people go flying up in the air. And you see a guy sitting down, but, like, he's in an invisible car, and he's just fucking going. Like Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, in an invisible jet. Comic segue. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about season one. We're here to talk about season two. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the episodes. I remember there was only one episode of season two that I didn't really care for. Probably one that I hated everyone loved. Is it the one where it was the, they go to that part, the girl's family or party or something like that? I hate that one, too. That one was almost unwatchable. Yeah, it. I stopped mid season because that was like newest one. It took me like a week to get through it because it was so. The end scene made it so worth it because they they had a real talk about their relationship and he said, "Look, I'm never gonna marry you." The beginning of the episode was good on the way to the car ride there. Yes. In the very. It was book ended by greatness, but that whole middle section was mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. But that and like the uh, Arachne Perkins, whatever the fuck his name is. What was the episode about? The Michael Jackson guy. Oh, the uh, Vincent Price. Where is yeah. it? Where is Donald Glover? But he's like white faced. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I will say I remember it had a strong opening season opener with the Alligator Man. Yeah, man. And Cat Williams won an Emmy for that, I believe, and he, and he deserved it because that was the best performance ever. Lifetime. <laughs> he needs to thank thank Donald Glover. That was a great episode. Yeah. That was probably one of the best episodes of TV last year of, of anything that I've watched. Because it was funny, it made you think, it, it had drama in it. Like, man, this dude's family's fucked up. But then, like, you understood where he was coming from. And then, like, kid was like, he just got an alligator in there. He ain't got an alligator. <laughs> he had an alligator. Teddy Perkins. That's Teddy Perkins, there. yes, yes. So I thought there was three episodes that were brilliant on season two. Okay. Alligator Man. Yep. Barbershop. Yeah, oh my god, that was my life back when I had a barber like who, who cut out of his house. That that's happened to me, not not to that extreme, but that's well, accurate. But I think that might be the magnum opus of season two. Uh, let I me see how you think that way, but I, I have a different a magnum opus which you haven't brought up yet. But yeah, that's definitely up there. And Fubu, Fubu was kind of sad. <laughs> it was good. It was funny. Like it, it, it's good seeing like. Where they came from, but it, that shit was kind of sad. For the suicide part, mm-hmm. it was kind of. It was sad. a good episode. It, it was it was a well written episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who got? Because that also had me uh, again being a member of the African American community. I can't speak to how you experienced school, but shit like that has happened in terms of having fake shit and then real shit. Like man, y'all shit fake. I went to a parochial school. <laughs> we had uniforms. <laughs> yeah, but that happened White all privilege. the time. Yeah. That happened all the time, man. If someone came to school with like some fake Jordans, some fake Air Force Ones, like some clearance shit, they got you know eviscerated. So that episode was very poignant. That joke was amazing. So what was your favorite? Um, my favorite was, uh, I think it was the second episode. Was introduce a character who who who's like there are a lot of shows who add characters on after the series begins and they're tra- and they kill the show but he made the show the second season the hood guy yeah <laughs> in a way <laughs> I can't remember his name I got a little back baby Tracy or something like that <laughs> but <laughs> it is great the show's great because season one had the one I mean it's Earn uh, Paperboy Paperboy and then his like Paperboy sidekick that's yeah, always with him yeah. uh, um, Darius I believe Darius yep uh, 
Tracy. Wait, is that? Yeah. That's the guy with the waves. Yep. I got a little back, baby. <laughs> and they make you think he's going to be in for like an episode. But he's the main character. But that's member. Bro, but here's what my brother told me. If you peep it out, he pops up last season too, just in the background. In for season one? Yeah. Really? I, mean, I haven't gone back to confirm that, but according to my brother, he popped up in season one in the background. And then the, the arc between Earn and Tracy was a good character arc between those two characters, which came to a head at that college party. We said, fuck you, let's get out of the car and fight. And the Earn gets, you think the lead character's going to win the fight? Nope. Mm-mm. He gets his ass beat. I'm glad they did it, too, because... Yes, because it, it's realistic. Yeah. Earn cannot fuck with a real thug. <laughs> Earn's like a kind of a thug wannabe. To, like, he thinks he's the one. I think because he thinks he grew up in a little hood. Because he did grow up in a hood. I I don't think he thinks he's a thug. See, uh, so that's where, so. Baby, because I'm a thug. (laughs) That's why this show is so beautiful. Because uh, it's probably the most accurate depiction of the black experience that I've ever seen on TV as a black person. Because Earn grew up in a hood, but he's not really a hood dude. But he still knows what goes on. He's not like, he's not sure what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and then I think that Earn probably has been in fights and he probably has won. But he, he, he get fucking a real thug like Tracy. What's the word? Tracy, uh, Tracy didn't want to fight. Like, come on, man. You don't want this, bro. You don't want this. He won. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Wasn't there an episode two <coughs> that he kept trying to make, like, he had some money and then kept trying to invest something and then, like, it keeps getting, and then. That's the episode Tracy first popped up on. Was it? Like, like, yeah, man. Like, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, got that $100. Like, I can take it. I can flip it. And then, like, they had to call it, man. <laughs> they had to have, okay, so they had some kind of scam. I don't know how, they, how these scams work. They put money on his debit card um, that was basically unlimited money. So uh, they go to the mall to spend all this unlimited money. Then Tracy decides to steal some product when they had to carry money on it, which didn't make any sense. Yeah. And told Ern out of the likes to steal it. Yeah. And then uh, he got Ern gets a text that says, they found out about you got 25 and you got, you got them all that car. <laughs> that, that was my favorite episode. Because <laughs> Ern is... The good thing about Ern, he's a protagonist, but he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy either, but he, he he's a gray area. Because in the last episode, he does some really fucked up shit. I can't remember how to end. On the last episode, they're going on that tour. And then Ern... Ern or Paperboy had a gun. And I forget why they had a gun. Mm. Then he put the guns in that guy who who he hates from season one and said, What's up, my niggas? <laughs> he put it in that guy's bag so he couldn't go on the trip. Yep. At the same time, Paperboy was going to fire Earn because he said that Earn doesn't really do anything for him to propel his career. So this would say face so uh, Paperboy and Earn didn't get kicked off the plane. So he did probably the worst thing he's ever done. And he's a hero. He's, he's a protagonist of the show. Also. Dayton County, like like the, the, the that that other rapper guy, Yoo-hoo! That episode was funny too. In in the studio, oh yeah, he's like, yeah man, I don't smoke a drink. Like they went in the booth, yeah, I be smoking. Like your mouth, I like the episode too, where they go on tour to like the college campuses. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was also a fucked up episode. That shit kicked him off. Oh man, what we're trying to say. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, we, we are not doing this show justice because we're talking about it as if you guys in the audience have seen the episodes, which isn't typically what we do. We typically explain things a little more thoroughly, but hopefully our laughter and how much we love the show will let you guys go and watch the first and second season. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? I don't recall.
I think something basically similar. Like, you know, in the day, we want you to go out. We want to make sure we're doing the show justice. It is not a show that I even thought of. But it definitely makes it in my top five of the year. Um, I wish I would have thought about it sooner. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, one of the nice things is for this, me and Evan didn't even go tell each other our list right. before this. So we're kind of finding out as we're doing it. Um, but this is what makes us good con- good gives you good content to listen content to. Content for the masses. Um, so let me ask you something real quick before we move on to your first uh, entry. If you had to compare the uh, the first season to the second season, which one's better to you? I think going back and thinking about it, mm-hmm. season two added a lot, but there's still some classic episodes of season one. I guess yeah. I'd have to look and to see, see what season one. I remember the club episode always sticks out to me, but then season two, wasn't it season two had the one, the club episode where the guy kept disappearing? No, it's season one. Was it? That's the same, that's the same episode as the, uh, as the... Drive-by? That might be one of my favorite episodes of the series. There's yeah. an episode, so along with the, drive, the Invisible Drive-By, um, they're at this club, and uh, the rapper of uh, Paperboy is doing a performance. Paperboy, paper you know I got that Paperboy. Um, but they're trying to get paid, so the club <laughs> owner keeps like, oh, yeah, 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 he's like, Let me go, get yourself a drink. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you that money. <laughs> And he's got so many hidden it was bad village <laughs> He pulls a fucking bottle out and the fucking trap door comes up and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> And it's not just one hidden door, it's like ten. A litany of myriad of, of hidden doors. And then that that episode comes to an end when Paperboy slaps him with a uh, with a wad of money. And they act like the money really hurt him. <laughs> Oh, remember man. they hit the black Justin Bieber too. Yeah, which was also like, wait, I don't. But it was so normal to act like he's always been black. That's one of probably that's probably one of the best episodes on the show too because that it played it so normal. They played everything normal. Yeah, it's not like a big deal to Justin Bieber that we know is a is an Anglo-Saxon Protestant and this guy is this black. <laughs> All right, uh, what All right. is your first show? All right, I don't think we're gonna talk into it as much detail. Um, cause I don't believe you, wa- actually, I know you don't watch the show, although I highly recommend you do, cause okay. I know you watched the precursor to it, hmm. which was Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul. Uh, okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, so Better Call Saul is a show that is, uh, uh, this past year had its fourth season. Really? So season four already? Mm-hmm. Ten episodes apiece. Already dropped in like two a year? Mm-mm. Cause I watched the first season, and like, that doesn't feel like that was four years ago. Let me make sure. I'm pretty sure it's on, was season four. Excuse me. Um, yep, it was season four of these, um, just had. Okay. So, um, I'm sure everyone knows, if it, people don't know about Better Call Saul, I'm sure everyone has heard about the show Breaking Bad. Um, Better Call Saul is essentially taking one of the main characters from Breaking Bad, uh, David, uh, no, I'm Bob Odenkirk's, uh, Saul Goodman. Yep. Um, Saul sh- Goodman. And showing you his backstory of mm-hmm. how he became who he was when he leads into... Breaking Bad when he started, I think it was on season midway through season two. Um, which when you start watching season one, it's odd because you find out like Saul Goodman isn't even his real name; yep. it's Jimmy McGill. Yep. But as the seasons have progressed, you're essentially kind of watching his. He, I mean, you're watching season one, and he is essentially a really good, yeah, down to earth human being. Yep. Um, his dreams, aspirations is to become a lawyer. Um. 
and he always looks up to his big brother, who mm-hmm. is a lawyer in a big firm. Michael but, McKean, isn't it? Yep. Um, but he can never get end up getting a job, so he kind of keeps just getting the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, but as seasons progress, you kind of just start watching like the shady things he does to get work um, and become where he is, because he eventually kind of becomes a strip, uh, strip mall. Sleazy lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything to make a quick buck. I don't really have. I mean, I don't really have something to break down episode by episode because it's really kind of. I mean, it's a it's a season progressional story. I mean, each season has its own storyline. But what I will say with season four is you're finally getting to that point that you're seeing him. Actually, season four ended, and I, he kind of has finally taken over that Saul Goodman persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you're kind of seeing has he reached that point of no return. Um, kind of some of his life goes to shambles. Uh. You know, uh, I said we had spoilers on this, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's given with our show yeah. anyway, I think, at this point. Uh, but Michael McKean, his brother, was actually uh, died in the end of, tail end of season three, the last mm. season, burned alive in his house. He burned uh, alive? Yeah, he had a, him and his brother had a falling out, and uh, I think he just finally had it had it and uh, knocked over a candle, because he had lost power in the house, and the house yeah. burned down with him in it. Um, but, Sorry to interrupt, but... Did we ever find out what his problem was? Is all in his head? It was. Okay. There was no medical reason. He actually gets out, and at some point in time, he actually is we're back at the firm working. Really? He's just nut job. I think it was. He just lost it, man. Like he, he went postal, yeah. essentially. Essentially, he couldn't be around any electronics. Anyone that visited him, if you watch the show, they had to put their phones, uh, cell phones, in uh, the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before they go in, he had no actual power um, or anything. But all in all, it, it is a... In theory, when Breaking Bad ended, it was a show you didn't think was going to work. At one point, they were talking about making a half-hour like sitcom-y. Um, I think the best thing they did for it was actually make an hour-long like drama. Wait, wait, wait. Breaking Bad was going to be a half-hour sitcom? No, Better Call Saul. Okay, okay. It was originally envisioned as like a half-hour, not sitcom, sitcom-ish, like maybe a serious... Like, like a Atlanta-type show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made it hour long. I mean, it's it's drama. It has humor to it, but it's more drama right. over comedy. I guess you could classify it as a dramedy. But did Lavelle Crawford pop a bit? The his black bodyguard guy. Yes. Uh, One of my favorite comedians of all time. The bigger dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he's some of the best part of. He's uh, hilarious, man. He's one of the best parts of season four. Um, because there's a scene, so he's uh filming and like he's like kind of. The small like things where he's breaking the breaking the law, like filming pl- where places he shouldn't be and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, there's he's doing this one. I can't remember, but he's filming a commercial, and a cop comes, and it's an un, not, uh, off-duty cop. Uh-huh. Um, and I get, essentially like he's been no, 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 no. I remember what now. Uh, so he's he um, Saul's character starts selling cell phones, and keep in mind this t- show takes place when uh. Cell phones are kind of first becoming a big thing. First popping up. So he's selling, essentially, burner phones. Like, comes up with kind of the idea of selling burner phones. Like that one guy in Saginaw, Michigan? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's selling them to all dogs, drug dealers, and shit like that um, to make a quick buck. So, undercover cop comes and sees them, and basically, he's just kind of letting them go um, with a warning. And, uh... I can't... Hugh, maybe his name? I think it's like Hugh or something like that, yeah. Um, that sounds right. Sees him, and comes over, and doesn't... And fucking just clubs the cop in the back. <laughs> He's like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And uh, he ends up going to jail, but uh, 
he uses his girlfriend to really help kind of save him and keep him out of jail. But, uh, God, I don't need to find out what his name is. But yes, he is out, he is in it now. Um, they're, they've actually introduced quite a few characters from Breaking Bad. Didn't Gus pop up? Yep, he's been in for a couple seasons now. Gus Fring. Gustavo. Um, um, sorry. No, no, you're good. I was, I was going to say that, uh, my brother hates it. I always tell this joke by Olivelle Crawford, but it's one of the most poignant, simply stated, but, uh, the, the undertones to it are so fucking, uh, great. He, he, he basically says, and I'll try to do it in his voice. He says, I went to the doctor for a sprained ankle. Cause he always talks like he's out of breath. I went to the doctor for a sprained ankle. I worked out with diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is never not funny. <laughs> Heal. Yes. Heal. Yes. Yeah. But that joke works on so many levels. <laughs> Byers. <laughs> Byers. And then he was like, I'm sorry, but then he was like, I had to go home and tell my mama. I said, Mama, she said what? I got the diabetes. And then mama looked at me like, I'm kind of diabetes. Was that an STD? He like, it's like your nasty ass daddy. I said, No, mama. You know, black people are calling shit different things. What it is? I said, Mama, I got the sugar. That is one of the top three funniest jokes I've ever heard. It's the only joke I can re- recite word for word. It's amazing. All right, Evan, number, or your second show. I have a feeling that my two and three are going to be also on your list. One, I think it is. Mm-hmm. The other one could be, I'll say honorable mention. I think you know which one will be on my list. Okay. And we'll talk, let's try to hold that one last. We'll talk gotcha. about that one together. All right, so uh, I will say season three of Daredevil on Netflix. Great show. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. I mean, how do I <laughs> say goodbye to my homies? I used to spy with my boy. I used to spy with my boy. God damn, I miss my boy. Uh, I mean, now, the season... Okay, so let me preface this by saying this. I don't watch a lot of scripted... scripted TV anymore for, for for whatever reason. So um, my uh sample uh what do you call it my sample group? Sure. Yeah. Um. Demographic. It's sample something now, but yeah, but it's very it's very unlimited. And I would say this show is great. Season three is great mainly because of the bullseye arc, the Daredevil part about him being having his his crisis of faith. It got it drew off a little bit too long, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is two episodes, bro. You, you get back to it. And then like the uh, the foggy subplot, although it ties in, was a little boring. But Daredevil, I mean, but Bullseye is one of the best executions of a villain I've seen in a long time. And this comes in the gear of great villains too, but it still is one of the best. Bullseye done great. My one problem I have with the Marvel shows is mm-hmm. there's so much buildup of the villain getting to be where he's getting to be the villain, yep. that you don't see the villain in full. I would I, I would have liked to see maybe Bullseye. So essentially, um, for anyone knows the character, and if you listen, listen to the show, you, you should know the character a little bit. A little bit. Um, Bullseye is kind of Daredevil, Daredevil's arch nemesis. Uh, yes. Who has a, 
a unique costume. Not I don't. It's hard to know if it's going to be one that you can pull off on television or movies. Uh, obviously, the Daredevil movie uh, went in a different direction. Yeah. Um, but I would have liked to see something because he essentially he Daredevil doesn't. Does, Matt Murdock does not don the Daredevil costume Which is once bullshit. throughout the whole season. Fucking bullshit. Um, they go back to the season one uh, hood or scarf or whatever the fuck yep. he wears. Um, which worked in season one, and it would have worked in season two for half a season. Um, yeah. But uh, essentially, D- D- uh, Bullseye wears that, that Daredevil costume through the whole thing. And then, yeah. uh, just like Punisher, where you're watching J- Jigsaw, and it gets to the very last episode, and you're like, okay, Jigsaw's coming. And now, same thing with Bullseye. Your problem is, Netflix canceled all these Cancel. shows. You canceled! Uh, like Nino Brown and uh, <laughs> and uh, New Jack City, you cancel that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will agree with you. I had a few problems with the season, um, which people say is like could be the best season out of all the Netflix shows. I still say season one of Jessica Jones is top spot, followed by either season one or three of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But yeah. exactly like you said, the Crisis of Faith lasted about three episodes too long because right. it went through about the first four episodes i think four to five and the thing is uh these episodes are like well some are kind of short but the bulk of them are like 58 minutes the average hour-long show on a network is like 44, 40 yeah. 44 minutes but 58 minutes of this shit mm-hmm. that's too fucking long yeah and also i've seen i've seen that that arc and his comic books before i've seen it in other media but if someone has never seen someone a superhero have a crisis of faith like that, it would probably would be more engaging to them. But for us, I've seen it before. The Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin, in my opinion, too. I think they could have went That's not my in kingpin. slightly different direction for his character. The house is my kingpin. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, live action kingpin. Uh, I would okay. say. Um, the blind lord from hell's kitchen. Wow. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan is not mine, but yeah. um, he does a great kingpin. But I think some of that house arresting... He went, was overused. Uh, yeah. Because um, they saw how good he was in the first season, then the impact he had in the second season was so amazing. Like, no, what we do? With this time, five times more kingpin. Yeah. And this would have been two times more kingpin, not five times. And I miss my Wesley. Yeah. Wesley, Wesley was one of the best That's parts right. of season one. Um, Because they put kingpin in parts where I, he didn't have to be in. Like when Daredevil was going onto the, uh, that penthouse to kill him, he kept saying, oh, I, he, he, so they have, basically had, what do you call it, and and an apparition? Is, is that a term we're looking for? Hey, hey Google. Oh, third host. Define apparition. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you. Um, as he was going to, we'll call it Kingpin Tower, to uh, to assassinate him, uh, he has his apparition of Kingpin over his shoulder the entire episode saying, Oh, Matt Murdock, the blind lawyer. It, it, that was too much. And then when he read Bullseye's life story and then he was doing like a fucking stage play with different lightning and shit, that was also too much Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So if those two scenes were out of it, I think he, he would have been a little bit of a better character. But he was oversaturated in this season. I will say the episode that he's in the j- locked in the jail. Yes, remember that? one yep. of the best best hours of television you can watch. 
with some of the best fight scenes, choreographed fight scenes. Yes, but uh, it could be me being a cynic, but it's the first time that I could really see uh, Charlie Cox's stunt double. Mm, I'd have to watch. Oh, that's, that's a stunt double. Um, but yeah, but I also did like uh, Kingpin's new Black Lawyer. He's pretty cool. He's he, he's on Wesley, Mm-mm. but he's pretty cool too. But he was uh, on. Wasn't he? In, he was in like Iron Fist, I think, too, or maybe Luke Cage. I don't think he was in Luke Cage. I think he was on Daredevil season two and maybe Defenders. Maybe it was Defenders. I know he was in another one of the shows. So I looked him up because I remember I'm like, fuck, have I seen this guy before? He became um, Kingpin's lawyer in season two when um he was in jail and Mac Murdock spoke to him in jail that first time. Like when he sent him head to the fucking table. Mm-hmm. He was his lawyer then. Okay. Yep. I'm just looking it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it was a great. It has its flaws, and I'm mainly saying this in my top three with the preface, like I said earlier, because I don't watch that much scripted television anymore, and also because of the depiction of Der- a bullseye as a, a guy who was unhinged, but he was trying to hold it together. He had to have an order. He had to have things a certain way. He kept listening to these old tapes so he could find his balance, and then how he stalked that girl, but it made it seem like they were friends a little bit, and then how he had a good date with her, and he talked himself out of the pussy. She asked him out. Mm-hmm. He talked himself out of the pussy. <laughs> um, I will say season three had the honor of finding a more annoyable character than Foggy. Who, who can't page? Yep. Yeah. Can't stand her. No. Worst part of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, because Foggy, I mean, Foggy wasn't that bad this season. His family was kind of annoying. They reduced him a little bit, though. Yeah. Exactly. And he didn't whine. He, he, he didn't whine. I'm going to be the I'm gonna be the district attorney because no one's going to listen to me. I'm going to go to their little uh, banquet hall and I'm going to talk on the Chiron so they like me. And I'm going to kill the kingpin and rape me in. The lawyer was actually in more episodes of location than he was Daredevil. He was Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Playing the same lawyer? Mm-hmm. Two episodes of season one, five episodes of season two. Oh, oh season two. So, is he someone else's lawyer, too? Besides Kingpin? Because mm. I didn't watch uh, the second season of Luke Cage yet. I don't remember. I remember... Because Kingpin I... isn't in a Luke Cage season two, right? Mm-mm. And if he's Kingpin's lawyer, he, he has to be someone else's lawyer. But Maybe I wonder if it's Luke Cage, because Luke Cage gets the... Oh, I bet you it is Mariah. Probably that makes sense. And now, granted, I haven't seen the second season of Luke Cage, but if Mariah Kingpin teamed up, that'd be kind of a good team. You wanted it! In season one, when... Spoilers! <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Oh. Mariah dies. <laughs> oh. Or goes to jail, one of the two. Yeah, because they can keep fucking after Wood around that show for too long. Oh. It's canceled! <laughs> and, and there's also that. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much like all I have to say about... Uh, DD season three. All right, my my second show I will say of favorite of 2018 is FX The Ranch. I never even heard of it before. Um, it is a half hour sitcom with it's got Ashton Kutcher. Wait, I, I thought that was on Netflix. I have heard. What I say? You said it is FX. Netflix. Oh shit! No, I'm sorry. It is Netflix. Okay. All right. Um, really good show. And the reason I put it on there. It is the only show I know of that I binge watch. They they release it in ten episode segments every every June and December, and I will sit down. I always seem to have that Sunday off when it launches, and I get through the entire season in a day. Don't they have like a laugh track on that? They do. And I, I haven't seen a sitcom with a laugh track in probably at this point fifteen years. 
you almost watch it, and it, it's a corny show. Um, I will say it looks corny, but it's funny. Um, you got Sam Elliott on it, uh, Ghost Rider, and it, it's actually it's a show that went from being one of my favorite to they just released the first half, first part of season. I want to say four. Damn. Um. Maybe no first half of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fired one of the main characters, yep, Danny yep, Matheson, yep, yep. for allegedly tag me too, uh, raping a girl, which I I fight and argue on because he was cleared of all charges years ago, and this didn't come up again until he got another show and started making a little of that scrap. Yep. And all of a sudden, the same person comes out, but yep. we're not gonna get into that. Because of climate now. Um, like that chick. I mean, like, this is going to be a tangent that I blame you. Uh, did you read about that chick who got that dude fired from a DC who, who's going to write uh, Nightwing? Yeah. That's what was dumb as fuck. I, 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 very, very, I read the entire thing. Oh, I didn't. I thought he said something, and that's why. He, no. She said something on her blog. She, she did the same thing that Chris Hartwick's uh, ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. did. Wrote a blog post. I'm not going to name this guy who wrote a, uh, a very important comic book from a DC slash Vertigo. Now he's going to write a very popular back character. I don't say who, though. I don't know. I'm getting tired of all this bullshit. Like, really. I mean, and it's affecting people's livelihoods. Yeah. And For the actual victims of rape, rape and sexual assault, I definitely uh, applaud your bravery and, and, I, and I empathize with you. And that's never happened to you. But for these scenarios that we're referring to, there's it's, people trying to cash in on a quick buck or cash in on attention. Yeah. And then, like, one of the. Uh, this is where we're going to get. Well, I'm going to get very controversial uh one of the guys on the book that that guy did for vertical said i always believe the woman fuck that i might take some backlash for this but you i don't already believe anybody with anything i need a fucking investigation <laughs> shit <laughs> but back to the ranch um tangent done no i it's hard because the shows you watch on your list i watch mm-hmm. um so it's kind of hard when you're um, going on one side with it. It, it, it is a good show. It, it's there's I mean it's it's a sit sit down. Not don't have to think about really anything. It's kind of just a you know when you, you're not invested a whole lot into right. it. You know when you're watching uh, Daredevil, when you're watching um, other shows like that. You know you have to kind of pay attention. You don't yep. want to miss uh, beats or anything that kind of might unfold later on. And there are ongoing subplots throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um. And it does a good job. Yes, it has a laugh track in it. It's something you haven't seen since like late 80s, early 90s yeah. sitcoms. Um, there is some drama to it, but it's just it's just a very, very enjoyable show. Uh, corny at times. You watch it and you kind of got to sit down, get through that first season because I will say the laugh track kind of takes you out of it a little bit at first. But uh, it's good. I got my dad into it. He probably like through it? the entire series. Do you like it for more of a... Nostalgia from like the sitcoms of our youth, like Mary with Children. Uh, Mary with Children. what's funny is because it plays off like a Fox and ABC sitcom when you're watching mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's you're watching it, you can tell they're sets. They're yeah. not. I mean, it. They have a certain set pieces, and it's it's sets. It's clear as day. Right. But they cuss throughout the whole thing. Really? I mean, they're saying fuck shit. Uh, hmm. I don't think there's nudity in it. Actually, I, don't I know think there's not any 
Netflix series has any. Uh, that's one line that I don't think that they've ever crossed. No, I don't think so. Uh, no, I take that back because in a nine, which might be one of my honorable mentions, I think about it. There, that one chick is new to that. Um, but so it's like it's a sitcom. It's, it's a sitcom that would work on any other channel, but it adds in the swearing. So I think that's what makes it unique. Gotcha. The ranch with dead. Oh, Ashley could Now, did they uh, replace this character with someone else? Not like not the same character in, in the. They universe. brought in a new character, surprisingly played by Dax Shepard. Really, <laughs> um, Ashton Kutcher's punk co-star. Yeah. Uh, his character was okay on it. Um, it's a nice throwback. They have like every other character that was ever on that '70s show. Mm. Um, How about Topher? He was. I think he's the only one that hasn't been on it. He's too good for any role. <laughs> That's why he doesn't work. <laughs> mm, he's got a new movie coming out. Does he? Oh, he played in Black Klansman. Oh, yeah, he did. He played uh, uh, David Duke, I believe. And I know you've seen the trailer for the other new movie coming out. I don't think I have. Mm, it's the movie. And it plays before. There was a trailer in front of a movie that we're going to be talking about on our top. I didn't uh, have any trailer that had Topher Grace in it. Did you see the one where the kid falls into the ice and it's that. Big Mom prays to God. You can tell it's like a big, like, God. No. I've seen it, the movie, twice, and it played in front of both. But he is in a movie coming out, but it looks like it's something it's like some sort of Easter release, and it's a big Jesus God movie. Is it one about that dog? No, they had that one too, but this is a, mo- a kid, a little kid, a kid that plays basketball, and then he's out with his friends playing on the ice. The ice breaks, he falls in, and he's supposed to be dead because he's under there for like 27 minutes. It's got uh, Luke Cage in it. Really? He rescues the kid out, and like, oh, he should be dead. He's like, he's like, I was about to give up. He's like, I, he's, I couldn't see him. He's like, but then I heard a voice talk to me. He's oh. like, and someone else is like, that was God. He's like, but I don't believe in God. <laughs> in the uh, movie, he's going to say, no, I believe. Is it a Tyler Perry movie? No. <laughs> it, 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 lo- it looks like a corny movie. Most of the movies are, but they do surprisingly well. Can a movie, Guy's Not Dead, based on his budget, did very well. But this one's got Topher as a priest. He, he went from playing a kooka clan leader to a priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's rage. <laughs> so, um, I hey, wish... Mr. Stacy, uh, I'm Eddie Brock, and I've been dating your daughter. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, kid? You ain't no Tom Hardy. <laughs> So I will say, me and Evan both discussed what our top show of the year will be is. Um, so we're going to kind of bring it at you all at once. And then we'll go over a couple of our... Um, or was this, this isn't your honorable mention, is it? No. No, because I've only had two. Okay. Um, it is a show we've talked briefly about. And we will be having a special new guest on in a mm-hmm. future episode as soon as we can uh, get everything going to talk about DC Universe... At premiere Titans flagship show. It is the show you want to hate but, you just but love. Just like my ex girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> Titans is the first show in a long time. Like I couldn't wait until the day it came out to watch the new mm-hmm. episode. Um, it, it it's a show that is kind of corny but works. But it works. Um, and it shouldn't work. It, it really shouldn't. Because on the trailers, it, it looked... But in the, the trailers were, were accurate. The trailer like, this looks awesome and like trash at the same time. On the trailers. Mm-hmm. Fuck Batman. That's the strangest thing that they got away with. <laughs> it is the most, essentially, adult DC... Yes. 
with the exception of uh, it might be the most adult DC shit. With the exception of Batman and Batgirl having relations. True, but Robin almost get different pussy twice in the same night. I think he did get different pussy. No, cause she got murdered. Oh yeah, the hotel clerk. She said, "I'm in room. Uh, if you get lonely, call me." <laughs> then, like, then Coriander, in my opinion, all things being equal, as a feminist, she kind of uh. Cock block? No, no, she no. didn't cock block. Pussy block? No, she, she kind of raped him a little bit. Oh, she did. She, she, she's got a ply with liquor. Me too. Hashtag me yeah, too. She's got a ply with liquor and lower his... What's that word? Inhibitions. In, inhibitions, and then she took advantage of him. Mm. If, she, if he did that to her in 2018, that would have been a scandal. I want equal rights for all people, and she took advantage of Tim Drake. I mean, of uh, Dick Grayson. And you know, pretty much every female on that show, with the exception of Raven, Robin had fucked. Yeah. Donna Troy. I mean, but that's in the books, too. Hawk. No, Dove. Probably Hawk, too. <laughs> I, I think Hawk would have been the dom in that one. But, yeah. He, he, well, they might have engaged some type of uh, sexual uh, contact because uh, Dick Grayson is known for slinging that dick. They, call, they call him Dick for a reason. Because <laughs> even the books, I think he, he fucked a lot of... You know what's crazy? In Nightwing, when Devin Grayson wrote it, he also got raped. He's been raped like three times. <laughs> I just read an article about this. <laughs> they said Dick Grayson is the big, most victimized. Uh, <laughs> it's been like three times. Tarantula rape? Yes. Yep. Um, I think that's the one you're thinking it of. Is. Oh, fuck. I just read an article on it, and I can't remember. Just because he dresses that way with a chest meat all out does not give you the right to that take disco, his dick. That disco outfit? <laughs> yeah. The disco collar. That does this not is. give you the right. Who raped <laughs> Dick Grayson? Dick Grayson. Um, but also, I'll say while you're looking that up, that is probably the best live action, maybe in any medium besides comics, Dick Grayson I've ever seen. Mm. That dude was born to play, play Dick Grayson. Yeah. And savage as fuck. Yeah. Um, they really have an art going for him throughout the first season. That doesn't come to a adequate conclusion, but that's the word. But... but we can't control that, but yes, he, he had a definite character arc. There's where he gets raped by <laughs> He's like paralyzed in the... <laughs> he took his dick. I'm trying to see where the other one... And, now, was that Devin Grayson or uh, what's her face? I mean, not... Uh, yeah, uh, or the ladies... Or, or were that Gail Simone? Harley Quinn raped him. Yes, yes. I think in, in, in the Justice, DC, right? Uh, well, in the DC... Oh, cartoon. Uh, cartoon yeah. movie. Batman Harley Quinn. Why is man rape funny, man? Man rape should not be funny. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen Disclosure? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is an amazing movie, by the way. Debbie Moore, Sexy Harris, Michael Douglas. She used her prior relationship and her, her position of power to take advantage of him. And then she said, at one point, you... you you liked it. You it was Devin Grayson that wrote the tarantula one. Okay, okay that's what I thought. I hope it never works again. I'm going to call her on Twitter right now. <laughs> I'm going to quit looking for who else raped Dick Grayson. But back to the Titans. Uh, hell of a show. Like I said, it's a show you want to hate. I, I just don't want to go into too much detail because we're going to have an actual whole episode devoted to it. Yep. With a brand new special guest yep. uh, host that might be on from time to time. Possibly mm-hmm. for the DC. He might be our DC Universe uh, Yeah. Correspondent, like because as we record this on Friday, uh, Young Justice comes out. Young Justice comes out. DC has flat out or has come out and said there's not every Friday this year there's going really? to be new content 
because Doom Patrol actually starts next month. Really? Which, the Doom Patrol episode was actually one of my favorite episodes of the show. I didn't like the episode at all. No? It was so bizarre, and why is Professor Xavier evil in this? Mm, I don't know. I don't know much about the Doom Patrol. I don't think he's evil, because he was evil and shit. And then why is James Bond playing him in the show? And why is Cyborg and that not Teen Titans? I mean, not Titans. So uh, James Bond's not playing him in the show. They got to cast someone new. No, so. no. James Bond, he didn't play him in, in Titans. Oh. He, he, he's playing him Cause in... Because they, ca- they didn't cast him until afterwards. They didn't know that. I, <laughs> um, I don't even know if that was Brandon Frazier in the episode, except for... It was his voice. They claim it was, yeah. What was his voice? I just don't know if he... If, I wonder if they redubbed it over it after. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm Brandon Fraser, I'm not wearing that fucking costume. But I don't have to. Like, I'll do the voice for the motherfucker, but I'll. But I wonder I'll if they had someone else. That, I wonder if they voice had someone else voice it beforehand. And they're like, oh well, now we got Gas Brandon Fraser. Let's put it. Let's reopen. That's what you're saying, yeah. I wonder. So is Gar going to be transitioning over to Doom Patrol? No, that's that's kind of accurate. Up from the books, from, from everything I've seen. Well, he well, started he, off Doom Patrol, and then, then he goes there. But then every now and again, he'll go back to, like, a, a, a Doom Patrol mission. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, and in the in the Doom Patrol uh, teaser, wasn't Cyborg... He, okay, first, would you agree that Cyborg was a teenager in that? Yeah. Was he kind of close to uh, that one chick? Like, I feel like his dick was in her ass. Might have been. He was all aboard, but bro. Cyborg was never on Doom Patrol. No. So they just as far like, as I know. I wonder if they're just swapping out Beast Boy for... Which makes no sense, because that's Beast Boy's arc. But it could be. And then, I don't get it. And uh, I didn't mind any of the costumes for Doom Patrol, but that it looked like Cyborg. It literally looked like a piece of cardboard. Kind of just... Cyborg looked like Jax from fucking Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to Doom Patrol, though. Not at all. I mean, I, I'll probably give it a shot, but yeah. I, I wasn't really all hyped about Titans until I watched it. True. It actually took me about a week until I watched Titans when it first launched. Um, I watched the, the... I didn't watch it the day it came out. The, the morning it came out uh, before work, but he, he, but thank you. I want to thank you for making it make sense to me, because uh, uh, me and the guests that we're going to have... Um, when we do a deep dive into this, I had the same problem, and then it, was, it took me out of the show. I was like, when the fuck did this shit take place? The 80s? The 90s? The current day? Cause, but like you said, the same thing with Batman the Animated Series. It was basically a mashup of, of different decades. It had like the the Art Deco, like the old car, but it had technology. And the same thing with this shit. I think it's a lot of what DC likes to do is it's to try to make it timeless. But um, it made it dated to me, because like the, hair, the hairdos... Uh... I will say what they CD did. players. Okay, we really don't want to get into a whole lot. Because I <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'll leave it on this. They made me like Starfire a lot more than I thought I was going to. I wasn't my Starfire when I first saw it, and that was the worst costume design, I think. When Remember when they yeah. first released the images? Like You're like, okay, the Robin costume, a little corny, but it looks like it works. Looks like a fan film. Yeah, it, 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 it looked bad when they first started showing mm-hmm. images. Um... But any other qualms and likes, I'm gonna hold off for the for yeah. me for the till we actually. I want to have. But I'll just agree with you. Starfire to me is is MVP of that show. Mm-hmm. And she is not like any char- character character 
like Jason I've ever seen of Starfire, but she but she is MVP. Her acting is good, and she and she's attractive. And I'm not saying that'd be a cad. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, if a man sees a woman acting and say that she's attractive, or if a woman sees a man acting and say that he's handsome. So I think that she's an attractive woman, and she has a sex appeal that Starfire should have. Her costume and, and her wig are, are a little off, but once you see her in a role, I can see. I want to see. I want to see her like fly a little bit, and I want to see. I guess, I want to see the hair, like, kind of, like, the streak, yeah, like, that flame. Yep, yep. So, um, I'm going to give, real quick, my... Yeah, those are my three, so, like, yeah. A yeah. uh, couple uh, MVPs throughout, as well. Uh, Arrow had to return to form. Really? This past, this, season, or this current season that's in right now, not last season, so... When um, they basically did the story arc of the Arrow movie from 2002, it never came up. Yeah. <laughs> um, essentially, he starts out in jail, uh... Leading up into, uh, which was the crossover for the se- the season Elseworlds. Oh, that happened already? Yeah, that's uh, the mm-hmm. mid-season, which led into next year's uh, she was a- event, Crisis on the Infinite Earths, that they're doing in the Arrowverse. Wait, so that wasn't this year? Because I saw, like, the, uh, I saw, uh, like, the monitor. El- it was Elseworlds, and then it ends. So, the monitor's part of it, um, but it ends with, uh... The doctor guy um, in jail right next to Psycho Pirate, and they say the tagline to Christ on Infinite Earth, uh, worlds will live, worlds will die, and the mm-hmm. universe will never be the same. Um, and it says, like, to be continued to, or whatever, or coming fall 2019, uh, hmm. Crisis on the Infinite Earth. So they're already planning that's going to be next year's big crossover. Which I'm wondering if that might kind of segue into maybe the beginning to the end for the. Arrowverse. Arrow's kind of, it's a good jumping off point. At least, or I wonder if that's going to be how Arrow ends. It's a good jumping off point, yeah. Because I guess Supergirl and Flash still kind of going, but Flash is all on season five now. Damn. Arrow's on season seven. Supergirl's on season four. Black Lightning's not part of it. Have you watched that at all? Yeah. Is it good? It's like right now the most critically acclaimed out of them. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get through. Mm. It, it, it seems like a very big agenda-pushing show gotcha. which i have a problem for that with it but it it kind of came out right after black panther right this year um i think the same time as black panther as a matter of fact yeah because it was, it was a, like a mid-season replacement mm-hmm. um it, and i don't mind it, it it's it's tough it's tough to kind of get through at times like because yeah. it's almost it's more heavy-handed yeah it's heavy-handed more agenda than spectacle mm-hmm. type thing did you um in your youth, watch uh, Living Single. Parts here and there. That's the Queen Latifah show, right? Yeah, because he played her boyfriend on that. that like, I remember. <laughs> what was the name of that show? He, he he had a weird name. His name's Chris Williams. Yeah, Chris Williams. Um, my other uh, honorable mention is uh, MTV's The Challenge. Really? Not much to talk about. It still comes on. Yeah, it is a good. The fucking real world hasn't been on a 20 years. That's why it's called the challenge. It's not the real world world rules challenge no more. It's just the straight up challenge. Oh, fuck. But it's enjoyable to me. I mean, there's not much I could talk to you about it. Either you watch it or you don't. Yeah. But I haven't watched MTV in probably also 20 years. You might as well just call it TV. That's yeah. all it is. But in music culture. It's all about the culture. Yeah, the um, since we're doing that, then some of my 
honorable mentions would be uh, Black Ink Crew, Chicago and uh, and New York, because it's just basically. Um, I shouldn't say this with a Anglo-Saxon in the room, but I'm gonna say it's coonery and buffoonery at its finest. And I like it. <laughs> uh, but um, so the shows are supposed to be about people who run a, a tattoo shop, right? And they never do any fucking tattoos. They sit around the fucking tattoo shop, talk about nothing, go on vacations, drink, then fight each other. And they're in their thirties and forties. They're children. On both seasons. I mean, on both series. But I can't I can't stop watching. So when I don't watch uh, scripted television shows, I'm watching those instead. Just all day. Oh, oh, next one. Next one. And I can't stop. Hmm. Um, anything, any, any other shows I've been watching? Um, uh, this is kind of... Yeah, no, this is a TV show, but I watch it on YouTube because I don't get uh, Revolt TV. There, there's a show called State of the Culture. It is a basically, it's like a, a live, it's like a podcast essentially, but it's uh, different commentators talking about the state of the hip hop rap culture. And it's Joe Button, uh, who who has one of the top rated or top uh, podcast. Period. Uh, it has Remy Ma and two other media uh, personalities, and like they talk about the state of the rap culture. Like, oh, like that's a pretty good show to me. Hmm. Those are probably all of my honorable mentions. Alright. But also, uh, speaking of the uh, Joe Button, his podcast always, because he, he has a podcast in that show, his podcast always films like, films their episodes. So I think one of my goals for this year for the network is to figure out a way to film the fucking uh, us recording the show and then put out on YouTube. I don't know how the fuck to do it. But People want to watch this? It's crazy, bro, because I don't know why I prefer to watch his podcast and... and I'll like sit, uh, listen to it, and they, they literally sit on the couch and do nothing. So have to have it makes no sense. Um, where they film it, but then I have to be at home watching. I like because I listen to my podcast on, on the go. Yep, yep. But oh, people want people want to watch us. People don't want to see us work. They want to see us live. <laughs> uh, but do you have any more honorable mentions? Because this is actually a good segue. Mm-mm. Okay, so this isn't something that we, we talk about in the. Outside of the show, but we can kind of segue to our, our favorite podcast. Probably just a quick round because I've got a lot more to talk about, obviously. Um, so, what are some of your favorite podcasts besides ours, of course? Well, that's number one. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite ones I listen to. I, there's a kind of a trend I listen to the, a lot of the Kevin Smith podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what kind of got me into podcasting to begin with. Right. But probably one of the ones I look forward to weekly is the Tell Em Steve Dave mm-hmm. podcast. has uh, a lot of the folks from Comic Book Men, Brian Johnson, uh, Walt Flanagan, and Impractical Jokers, Brian Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, with sometimes other guests on there. Uh, either you listen to it or don't, I guess. Uh, other ones I listen to... Let me pull up my mm-hmm. queue. There is... Going back to my favorite TV shows, there's a challenge podcast, the challenge, really, challenge mania, where they interview different uh, people from the show. Who um who hosts the show? Uh, Scott Yeager and okay. Derek Kaczynski. Okay. Scott, Derek's on the show. Um, I always enjoyed the Fat Man Beyond, uh, which formerly was uh, Fat Man on Batman, mm-hmm. uh, with Kevin Smith. Um. Now you can't sue us for copyright infringement. We just call it Fat Man. We, the Batman's not in the title. 
Uh, there is a, one other one I'll say that I like. It is called Mafia. Okay. By Audio Boom. It's a podcast. They do kind of like their seasons, which seems to become a grown, a new trend. Yep. Like, they do seasons of podcasts yep. and then go on hiatus. In yep. uh, each episode, they do... Uh, it's part one, part two, and it's weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different. Uh, mafia boss, mafia member. Cool. And kind of gives backstory and stuff like that for it. That sounds like... Um, like the first one that I bring up, uh, and they're an entire network like us called a uh, uh, podcast, and like they have a show about cults, not not cults of your football team, but cults like uh, Scientology. So and it's also two weeks, part mm-hmm. one, part two. Um, like they had one on David Koresh from like the Branch Davidians, and like they go in depth. And then they have one on female uh, criminals. Then they have one on. Unsolved uh, mysteries. They have one on unsolved uh, murders, and like it's, and I envy their level of of production as a podcast, a producer. But yeah, but their entire network is amazing. Um, There's another one I watched, yep. and I quit doing it, but it was in the same vein. Um, fuck, what is it? Ah, uh, making a murderer podcast. No, um, I'm having a mind blank. What it's actually called, uh, but. Essentially, almost kind of like uh, unsolved mysteries. Like they had a two-part episode on like uh, crop circles. Yeah, uh, that's podcast, bro. No, I think it is. It, it a different name. Um, no, podcast is like network. Oh, is it? Uh, um, one second, because I'm gonna pull up. Cause I, I think is they had a two-part episode on. Is the dude uh, and the girl talking? Yeah, deep ass voice. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a two-part episode on uh, uh, chemtrails. Uh, yep. Where the the trails that follow from planes. Um, um, on the, that flight? Uh, I can't remember. They had a uh, Kurt Cobain two-part oh, episode. Oh, maybe not, then. The first episode was about the murder of, uh, or the death of Princess Diana. I think that is, okay, one second. Bring it up, and I'll I, tell I you. I think that is the one. I'm trying to think, it's not Unsolved Mysteries or Unsolved Crime, it's, uh... Unexplained Mysteries or something like no, that? No, there's a fucking word for it. They had one on the Illuminati. It sounds like it might be one. Um... I'm sure it's not that. No. Okay. Um, shit, and I can't remember. Cause, cause this is, this is a a podcast one, and it had one on, on unicorns. This actually it broke it broke down unicorns, man. It's just crazy. They had one on, the Garden of Eden. Uh, the the hungriest man in history, the Bermuda Triangle, UFO sightings. Giant skeletons, the Amazon rings, King Arthur. Well, like the first one I heard that show was was actually damn good. Easter Island. Uh, those are the ones that aren't now. Uh, but while you're looking, um, I also like the Joe Button podcast. I like um the conspiracy theories. That's the word okay. I'm thinking of. Gotcha. I like the Eleven O'clock Comics podcast. Was the first podcast that I ever listened to. Uh, I also like um. I also listen to a lot. Joe Button, uh, I fuck with. It is part of the podcast network, though. It is. Conspiracy theories. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one I was listening to. And no homo, but the voice act. I mean, like, the voice talent they get on there is so fucking good, man. I bet you it's the same people on there. It, it, it's like four people. It's like there's like two girls, and like two dudes. But like the guy like does cults, uh, he, he he's amazing. His voice is so velvety, like he's like white, very white. See, my problem is I have a. I have a hard time. I'm a almost probably to a 
extent OCD. Like if I start downloading an episode like a show like that, I can't not listen to it. And there was a few episodes just like uh, that kind of took me out of it, like just yeah. like I didn't care about. So I ended up just quitting listening yep. to it. Yep. Uh, what else? Um, there's one called Culture Trapping I like, but they they also get a little bit too uh, political for me, and like they just complain honestly too much. But it's a good show though. There's uh, Geek Brunch and Geek Brunch uh, Retrocast with uh, Mike Myers and uh, all all of his cohorts. Um, yeah, like, those are the main ones I can think of. So, so that's, like, a little mini list, unless you have any more. I have a bunch of other ones I listen to, but, uh... Yeah, yeah, but, like, we named, like, a... Couple. Those are my favorites, the ones I look forward to. Alright, so next we're gonna... Do you say comics or movies next? Let's do comics. Alright, so keep the same rotation of Me You, Me You, or you wanna... Go ahead. Change it. Okay, so my first comic that I will bring up is a mini series, I believe, uh, cause I, I haven't seen, like, in... It's some six, 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 but first I'll say this. I enjoyed comics more this year than I did on last year's year, because if you remember I said, that, that, that was my hardest one to do, because comics were not good to me then. But because I've expanded my reach, and I'm not so invested in Marvel and DC anymore, although all my top three are main, top, are big two books. But I, I enjoyed comics more in 18 than I did in 17. But my first book is going to be The Century. Um... I know that you probably don't know this because like he hasn't had a book in a long time, but the Sentry is one of my favorite characters. He's I, been kind of fucked around a little bit, but overall, I didn't know it was one of your favorite characters. I haven't read Sentry. I think they originally killed him off back in the Siege. Of times, yeah. No, I know. I know. Osborn yeah, killed him off. He's like part that. of the Dark Avengers, I yeah. think, and they killed him off during uh, years ago during the Siege, and kind of a, a character that was forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they brought him back. What was it? Part of, uh... He was... How'd they bring him back? Was it like Horseman of Apocalypse or some shit? Mm-mm. He was something like that, like, where he came back from the day. Yeah, he, his history has been very convoluted. He even came out with being a convoluted, a convoluted character. Because when he first came out, if you remember, Wizard Magazine was saying that he was actually the first ever Marvel combo character. And, um, that... People, people thought it was a Fantastic Four or, or whomever. And, like, they, they invented an artist and a writer, and it was a big storyline and wizard. Then when the book came out after the first couple of one-shots came out, they they revealed that that was all a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this most recent series is written by Jeff Alamir or Lee Meyer, as some people call him, who is a great writer when, when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's drawn by a guy who or, or gal, the, her name is Kim... Janko, but it like, might be, um, I think uh, I think a Koreans can have a person at camp sometimes. So I can't say um, that for sure, but the art is good and the storyline is good. Essentially, it's a story of, because do you read Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Doctor Strange... My buddy does, but I don't. They brought the uh, like Century back. And I forgot how to do Because Doctor Strange put him in a, a pocket universe to where, like, he couldn't harm anybody. Because the premise of, of the Sentry is he is essentially three people in one. He is the Sentry, he's Bob Reynolds, and he's also the Sentry's uh, biggest enemy, the Void. So it's all about symmetry. If For everybody that the Sentry saves, the Void kills the same number of people. Um, I think you got a thing for characters with split personalities. I do. And, and that's going to show up on my list, actually. Because I find those stories intriguing. Um, but in this storyline, essentially, like the whole thing is him um, becoming like the Century again, and the entire arc is him becoming a villain. Now he's the Century Bob Reynolds all in one, 
And now um the uh, Avengers come to try to stop him, and they can't stop him because he's too powerful. So like he just goes off. It ends with him going off in space as basically a villain, finally mm-hmm. getting control over his three personalities. Hmm. But he's no hero. Was it a standalone miniseries, or were they trying to reintegrate him back into the Marvel Universe? He was basically reintegrated into the Marvel Universe in that Doctor Strange storyline, and it has appearances by Tony Stark. It has appearances by Missy Knight, who runs some type of who some type of uh, organization that kind of uh, like a watchdog group for like those type of big level threats. It's kind of like Shield, but it's not Shield. Hmm. Uh, and also had appearances by the entire Avengers team because once he kind of merges to be one being, they kind of try to uh, go in and um, stop him and say, "Bob, Reynolds, stop the shit!" He's like, I'm not stopping shit. But yeah, it's, it's a good book. Like I said, it's like five or six issues, and it's a pretty tight story. The art is consistent in there and tells a good story, and then it leads the storylines in the in the future. Hmm. So uh, that's my first one. All right, move on to my first one. My my first one's actually going to be two books, uh, but it's the same author, okay. and totally separate. I mean, there's literally no segue between both of them. Like, they don't go hand in hand. Um, but I didn't want the same author to be on two different of my books, so they're actually two of the gotcha. better ones I've done. Um, but Donny Cates, uh, Thanos, mm. and Interesting. Interesting. Uh, most currently Venom. Yeah, I didn't know that you were reading um, Thanos. Uh, my buddy got him uh-huh. on a whim, mm-hmm. and so I read him, and honestly, it is probably one of the best story arcs I've read, I think, over the past year. It's, really? it's one story, I mean, um, because he was writing that up until Marvel released yet again uh, event comic, uh, which they killed off Thanos in. Um, yeah, didn't it, uh, Gamora kill him? Yep, as Requiem. And then now she's a big bad in that. I think they kind of reformed her at the end, but she finally did. She did the thing that Thanos never could in a different way. So she killed Thanos by cutting off his head in Infinity Wars, the comic, not the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got control of the Infinity Gauntlet and wiped out half of the universe, but did it by merging two halves into one uh, so they had like the warped universe and then like it was captain america and doctor strange put together yeah i'll talk about two of those in my in my honorable mentions though um but going back to it mm-hmm. um i think the thanos it's been a while since i read it but uh thanos's arc was called uh thanos wins and essentially he wins um <laughs> thanos gets sent to the future um, at a point in time when he's destroyed all life on Earth, mm-hmm. or all life in the universe, and basically, I mean, he, he, it's desolate. He lives by himself, or lives on his own, but it's what he wants. Um, they have the Cosmic Ghost Rider, which is uh, Frank Castle, yeah, who has the power of the Silver Surfer, because uh, he's uh, Galactus's. He's the Herald of Galactus and the Ghost Rider, kind of merged into one. Um. You got you find out that Bruce uh, the Hulk Bruce Banner is still alive because he can't die and How? he's actually treated as a pet like he's a dog. How is Punisher alive? So did he become Ghost Rider like in our time, quote unquote? And then he's he's lived that long. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, gotcha. Um, but essentially, it goes on. Uh, it, it's just an all around good story. Um, it's like eight issues long. Okay, but then he did uh, 
five-part Cosmic Ghost Rider miniseries, which was okay afterwards, but I wouldn't put it, link it into... Oh, that was really good. I liked it. I liked the Thanos one better. Uh-huh. Very consistent art. But then currently he's on Venom, um, which is probably one of the best Marvel books out right now. Wow. I actually, that's not, that's not saying a lot really good. Like, Marvel is really that good. Um, it's, just, it, it's dark and it's <sighs> adding a lot of new mythos into the Venom story arc. And it's Venom coming off of a rough year in comics. Like, I, uh, a buddy of mine was getting a lot of the Venom books. Um, uh-huh. And they had, like, Venomized and Venomverse and a bunch of, like... They were pushing Venom heavy. Yeah. Because that trash-ass uh, movie. And to the point, like, they invented new concepts of, like, I think the alien race of the, the symbiotes yep. is called the Clintar. That's what Bendis was doing, I think, in uh, his Guardians arc, right? Was he? I, I've heard that. I don't remember. I know they did an X, X-Men... Uh, Venom, X Men Blue, X Men Blue and Venom, um, Venom uh, story arc where they were talking about too. But um, essentially, you find out there's like a, a a Venom God or something, something like that, and it's just it's hard to explain. It's gonna end up being a kind of a book that you have to kind of reread all at once. Right. But um, it's got Ryan Stegman on art, which mm-hmm. is just some of the, uh, I mean, probably one of his best artwork that he's done on it. I like um, old Ryan Stegman honestly. Like be, uh, back when he was doing like. Hawk back in like 2006 and seven. It's completely different for, yeah. for how we draw a sound. But, um, kind of leave it on that. I mean, just, mm-hmm. uh, I think looking back at it, because I, I like a good start, middle, end to a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's what right now Thanos was. So, probably Thanos over Venom. I, just, I didn't want to give that uh, same writer two different spots. Right. Uh-huh. Thing. So there's my first one. Um, next I will go with uh, Moon Knight, because Moon Knight, as people on the show probably know at this point, is, is probably my favorite character of all time. Uh, and he's had some pretty shitty runs too. Cause like the Bendis run, in my opinion, was the worst Moon Knight I've ever read in my entire life. But people like it, like friend of the show, uh, Danny Way. But um. I can't even think who fucking even writes this. Uh, Jason Burroughs, I believe, writes wrote it, and he was he did he did like a lot of work for Avatar back in the day, and it was no Jason Burroughs drew it, and Will Bemis wrote it, and essentially, because uh, you, you know the basic premise that uh, fucking Mark Spector has these different personalities, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens in, in this book is you find out that uh, one of Mark Spector's personalities is called Jake Lockley. And Jake Lockley gets with uh, Mark Spector's old girlfriend Marlene and gets her pregnant years ago. And but the proto Mark Spector never knew about it, so he finds out that one of his personalities got his, his ex girlfriend pregnant. Hmm. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> yeah, crazy as fuck, bro. And then, um, but technically, still is his kid because they're all basically a Mark Spector. And, and this is the first time in a long time to where Moon Knight is kind of in control a little bit of of a different. Uh, personalities, so if he needs to fight somebody, he'll uh, he call up Jake Lockley. If he needs to be a spy, I'll uh, call up uh, Stephen Grant, so that type of thing. And, like, the art in it was great. Uh, it had this very, this very, very fucked up horror story in, 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 in like, the middle of the entire arc to where it's, because uh, Mark Spector is Jewish, uh, and it, it had a story uh, line when he was a kid, uh, this guy who was kind of like his mentor who was a rabbi uh 
on paper, he was a good man. But then you come to find out this guy was a fucking serial killer. And he was fucking butchering people in the basements. And said, like, that. that's the first time the Mark Spector saw, like, the real darkness. So, yeah. So, uh, I don't say much about it, but I say you definitely need to read it. It's, it's probably my second favorite run of Moon Knight ever. And I've been reading Moon Knight for probably 10, 12, no, probably 13 years now. Since the Dave Finch and Charlie Houston run around Civil War. Was that the first time you got into Moon Knight? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's when it all started. Was that your first? Was that your favorite? Yep, that, that's my favorite. Then this is my second favorite run in the short. Then it will be the OG run by Doug Munch and and Ben Sinkevich, and then the Jeff Lemire run, and then the Mike Benson Mark Texera run, which is part of like Charlie's run. But yeah, but um, definitely good fucked up storytelling in the best possible, and it's very clean art. Like, meaning, like, it's crisp. Like, not, like, really scratchy and shit. Like, very consistent pop art, like, almost. Have you ever, like, thumped through it? Not the current ones. I did, uh, I couldn't tell you anything about it, but I did read the, uh... Jeff Lemire and, David uh, Finch. Okay. Uh, run back in the day. Because I thought... That's back when I thought David Finch was one of the best, uh, <laughs> artists out there. He had... He had like a rough period, but like now, like oh, yeah, I wonder what book. Yeah, like he was actually like best. I've seen him in years. Um, he did a couple runs on Batman that were pretty good. When uh, the, not when he first first did it, he was kind of trash. When, when, when the he re, came back, when rebirth yeah, started. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's another one that we talked about. It needs a good inker. Yep. I think almost because he's so detailed, yep. he has to have a good inker. Yep. And then he made he made I won't say made the mistake. He had the unfortunate mistake of uh, having one of his uh, proteges. Uh, Jason Fabbitt come and and I think yeah because it was such a similar art style that but I think he surpassed him as far as quality yeah and now like uh, he started off that way kind of like how uh, Benson Kevitz was an an Alan Moore clone when he first came out but and also how Brian Hitch was like also like an Alan Moore clone back in the day Benson Kevitz was Neil Adams clone uh, Brian Hitch was Alan Davis clone back in the day because you, you see old Brian Hitch it's Alan Davis to I'll never team. forget so the first time I ever saw Fabic was on uh, the uh, David Finch scripted Batman yep. Dark Knight he's all the same artist I'd sit there I'm like okay I see David Finch is the writer <laughs> and it's showing this guy named Jason Fabic is the artist but it's the David Finch art throughout it. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to realize that those were two separate. Do artists. you remember when Steven Sokovia was drawing like uh, Lionel Fresh's you? Mm, on what book? I can't remember the book. It was like it was like a Wolverine miniseries, I believe, written by Akira Tosida, who is CB Sabowski. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when, when he first came out, he was also. A, a, we could do an entire episode on clones. Yeah. Because uh, there's a fucking lot of them. Um, but yeah, but uh, I just went right. Before we finish up, I mean, we can keep going, but I just want to show you real quick that book. Just to see, like, this guy's um, art style. Because Marvel Unlimited has finally fixed the shit on the fucking iPad to where it doesn't take two fucking hours for a, a comic to load. Oh, maybe I need to go back to... See? It's, it's fine now. Nice clean artwork. I might need to go back and get my Marvel Unlimited again. You remember how terrible shit was? It was I, I never used it. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. But now it's good. See, I haven't had any fucking slowdown yet. Huh. 
and, and and this is a recent change, like in the last month or so. But on my phone, it works perfectly. But on my iPad, it's always trash. But how, now, are the, how are the DC ones on there? I don't like the DC ones personally because you have to download them before you can read them. On, on Marvel Unlimited, I can just kind of stream it. Yeah. Because I, I like taking up taking up all that space on my uh, hard drive if, if I don't have to. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So who is your uh, next pick? My next one is pro- is going to Comic be. I'm going to say the main Batman book by David Finch. By David Finch? Or, not, fuck. Uh, Tom King. Okay. Um, so Tom King has been the ongoing writer on Batman since Rebirth started. Yep. Uh, save for a couple episodes, or, fuck, I'm out of it. Save for a couple issues uh, here and there. Uh, yeah, like that, uh, He Go Strange shit, right? Yeah, Night of the Monster Men, he yeah. co-wrote. Uh, Steve Orlando was kind of the mastermind behind that. And it shows. Go figure. It was trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how that man gets like critical acclaim. He has an agenda he pushes on all his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not that good. He, yeah, he, he's not a good writer. Uh, but it's, it's all about who you know. Yeah. Um, but then they did the, there was the button storyline, which he wrote the first issue in the Batman, it was flat, Batman Flash, Batman Flash. Yeah, with Joshua Williamson. Williamson who is and then he wrote it was Tom King and Josh Williamson. And it wrote Josh Williamson book, it wrote ju- just wrote his own. And then uh, Tom King stepped out of the third part. And it was jo- Josh Williamson wrote the oh yeah Batman. And then there's another Batman Flash crossover coming up. Is there? Uh, dealing with the Heroes of Crisis. And it's just Josh Williamson doing the two issues. Hmm. Um, but essentially what I like is that... Uh, Um, from the get-go, uh, Tom King has stated that he has a story, a hundred-issue storyline that he's doing, um, and you didn't really know exactly what was going on, um, leading into, and I think when this year started, uh, Batman had proposed to Catwoman, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden, the big part... Hey, Bat! <laughs> hey, Cat. <laughs> uh, that's the one annoying aspect of it. Right. Uh, but what you were what you were sitting there thinking was that the storyline, his hundred issue story, was going to be is it the marriage of Batman and Catwoman? Um, and he said he was leading issue fifty was going to be the wedding. Boom, psych out. They don't get married. Um, she actually leaves them at the altar. Now they received some hate on that. It might have even got some death threats because everyone was set to believe that they were actually going to. Get married. It happened twice. Most, it happened like twice in a month, didn't it? Because uh, the X Men did the same yeah. thing. Kitty Pride and go figure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that always happens. Because oh, there's another one. We have a DC Marvel op- uh, episode work, mm-hmm. uh, in the works right now, but we can talk about the similarities and stories that happen. Yeah. But 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 like Daniel Way said, it's a small community and they all know each other. Yeah. And uh, Tom King is really big. Well, he, he, he's With, big on social media and, and conventions and shit. Winter Soldier. Uh, Jason Todd. Yep. Same time. Death of Batman. Death of Captain America. Yep. Same time. Return of ba- Bruce Wayne. Return of Captain America. Traveling through time. Yep. At the same time. And I think that uh, the Captain America story was much better, in my opinion. I didn't think even that great, but no. Uh, correct. Um, but going back, so caught a lot of flack. Um, for the. You know, the wedding was a hoax, it, or the wedding never happened, but... What do you call that? Uh, uh, like, red herring? Uh, 
No. The uh, term for besides psycho. It's a psycho bug. There's like a, the, it wasn't a red herring because it was going to happen, but he yeah. shouldn't have believed him at the altar at the last second. But um, from something her friend her friend said, uh, you know, Batman uh, in the comics, Holly, I think it's Holly Robinson, is Catwoman's like one of her best closest mm-hmm. friends. Essentially tells him like you know Batman can't really be if he's happy. Uh, Batman's like uh, anger and sorrow is what fuels him to be the hero that he is. And if he's happy, you can't really have you can't have a happy Batman. I so agree. Catwoman agrees and leaves him. She doesn't want she doesn't want the legacy of Batman to be over. She knows that he she need she knows that he needs to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you find out at the very end of the episode is. Bane is the mastermind behind. Uh, she he convinced Holly Robinson to convince Catwoman Selina Kyle to leave Bruce Wayne Batman at the uh, altar essentially. Mm-hmm. So now it's come out. This is um, uh, this whole hundred issue run is essentially well. So you okay, have the two. Yeah, a spiritual sequel to Nightfall. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of breaking him physically, the whole point of the story is is. Uh, yeah, breaking him mentally. So he had, I mean, um, broke Batman's essentially heart by having Catwoman leave him. Uh, Didn't he shoot Nightwing? Shot, uh, convinced, uh, or got KG Beast to um, shoot Nightwing in the head. Not yes, KG Beast, he died like five times. How's he back? He died like this year. <laughs> um, but uh, he's kind of, and he's convincing coach. Batman to essentially snap. And so he's losing all his allies as well. Uh, so, I mean, in the comics right now, Dick Grayson is uh, kind of an amnesia. He, is, he, he lost all his memory of yep. who he was. Goes by Rick Grayson. Lame. Uh, That's not lame at all. A friend of the show invented that name. <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, he's writing it. <laughs> he's writing it now, but it was the... And that other guy... <laughs> we're going to get back We're gonna get back to a friend of their show, though, here in a, in a hot minute. Uh but he's losing his allies too. So he, I mean, he's lost Nightwing. Um, he's lost the trust of Commissioner Gordon. The comic, it, it, it's just really a, essentially a really gripping read right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not a fan of Tom King writing, and there's a lot that I'm not a fan of with his. Uh, Grayson was a tough read back in the day. Uh, even worse was Convergence. But oh, yeah. I did yeah. just pick up a hardcover of Convergence at Ollie's for. Four ninety nine. That's three bucks too much. I want to reread it to find out <laughs> if it's better in one sitting. Some some is the main some story or um, like the uh, it's the main it. story like really? the eight issue. Um, but they got some new books at all these. Oh, which one? A uh, Saginaw's or Bay Cities or Flint? Bay, Bay Cities got some good ones. Uh, actually, I got Swamp Thing volume two, three, four, five, and seven the, of uh, the new, new fifty two run. So I need one. One, two, and three is the Scott Snyder, and then four through seven is Charles Soule. Charles Soule, that that run of swap thing is, is is one of the favorite, one of the best comics I've ever read in my life. Really? Because I wasn't even trying to get it. It's because I wanted to just get the Scott Snyder run. Um, but I got. He just say is an amazing artist too. Yeah, so I'm excited. Swamp Thing, you essentially have gotten me to become more of a Swamp Thing fan. Mm-hmm. Um, from simply getting artist rendition every comic con <laughs> that we go to of uh, Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's just, I'm finding more and more of an interesting character. I'm actually pretty excited for his uh, DC Universe yeah. TV show that's going, live action television show, which they've stated is going to be a hard R-rated television show. I mean, it's, so is Titans. Yeah. <laughs> I said even more, like, horror kind of R-rated. Um, but no, Batman's probably my 
uh, is it's one of those books I look forward to every two weeks when it comes out. Um, that's so bi weekly. Yep. That's like one of the last ones. So about that's so bi weekly, isn't it? Uh, Bat. I think it. Batman, Detective Comics, Nightwing, Wonder Woman. There's a few. There's not a, a lot, but there's a few of them. Ju- all the ju- uh, Justice League. Not oh, seventeen of them. Um, I'm thinking more and more. I got some more and more uh, honorable mentions. Here. You might be right then, because uh, the the DC books that I buy aren't really like the top tier books. So are are you done with Batman? Because that's a perfect segue for me. Yep. All right. So uh, my next one is Deathstroke, which is a DC book that isn't top tier book, but one of the best reads. But like like we were saying before we got on the air. You can't just pick that book up at issue 35 and, and know what's going on. It's not a reader-friendly book. No, at all. But They try to plug it like it is. And it's not. Jumping on point. Because <laughs> on, on, on latest story arc, it says... It's called Deathstroke Death Arkham. Arkham. Number one. Has, has a big number, part one. But it's a big-ass one. They did the same thing for Batman versus... Or Deathstroke versus Batman. Yep. Big-ass number one. And no. And they're really trying to... Bu- I don't know if it had if it has poor readership because they're really kind of doing these story arcs I invoke trying to pull new readers in, mm-hmm. but it, it is a, not a reader friendly. Christopher Priest is always critically acclaimed, but he can never really get the sales that he, and people like his books after the fact. And now his run on Black Panther, people love it, and it's so like shit. And he'll even tell you that. And one of these days, I, I one of these days I hope to get him on the show. But uh, yes, it's a great book. The art teams have been consistent across the board. I like now they have like the poor man's Brian Hitch on there, who, who's almost better Brian Hitch to me now, currently. Um, but yeah, it's an ongoing story arc from uh, Rebirth to uh, issue 35. It's an ongoing story arc. Every issue has callbacks. Like, oh, this took place in issue And they have three footnotes like fucking 90s comics. Oh. Multiple, multiple. Per page. Yeah. <laughs> I feel dumb reading it. It is it, not a book you can read if you're tired. Like now, right now, we're both kind of tired. You cannot read the book right now. You, and that's the problem when I read it because I, I, when I get my books every, I get my books weekly. I know you get yours like bi monthly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I get mine, so I always I have my books. I know are gonna be my are gonna be the first ones I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't even say it's always my favorite book, my top books, but probably Batman, um, Detective Comics, mm-hmm. always the first one I read, um, so I want to see where the storyline's going. Deathstroke is probably one of the last ones I read, and I'm lying in bed reading, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be alert after your first coffee. You have to be alert <laughs> to read it, bro. But uh, if you are alert, and, and if you do it from the very beginning, there's a lot of fucking gems there. And I, I won't I won't pretend that I, I catch every reference, because there's so many of them. Um, I read a commentary of his on his book that he wrote, and he said that it takes him, like, months to do research before he even starts writing a fucking page. Really? So he's very in-depth. And, like, I, I don't know how... He's not, a, he's not a younger man. He's probably in his late 50s or 60s. The fact that he's that... He he's at that age and he can be that that detail in the storytelling is, is amazing on, on its own. Do you read his Justice League? The first two and I I kind of fell off. I think it was like twelve issues. I think it, was. it was like one storyline. I think it was two arcs, but one storyline. Because mm-hmm. essentially, why why I kind of feel bad for him uh, when he wrote Black Panther, his first time he he, he ever wrote in a Quentin Tarantino non-linear storytelling style. Now now. Whenever he gets a job, then make him write in that style. But that's also what's confusing to you, especially if you're coming in four years later, because it's non-linear. Mm-hmm. 
15 years ago. But then, but then a lot of times they won't even tell you this nonlinear. It has a little chapter title. You have to, you have to make sense of it yourself. It's like, oh, wait a minute, hair's different here. So that's being the past. Yeah. Like the icon suit. His daughters, his Asian half Asian daughter, and then his wife hates him. Then uh, his boy Wintergreen betrayed him for his own good. There's so much. So much. I don't get on. the Wintergreen like. Yeah. And the, like, is he real? Is he not? Okay, in the most recent story arc. But Wintergreen, Alfred knew Wintergreen, right? Yes. They were allies. That back is a real this. person. But uh, one of Deathstroke's castle had AI that had Wintergreen's voice. He doesn't have a costume anymore, but he still hears that voice in his head. So that's why you don't know if he's crazy or not. But Wintergreen is a, is a person who was actually talking to his ex-wife. And then was talking to his kids. So he is a real person. But he, Deathstroke got confused because it was an AI in his costume. Which is a very a throwaway line in a book 20 issues ago. And now it's, it's paying off now. Because now he's not in that castle, but he's still hearing that voice. <laughs> and he's not sure if it's real. Or, and then he, he's popping up eating fried chicken and shit. In the cell, but yeah, if you ever got like a, if you go on vacation, and this is for you and for people in, in the audience, and you're able to say if, if that whole series is a DC universe, or you get it for cheap and read the whole thing, take a day out, a few days, it's a it's one of the best books I've ever read. But it's very intricate, and like I said, it's, like you said, not new reader friendly at all. Mm-mm. But it pays off for being so. Say like Batman, like you've read that for like fifty issues. But so you see all the little subplots coming together. Yeah. So you look at it from that aspect, it's like that, but more in depth. You don't really get to keep getting the call. I mean, you get some callbacks, but they. But they're major plot lines that come back in Batman, but this has the most mundane shit with his family shit. There's a family saga. This is essentially a family saga. Because the story of Deathstroke. Because they had Rose and they got. Uh, all three of the kids that have been in it. And then, like, his first son died, and it was his fault. Um, and then essentially the story of a man who is not this isn't an anti-hero book or a hero book it's a villain book and he is a villain and then they talk about him being a child molester in the book with uh, Tara and uh, like with uh, th- that second black power girl because mm-hmm. he was trying to groom her to have sex with her too and she's 14 and so it's all in it. he's not a good person at all no and he can't love his kids although he does love his kids so he'll, he'll he will invent do you like Destro kind of being like the anti-hero type character? Do you want him to be straight up villain? Villain? I don't mind a villain book. Yeah. And, and this is definitely a villain book because he he, will, he 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 put a hit out on his daughter so he can spend time with her trying to help her figure out who put the hit on her. <laughs> because he he doesn't know how to love her and like he wants to spend time with her but he can't say hey let's spend time together which she would which she would love so he he put a hit on her so he can help her figure out who put the hit on her so he can spend time with her. Because he's crazy. Would you say Taskmaster is more the Marvel version of Deathstroke? Yes. But he, he isn't as interesting. See, I like Taskmaster. I like his, his costume better. I want to see Taskmaster in the movies. Didn't they, they kind of do him in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Mm-mm. Oh. You've been led to believe it was going to be there a few times, but... Okay. What yeah. else you got for Deathstroke? Uh, no. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think my last one's gonna be a little shocker for you. I'm listening. X Men Red. That's the Jean Grey one. Yep. No, that that's not a shocker at all. I I was reading that book, but then I just fell off. Uh, they just ended it. I think I, it went through twelve issues. Eleven okay. or twelve issues. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, because they brought back the Uncanny X Men relaunch, they finally ended all those colors. 
what was good about it is we've gone through quite a few years of trash X-Men books. Yeah. Um, they keep trying to make you think it's going to be good, but X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold, trash. Trash is fun. Well, I can't say, I, I haven't read much of either of those books, but from what I have read and heard, I, I, read I, I didn't have it, I read any interest. It was a chore. <laughs> um, as a completionist, I kept getting them. Right. Because no, I knew it was, they were ending. I'm glad that I don't have that element anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't. It's pricey at times. Right. Um, but no, it was... Maybe if it was a book that kept going, it wouldn't be as good. But I think it was... It, it's, it's, almost, it's essentially a miniseries. It was one storyline. next series. Um, but it was like the return of Cassandra Nova. Yeah. As a villain. Was, I, I still don't get her character. They make her into a, kind of a pretty badass villain. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, so she dies and then she puts her, her essence... Like, kind of like... Xavier did in uh, X Men Three, like we, he'll put an essence in somebody else's body, and then he'll take on, then that body takes on his look, because she, she died a couple of times, right? Yeah. And I don't get how she was in the fucking embryo with him, and then he killed her, but then she became a, a live person. That's a crazy, that's like crazy Grant Morrison shit, shit that I don't understand. I'd have to go back and reread it because I can't, I can't remember. I, I, I didn't. Um, but it's essentially just the evil version of mm-hmm. Xavier, which and all they say it. Uh, Xavier's actually probably one of the biggest X-Men villains. Yeah, I agree. Um, just all-around enjoyable X-Men. Mm-hmm. Something that you haven't gotten in years. Uh, yeah, I think I'm four in. And now, it's probably pretty caught up on the Marvel. It just Marvel. finished, like, last month, so you oh, probably got a couple probably, months. Yes, yes, I probably had, like, two that and a half. Um... I don't really know what else to really say about it, except for it's just, I think what why I like it, why I threw it in there, is... Uh, well, Tom Taylor's a beast. Yeah. Tom, Tom Taylor's one of the best group writers, meaning he can write an ensemble cast, probably mm-hmm. in the in the last ten years. Yeah. Because fucking Injustice, of what, uh, what you talk about off the air, is a fucking amazing... See, they have the first year. Read that shit, bro. Um, but they're releasing all the, all the years into one volume now, so I'm... Ollie's actually has a bunch of the Injustice uh, hardcovers. Yeah, but yeah, like the but it's like vol- yep. yeah, it's like volume one mm-hmm. or of year three, right. volume th- two of year four. Uh, there was another Tom. Ta- oh, uh, one that a uh, Tom Taylor uh, just wrote the Batman Annual, which was really? really good. Tom Taylor is probably one of the better writers out there right now. Tom lives in Australia, but I think that we're gonna try to get him on. Are they like twelve hours behind us? Some shit. Who knows? It's something crazy. It's probably throwing a shrimp on the barbie right about now. <laughs> but Tom Taylor is probably one of the most underrated writers because he he's a top tier writer. Yeah. Who can manage that? No type of ensembles like that, bro. And the weird thing is, he doesn't get entrusted to do like a top tier book. Like, right. I'm not even gonna say X Men Red was a top tier no, book. No, it wasn't. Like, and I don't know how. I don't know if it's because he's not exclusive to either Marvel or DC, That's so they're not gonna it. give give him That's one. Probably it. But the man deserves it. Yes. Um, he did all new ring, which I haven't read it person, but it, it, it's critically acclaimed. Yeah, I think everything he does is critically acclaimed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Injustice first came out as a book, you, it was a book that got you pass up. Yeah, like it's a it's a video game title. Yeah, when's that ever been good? <laughs> You're right, uh, might as well read Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario Brothers. Uh, but I mean, once it came out, they said that was the premier Justice League book. That is so, the best. Just the book I've ever read in my entire life. Really? But I haven't read it as much as you have, though. I probably read only... 
I don't know, the Grant Morrison Justice League, especially the first parts of it. This, in my opinion, kills the Grant Morrison Justice League. Kills. But I gotta say, I just finished uh, the last, the final part of Injustice Masters of the Universe crossover. Mm-hmm. Came out. That was a really good miniseries. Who wrote that? Tom Taylor? Uh, no. Tom C- Tim Seeley? Tom Seeley? Okay. Uh, and then Freddie Williams the second artist. Why did they only give him, like, the tie-in books, man? I don't know. He's a beast on He's them. a beast. He's on the Turtles ones. He did uh, yeah. Thundercats and Masters of the Universe. <coughs> but what's surprising about this, really surprising, so um, if listeners don't know, the injust- they did Injustice, Five Years of Injustice, God's Damn. Among Us. Is it five years of it? And then they did Injustice 2, which I think lasted a couple years. Yep. That's when somebody else took over. Brian Bucciolato took over. But then I think Tom Taylor came. No, he did. Brian Bucciolato came in like year three or okay. uh, year four or five uh, of the first one. Jumping off point. <laughs> and then Tom Taylor came <laughs> back, back you're right. finished up Injustice, and then I think came back for Injustice too. Yeah, because I think at that point he was getting like a lot of work at Marvel, and I think that DC kind of got mad about that. Yeah, took him off. Um. But then they just ended Injustice 2, um, and it's done. They, I don't think they're doing a third one. I don't even think... I think they do it by the video game. Yeah. Um, but they just... The Masters of the Universe... Injustice Masters of the Universe ties directly into the main book. Really? It's I, From what it seems like, because I didn't... I mean, I, I'm not... I'm behind in all the Injustice. At some point in time, I'm going to mm-hmm. catch up on them. But it seems like this is what the ending is. Wow. For the Injustice line. That's crazy. Which is odd as it comes in a tie-in book like that. We're fucking masters of the fucking universe. But when you read it, it makes a lot of sense. Does that tie into uh, Masters of the Universe versus uh, whoever the fuck that was last time? Thundercats? Yeah. It might. You never know. It might. I don't know. Because, like, the, t- because, uh, because, like, the common thread is uh, Freddie Williams II. Um, Prince, Prince Adam. Uh-huh. With Chi-Man. Gets the power of Shazam. <laughs> Which makes sense. That's his power already, essentially. Um, Atrocitus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's his name. The Red Lantern. Yeah. Uh, becomes the new ruler of Apocalypse. Hmm. I see. That, that's all good, man. Yeah. It's something that could make sense in the real. It would be. DC. If DC took that, those kind of risks, and just as it makes so much sense. You can always go back. Retcon. Yeah. And. New but, 52. What? Yeah. <laughs> but it could make for a good, interesting storyline. It will finally, because my problem with the mainstream of comic book companies a bit too is nothing really goes forward. Always it goes in a holding pattern. Well, you gotta. This takes it. They forward. gotta. DC's gotta take a step back from Dark Side at some point in time. Who else do they have? I don't know because I don't get it right now. Because you seems like it seems like there's still adult, adult Dark Side somewhere. There's teenage Dark Side and uh, Justice League Odyssey, and then mm-hmm. you had the baby Dark Side. Ow. Rant. Yeah, I I don't get that. Um, DC doesn't always seem like they have no. DC is putting out some of their best books material in years, since, especially since Rebirth came out. But I don't think they're always uh, cohesively on the same page. I agree. Uh, I I feel like Marvel is definitely, uh, in my opinion, is trash overall. Uh, but they have a lot more coordination. It feels like than uh, DC does. Marvel kept trying to do what DC did. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel finally just got onto the best material that they put out in years. 
But it's not in their in their top tier books though. Like in Thanos, like I said, in Moon Knight, and not like oh. Avengers. You know, I actually just thought of which I what? probably would actually remove one of them and put in Thor. Uh, Dan Slott's finale to Amazing Spider-Man. That did going down swinging. That was this year. Yeah, that might be in there. That was one of the best storylines. Going down swinging or Red Menace. Wasn't going down. That was uh going down swinging was the final one with uh. I thought like Red Menace was the final. No, you're right. Red Menace was leading up. Appeared, yes, was leading up to it. That fucking was, was that eight hundred. Yeah. Because as I think we said on the show before. 800 came out at the same time as Action Comics 1000, and I thought one was the exact way you should do a, a fucking big-ass anniversary issue. One was the way you should not. There were there were clinics on how to not do it and how to do it. Mm-hmm. Amazing, Amazing had all the hot artists from the last, from from Dan Soft's whole run, mm-hmm. one book, so it made one sense. Story one storyline. One storyline. It wasn't just a lot, lot of filler. It was a moving story. But I think they wanted to give... A bunch of writers, their own interpretation. Like it's a, uh, they made amazing. They made Action Comics a love letter to yeah, Superman. Fuck that, bro. Which is, sounds like what they're doing. Exact same thing with Detective Comics. One thousand. Oh, God, I hate that shit, man. If it's a thousand, I get that. But that's why they had like that trade they put out, which is fine. Then mm-hmm. in the actual book, I want to, I want a, a, a six issue story a, arc in one book. And I agree with you. That should, I mean, uh, amazing number eight hundred was like. Three books in one, yes. lengthwise. It was worth for seven ninety nine. Absolutely. Action Comics was, I think it was nine ninety nine. It was worth it. But Action Comics was, I think, seven ninety nine. Um, but yeah, it, if you're gonna put the hardcover out, they should have made that hardcover all new. They should do all new material and let people do that. Yeah, and then have one solid story. But I will tell you this: that uh, Tomasi and uh, Mankey are two issues into their run. It's good. Is it? Who's the villain? Do you know yet? No. Okay. Um, first issue dealt with uh, there's a murder that he goes and investigates, which is uh, a exact replica of the Thomas and Martha Wayne murder. Yeah, I'm kind of out. But that's just the first issue. Okay. Uh, it, it looks like someone's kind of attacking Bruce Wayne, not necessarily Batman. Batman. Um, Leslie Tompkins is murdered in the second I heard issue. About that. It's going to be phantasm. And then Alfred gets stabbed. Well, okay. Two things. Number one with Alfred. How did his hand grow back? I don't think they've ever said. <laughs> but That's like saying how did... Have you noticed that, though? Yeah. Oh, I knew it right away. <laughs> they also never explained how the Joker all of a sudden went back to being the Joker. Because he was sane, remember? Yes, you're right. You're right, yeah. And I think... And he lost... And he got his regular face back. The, didn't it happen uh, on Death of the Family? You got it back somehow? No. That, uh, I thought I read it. Death of the Family was the second story arc of New 52. Right. Endgame was where... Uh, and yeah. it was uh, Robo, Jim Gordon Batman. Yeah. Bat- Bunny Batman. Didn't Joker take the same formula as Batman? Like that Dionysium shit? Yeah. And it's it, and, it erased and their... And his face back? No. Yeah. And he erased their memory. And mm-hmm. then Batman had to go into some sort of machine. Oh, that was trash, man. Um, but they never explained the Joker. Yeah. He disappeared. That shit was trash. I didn't mind the t-shirt, the t-shirt Superman during that era. Cause trash. I like that personally, but that Batman, the bunny ears and that whole fucking end game arc. Uh, that's why I, I'm off Snyder to this, to this day. Have you seen that meme? Mm. To this day. <laughs> that's when DC went kind of off the rails. You had yes. Hal Jordan was Green Lantern, but not Green Lantern. Yep. He was Renegade Green Lantern. 
You had Superman was outed and back in his t-shirt and jeans. Batman like was a robot. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? That was DCU. I think that was what yep. they were calling it. That was DC trying to be like Marvel was also didn't work when they say, let's make Falcon Captain America. Let's make uh, Jane Foster Thor, which did work. Yeah. That's the only thing working that whole era of, of both companies, I think. Now, they did... Marvel... Riri Williams... Marvel struck gold on a couple, and it's only because of Bendis. Miles was before Miles, that. You I, can't I, say Miles. It was before it, but I think that's where they took the formula from. Like, oh, we, yeah, it was. if we can have a half black, half Asian Spider-Man, then we can diversify all our characters. Mm-hmm. Now, but, I think... But that the, we... what made Miles work is it was in the Ultimate Universe to start mm-hmm. out with... And it didn't take over the predominant, but they found a somewhat loophole to bring them into the. Yep, because I think that we will both agree. Because I I like diversity in the books, and not just black dudes, because because I'm a black dude, but all that shit. But and I don't think that you're against. I, I, I don't think you would say I want all my characters to be white dudes just like me. But the fact that they've taken the other character who were already established all at the same time too, and then they're flipping everybody around. If it makes for a good story, it makes for a good story. Mm-hmm. But. If it felt like an agenda that they were forced. F- forced on it, and like, and it was everyone at the same time. Female Thor, uh, Black Spider Man, Black Captain America, Muslim, Muslim, uh, Miss Marvel. Marvel, all at the same time. I, I agree with it for you. It was so forced. Black female kid Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Some of them worked. Iron Heart worked. You think so? I thought the book was good. Mm, okay. Um. Didn't need to happen. Didn't need to stick around. No, but they also, but they made. That's where it worked. Like Miles, they made it another character that could still coexist. Right. But I just don't think they ever got a grasp on the whole Captain America thing. No. I mean, it was. It seemed like trash, and they made Falcon seem like a dick. From what I read, the yeah, few issues I've read, he just seemed like a raging fucking asshole during it. And fucking um. But they don't seem like they've had best. a. It's almost seemed like they've had a good grasp on Captain America in a long time. This new Writing. one, it seems off, but it is good at the same time. By Tahanisi. Tahanisi Coates. Coates. It has more action than his Black Panther did, because uh, it's good. It's, it's it, it goods, but it doesn't seem like a mainstream book. Yes. It almost seems like you're reading a miniseries of Captain America. Yes. It, it, it seems like back in the day when, when they were dumb enough to give Captain America two titles, Captain America and the Captain America is colon Sentinel of Liberty. It seems like a B book. You know, it's trash right now. What's that? Iron Man. It is Dan Dan Slott, which Iron Man's been trash really since fucking since they let uh, that British guy say that uh, his parents weren't his parents. No, the run right after that with I think it was after that maybe it was right before. Who was the one with uh, Greg Land that did uh, the whole run? It was right when Iron Man the movie. Iron came Man. Up. No, that was Invincible that Iron was Man. LaRocca. And Max oh, yeah. Fraction. Laroca. That's before they said his parents weren't his parents. Was it the next run that... The next one was Greg Land. Like, we had the the black and yellow costume. Okay, yeah. Armor, yeah. The Laroca. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in Laroca. Uh That was a good run. It was. Um, That was the last time I he, think he I... He drew every issue, too. Yeah. And it had, like, 50. Yeah. I think it was more than 50. You might be right. But he drew every issue, which yep. is rare these days. And he wrote all... It was the all same... Fraction. It was the same... Team. Right, the same team the entire run. Yep. And that's what kind of starts segueing into the, excuse me, you have a, keep redoing, starting over with issue one. Yep. Marvel, Marvel. Okay, so one last point on comics, and then, like, we'll move on to movies, because we're going, I mean, I don't mind going this on, but, like, we started going away. Yeah. But, um, 
Oh, I got I got a few honorable mentions. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Uh, I I will say this. So it's I think we talked about this off air. I can't remember anymore. But we were talking earlier about how DC has changed their paper up. Mm-hmm. Marvel's starting to now too. Have it, it make yeah because Marvel for a while was having the same uh fucking pages for the cover and inside the book was yeah. frustrating. <laughs> Get ink all over your fucking fingers and shit. Oh, then fucking then. Play, uh, uh, Swift Breeze rips the cover. <laughs> so obviously. Prices are going up on paper, so like they're they're trying to uh, find out ways to make the price not go over above three ninety nine, which is fucking egregious anyway. But now DC found a way to do it because it's new paper, it smells better, and the sun is like the the glare just it absorbs light, so you can see it in different angles. It reminds me of just reading comics as a kid. But yeah, it is like it's like the paper, but it takes the ink better. Yeah, you're not smearing it. Yeah. It looks, I mean, like the uh, color, the colors look better on this paper than did because uh, back, back when we were kids, even before, right before I started doing like the, the glossy shit, the, the, they had like those little dots sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. This is just pure colors. It all looks good, and the paper is like I said because uh, I read volume one of a uh, Green Arrow New Fifty Two, which is probably the worst comic book I've read in the last five years. When they make them the young, uh, yeah, and it's terrible. It's, it's like a nineteen ninety two image book when uh, when it's just very generic. That was he- that was Heroes Reborn, Green yes, Land, or Green Arrow. Yes, it was terrible. The Biz were whack. The Dan Jurgen nineteen eighties art was bad. Fuck J C Crow's writing was bad. That was one of the ones that like they, they changed too drastically of what Green Arrow was. And like try to make it all hip and cool, but it came off as this fucking trite. But anyway, the um, I'm reading it as, as I'm taking a shit, and like there's a bathroom and there's just light in there, and I couldn't even see because the fucking glare on the fucking glossy paper. But on the other books, the new books, it wouldn't matter if there's glare because it absorbs that uh, light, man. Hmm. So I love and applaud DC's new paper. Uh, who are some of your of your honorable uh? Uh, mentions. Um, honorable mentions. I'm going to. These are all DC ones too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by fan of the show, um, Red Hood. Okay. Wh- which was Red Hood and the Outlaws. Now it's just Red Hood colon Outlaw. So he took our. Didn't he like broach our opinion on it? Remember he talked about it and said, "What would you guys think mm-hmm. if Red Hood was just a solo book?" Mm-hmm. Not telling us that that was going to happen. Almost as if we had an exclusive on the show. You might say that. <laughs> uh, on that show, we got a couple of of those, honestly. But he he may or may not be on the show again or coming up here soon. I hope so. But he did not take our advice and saying like no fucking uh, captions. Let's have him like be out of his head for this whole. Mm-hmm. Arc. So he has captions in there. Like uh, I got the first one. I haven't because that isn't my publish anymore. I apologize, Scott. But it, it, but because of that, I, I keep honestly. I keep forgetting them. After I saw how, how, how much my last purchase was, I forgot to go back and get caught on Red Hood. But yeah, it but, is a damn well written. And Pete Woods is drawing it. Well, he, he, is Pete Woods still on it? Uh, I think so. The only thing I don't get is issue twenty nine just came out. Okay. And I remember on it, he said, "There's a big thing that's going to come up in issue 29. I don't know if. Things got held or sidetracked with the whole uh, Heroes in Crisis storyline mm-hmm. or whatnot. Because um, there wasn't something that happened. Which you also hinted at something big happening with Roy Harper. Like, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Murdered his ass. He gave us some, some very coded uh, 
uh, what do you call it? A uh, hint emotion in, in, in the interview. Yeah. Very coded. Very coy. Um, so that was one of them. Okay. Uh, Batman Beyond by Dan Jurgens. Ah. Uh, damn good book. Uh, it used to be just kind of a pull, like, read it to read it. Right. But it's actually one of the ones I look forward to. Um, I'm glad it's not a bite or a twice a month book. It's yeah. uh, monthly. Uh, but they're trying to get into fit... Putting in new twists on a lot of Batman mythos into the new book now, which they always have kind of um, before, but like you have like like they're doing their own version of Return of the Joker kind of now. Um, they introduced a new version of uh, Scarecrow in one of the story arcs right before this. <laughs> uh, it, it's just in uh, right now. Uh, Brett Booth is doing the artwork on it. Okay. Uh, they've introduced a Robin into the storyline. I don't know. I feel about Batman having a Robin. Um, which is his little kid brother, Matt McGinnis. Yeah, I don't know. Little... But it's good. Where's uh, Bernard Chain? He's not on it anymore. I didn't like that new design of his eyes. Like, his eyes were way too big for me. Well, they gave him kind of an armored costume, and they took that away, and now it's just back to the regular one. So it's hard to say. Um, Justice League Dark. Which one is that? Uh, the mythical characters, Wonder Woman, okay. uh, Swamp, Swamp Thing, uh, uh, Zatanna. the monkey, Zatanna, who's kind of becoming one of my favorite characters, uh, really? Constantine, uh, damn good book, T- uh, written by Tinian, who had one of the magnum opuses with, uh, Detective Facts. Run, Facts. um, I was hard pressed, I almost put Detective in, uh, over Batman, um, there was the only thing that was holding back, cause, uh, Tinian ended his run this year. Mm-hmm. Had the follow-up by Brian Hill, uh, hint, 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 <laughs> um, towards maybe a future episode, uh, which was damn good. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it. I'm not an Outsiders fan, right. but was really good. And Followed James, up by the unfortunate James, James Robinson, Robinson, which I was, was excited for because he wrote, uh, back in the day, right after Infinite Crisis, uh, the face to face, uh, and then he did this one, Deface the Face, which is, I don't know, it wasn't really a sequel. I'm shaking my head right now. You can't um, see that audience. But they ended put Cobra into it, and I just don't like Cobra. Cobra was in it, but it, it, it wasn't it. I mean, that storyline to me was incomprehensible. It didn't make any sense. It made no fucking sense. I didn't get it. It had fucking Firefly in there, then a female Firefly, then it had... Coins in it, did Gordon was in it for some. It was all. Then it was like they hurt partners. It almost was like hurry up and write a, a six issue run yeah. out detective. And probably what it was that was a filler arc until uh, I think they, bo- they both were. I mean Brian Hills was too, but his was a precursor to the new Outsiders book. That's he coming. took the opportunity to write like one of DC's biggest books and wrote an amazing story. Yeah. Um. He took advantage of it. But then Tomasi's arc started as the as the last. I think the last book, one of the last books that came out of the year. Uh, if it wasn't for James Robinson, Detective would have been in. Yeah. Uh, top book. Um, but back to what Wait, I was. Wait, okay. uh, sorry to interrupt, but to that point, would you say that Detective Comics is the best X Men book in the last ten years? <laughs> I think, sorry. I tell you what, Tinian has a knack lately for writing team books. I, I, I know you're not going to read Justice League Dark. Uh, Probably not anytime. You don't like the Dark Arts type books. Um, the 
only issue he's gotten, he's become a wordy motherfucker. He didn't become one. He's been one for a while. I like that he doesn't push his shit onto Harita. True. Mm-hmm. Like some. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it, but... Loki kind of did, like, do you remember that doctor who was Clayface's doctor? Yeah. Uh, she's a trans transgender. That's right. Loki, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a knack for wanting to reform Batman villains, though. Clayface, and now he's got Man Bat in Justice League Dark. Mm. So, I mean, but they've been fucking around with fucking Man Bat since fucking Morrison. Yeah, I, like all of a sudden, more like Man Bat became like this huge like I don't know. I don't get. I've never been a huge Man Bat fan. If he dies, he dies. The lizard of the Batman. <laughs> he really is though. You're right. I guess real. I don't wonder. Who, I think Man Bat was created first. in the cartoon, wasn't he? What was that? I, I think Man Bat was uh, made for the cartoon, wasn't he? No. He wasn't? Oh. He's old, he's old, but I think Lizard probably predates him. Yeah, Lizard at least 60s. I'll look that up here in a minute. He's in the first 25 issues of uh, a Spider-Man. Um, my last thing I'll say is they've been good Superman books. Okay. Uh, Action Comics has been better than Superman. Uh, but, I mean, they're both pretty quality. Superman's been... Both Superman books have been pretty good quality since... Hey, Matamasi. Because he's not writing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Tomasi did put out an excellent book. And I and, and I don't like Superman, but you know I stopped reading it. That was the best Superman I've ever read, besides Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb, and McGinnis. Yeah, that was good too. Emperor Joker, which if you need it, they have that trade paperback. Emperor Joker at Ollie's. Yep, I saw that. Because Ed McGinnis, Superman when he first started drawing, when he was super thick. Not as he slimmed down, but like with the cape that only went to his ass. Yeah. That was my. That's my Superman in my eyes. Um, a couple of my honorable mentions would be Scarlet by uh, Bendis. Uh, that's one of my favorite books. That's very topic driven, so like it's, it's kind of preachy, but I didn't mind it. Um, the Lion Forge uh, Catalyst Prime books. So that's a, basically a newer superhero universe uh, made by Lion, uh, Lion Forge Comics. They have a book called The Astonisher, uh, Noble, um, Excel. Like, there's just, like, myriad of books, and, like, they're all pretty damn decent. Um, the Lizard predates Man Bat by seven years. Yeah. Only seven? Uh, so 1963 was uh, in Spider- Amazing Spider-Man number six. Yeah. Uh Batman issue 400 in 1970. 1970? That's crazy. That can't be right, though. 400? It can't be. Because 500 was 90... Yeah. Oh, Detective Comics 400. I'm sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, it's called King City by Jeff Lemire. Like, he wrote it and he drew it in his weird idiosyncratic art style. It's like a family drama that came out from Image. Uh, that was a good book. Kind of like a size of life book. Oh, let's go through. Uh, Spawn. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. Let's talk about Spawn. We're still reading Spawn? I've been reading Spawn since that white dude took over. Al, I mean, like the white Spawn took over. That had to be the 185, I believe. And now it's like, maybe may, almost, almost 300. Is Al Simmons not in the book no more? He's back now. Uh, he came back around 225, I believe. He came back. What is you really on? Oh, bro, wait. I think it's in this in this stack right here. I will tell you right now. Ugh. Well, you're looking that up. Let me tell you about what comics I hate. Okay. Any create Bendis creator-owned new book that came out. Um, 
cover's actually not bad, but yeah, Pearl's Pearl bad. is trash. Pearl is I'm offended by how bad Pearl is. Um, I don't know. They ended those other uh. Hit Girl's been good. Hit Girl is good. Uh, Kick Ass is still pretty good. The art's a little, little weird, but it's good. I'm not um, enjoying the Steve Niles run as much. Uh, I, I like the short four issue series yes. of Hit Girl. I think they're doing it right. Throw back to our childhood when most of our lines were only four issues. Um, but Spawn is pr- close to 300. Savage Dragon is really good. They, they, they had a, probably a, eight issues of straight fucking, like titties. Uh, rim jobs, all type of anything nasty you can think of it was in there. I remember the book that I can't believe you didn't put on there. What? TMNT Urban Legend. Yes, that was one of my three that was in contention. So uh, the team, the TMNT main book is still good, but it, it didn't stand out this year like it did previous year. But TMNT Urban Legend, I think, is definitely could have been there. Because uh, that's very consistent. Also, there was an arc in TMT Universe, which is four ninety nine because they're fucking crazy, called uh, Karai's Path that was really fucking good, too. It was really fucking good. Oh, Spine's on two eighty nine at least, if not uh, $290. $291. $291. <laughs> yeah, so Spine's on is coming pretty soon here. And, and, and it's fucking good, man. Uh, now, oh, go ahead. Just, I was going to take I want to see what the artwork looked at it. Only spawn I've ever read was the first storyline about the really about the graphic novel of it and the it's good. Is oh, Tommy Carlin's back writing it? Yeah, he he. So when the uh, white spawn came out, he acted like this guy named John Jeff writing it, but he's really him. It was like a takeoff of Jeff Johns, and then like he came out as, as a real writer of, of it. So he's writing it since then. When Wiles Potter Show took over the art chores. There's some damn good artwork on this too. Is that the Simon Kudowski? I don't like Simon Okadansi. Like, he, he drawing a Punisher right now. It's unique. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, Punisher's, Punisher and Immortal Hulk are supposed to be I've some of it. But I've read some of the Immortal Hulk. Uh, it's a good team. Al Ewing and... Um, it's different. It's, a, it's definitely a different... It's a, and Joe Bennett. Yeah. Now, this guy, like... That we may not like because it's kind of scratchy, but as a horror book, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, Savage Dragon. Um, I think that's it. I can't think of anything else that that caught my eye this year. Besides, like, I guess, we're kind of hitting that. Uh, Injustice is a book that, uh, volume one, probably 2012 or some shit. So I read it this year, but it's, well, uh, late last year, really, and it's fucking amazing, but that technically didn't come out in 2018, so I can't really put it there. What are your thoughts on Doomsday Clock? Um, I wish something would happen because I feel like even in fucking, even in fucking the real Open Watchmen book, by eight issues in, the storyline was there. I don't know what the fucking storyline is yet. I don't know. We're heading into the because there's four issues left, so we're heading into the final. Yeah. Uh, and act. I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's no storyline so far. Hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on it? It's wordy. Probably the wordiest Jeff Johns I've ever had. Uh, but he, he's trying to be like Alan Moore. Yeah, I also have. You got Trinity. Tr- Why do you have Trent Book of Trinity? I got this from uh, that comic convention, and I'm out. Oh. Um, I'm famously upset. I have actually never read Watchmen, so mm-hmm. one of these days I'm going to sit down and read Watchmen, and I think I'll have a better uh, understanding 
of Doomsday Clock. Because, I mean, when they came out, they said it was going to be kind it of... It had nothing to do with it. A sequel? What it? The same character. It had yeah. nothing to do with it at all. Mm. Like, in terms of storylines, nothing gotcha. to do with it at all. Um, the Magic Order is pretty damn good by Mark Miller and Olivier Copiel. I want to read that. Never did. Uh, there was one other book. Uh, yeah, that's what I can think of. All right, so... Um, should we go to motion pictures now? I will give you your option. We can do that, or if we want to do a part two. I mean, that's a view, bro. Let's go into it. We're going. Okay. Um, Might get the most, the longest episode of TSBOF. The longest one ever. Uh, I found Have out. We done three hours. We haven't, but uh, we haven't, but I got close to it on in the pilot episode of In No Particular Order. It was 247 some odd. No, that was the longest from last year for sure, but it might be the longest one ever, too. Well, we're going to beat that today. We're at 210 right now. But, the, yeah, yeah. We're t- okay. Um, let me just pull up my list because I don't remember what's on my list. Okay, no, I do. Um, the, the first one that I'll bring up is Creed 2. Uh, Creed 2 was probably the best serious action movie besides a comic, comic book movie I've, I've seen probably in the last maybe 10 years or so. It had heart. It had drama. How many times did you almost cry? I don't know if I almost cried. Now. I almost cried a few times. <laughs> um, I ain't surprised to admit I almost cried a few times. If his daughter, bro, it seemed like we had a test for daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I gotta go. Um... Creed has that magic of revitalizing a franchise that the best ever that they've tried revitalizing yeah. when they came out with Rocky Balboa. Yeah, and I know you have your uh, own kind of offshoot uh, mini series on our mm-hmm. podcast network with Dave uh, or Double D. So I don't know how much in depth you want to get on Creed Two because Creed Two actually was in my top ones. I wasn't sure if it would make the top. Five or if it would be honorable mention, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna kind of take it out of there since I'll be able to talk about it right here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're talking about a franchise that was done. You had Rocky one through five. Yep. Rocky five, probably the most critically panned out of yep. all of them. Um, came back in the early two thousands. Yeah. Around the time that Heroes came out, so that'd be like that's back when we were like maybe two thousand six, during... maybe two thousand five, two thousand six, maybe around media playtime. Um, and with a six-part Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll be honest, I don't remember. Did, I didn't oh, see it. Rocky came out of retirement to fight a to, robot or some shit, wasn't it? A video game. To take on a video game, and then it ended up like Rocky versus the other opponent that was in the video game in real life ended up fighting or something like that. Wasn't the best. Not a bad premise though. Not a bad premise. Trying to kind of get it for modern time. Um, brought it back, kind of ended the series quietly again, mm-hmm. up until three years ago. Yeah. Um, when Ryan Coogler came out and did Creed, mm-hmm. which again created a new franchise out of an existing franchise, was faithful to the source material. Besides the fact that it kind of fucked up my boy Apollo Creed's character, in my opinion. How so? Because Apollo created in the old Rocky movie was always a family man. and Yeah, they're trying to make him a player. In this. Yeah. And he, you never saw any indication that he was anything besides... I mean, but I guess people have a dark side, but... They, I really almost, try, they almost tried to make him... 
I don't know if I say unlikable character. He abandoned his kid too. Yeah. <laughs> and then like his wife found a kid after the fact and took him in. Like I like so, but that's the only way that they can make it work. Cause I I have a copy of the first screenplay to where he was gonna be Apollo Creed's grandson, but that time wise it didn't work. Okay. So like they made the choice to make him. I mean, but Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed had kids, so they could have easily. But I guess Adonis' storyline isn't as impactful if he's the. Now, I can't remember in Rocky in the original Rockies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a son he abandoned, never knew. Did he have other kids? Yeah. He had like where, four or five kids. Where are they at? You think they'd have something? Wood Harris is one of the kids. Is he? Yeah. He said, that's your pops too, man. Let me remember that part. I thought he was kind of a friend of the family or something like that. No, that's his kid. Oh. Yep. Interesting. I'm glad they pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you. You has famously said that you do not care for Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on him in the role? He should thank Marvel for, uh, for making him a good actor. Because uh, he, he was great as Killmonger, which might be coming up in, uh, like on the show as well. But yeah, but Did you like him in the first Creed? No, he was terrible. He, the first Creed was great despite his acting. He was the worst part of that movie. And this one, he, he was fucking good. Like I said, on the scene with, with his daughter, bro. He's a little more real. Yeah. He, he became a much better actor in this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, if you watch Creed 1 and 2 back to back, you'll be surprised at how much he's improved as an actor. Also, you'll be surprised that while well, Creed 2 is one of my favorite movies of the year, that director was trash. I'm not sure if... Because I look at film in terms of how how, how things are shot. Mm-hmm. He, he's... I know this is your boy, but he's a Kevin Smith uh, a director. He just points the camera. Yeah. When from Ryan Coogler had weird camera angles, like he had the long ass one shots and shit. If Ryan Coogler would have filmed Creed two, that might have been the best movie ever. The, the they they did do a decent job in the final fight scene, the final match. It was to me, it was still kind of basic. The only issue I have with both Creed movies mm-hmm. so far is. Creed 1 might as well have just been the Rocky 1 script. Yeah. Um, I agree. Creed 2, for nostalgia purposes, was great getting uh, um, Ivan Drago back. Yep. And doing The Sun. And, and, and it worked. It made sense. It worked. But the fucking rumor is now that Creed 3 is going to be Clubber Lang's son. Oh, my God. Now, tell me. Tell me. That's, hopefully I'm hoping it wasn't. This whole franchise could be the same shit. I'm hoping it wasn't true, but they're like, oh uh, like someone said it would, uh, Ice Cube's son would be in contention to play Clubber Lang. I, I can see I, I can see the look, though. I mean, in terms of the look, yeah, but come on. Yeah, but do we we don't need to keep saying, oh, he's fighting all, uh, the, all the kids from the original Rocky, no. so. Oh my god, I hope that's not true. But I would like to see now this is a pop- I don't, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just real quick. I wouldn't mind Clubber Lang's son being in the movie as long as it's not someone that he's fighting. Maybe yeah. it's someone that he goes to to kind of work with or something like yeah. that. Um to help train. Yeah. Um Stallone has famously or kind of said now that he's done with the Rocky character. I think he needs to come back and at least finish out a trilogy. Die, like but if they kill him, but then he needs someone to kind of help train him, so he goes to Clubber Lang's son to help spar with him or something That's like that. That's good. But I don't want to, I don't want to see Clubber Lang's son as the villain. Same fucking thing. But to that point, though, I was thinking this. Um, Creed doesn't have his Apollo like Rocky had Apollo. What if Drago's son became his Apollo? He could also do that same route to Clubber Lang's son. 
I'd yeah. rather be Clubber Lang's son. That is a better I, idea than mine. I, I think there's too much of a rivalry for... No. Uh, uh, Drago's son, if you looked at it, he was basically... I felt sorry for him. He, he, he was going to do what his dad wanted him to do. He's he, wanted the love of his mother. That's all he, that's all he wanted. He had no beef with fucking uh, Creed. Like, fucking dad said, so you kill him. You take him down. He had no beef with anybody on that side of the uh, shit. So they, they had no reason to not be friends. But I don't know. I don't know if it would make sense to come back and be his Apollo. And and uh, mainly because I don't think that guy can act. Yeah. He was, yeah, good, like he was good for the part he was in, and that was... He was good as a non-verbal act. Yeah, I don't want to see him back. And fucking... Dolph Lundgren had a good year, too, which may also come up with... He, he was actually a good actor, because uh, Dolph Lundgren has been notoriously a terrible actor. And uh, and the Rocky was terrible. And the he had a great part in another movie that yeah. might, may or may not we'll talk about here. Yeah, and it, it, but... It, he, he had lines in this Rocky movie, and he, he killed every line he had. Yeah. He, he you almost felt sorry for him too. They kind of did. I felt sorry for him because of how that fight fucked up his life. But I don't like how he put all that pressure on him, on his son. That was yeah. his pressure. I like that diner scene though when Rocky walks into his restaurant. Yeah. And you just see, and he got uh, Drago's it got his ass back. on that scene, bro. I, I just said I like the scene. No, no, I'm just saying like, oh, this is a great picture. Too bad he died. <laughs> he was a dick for real. He was like. You were taller than your father. Like, some bullshit like that during the press conference. He was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go, bro. And then, fuck, like, a, uh, his wife was fucking the fucking prime minister and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked up. I'm so sorry for him, bro. Her ass is ugly anyways. Yes. Uh, but congrats on your 75th child uh, at 85 years old. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, but um, Creed 2 was an amazing movie. And uh, last point on it. He was crazy about the movie, bro. The uh, story was by the uh, Luke Cage showrunner, but the screenplay was by Sylvester Stallone. Like, 76 year old screenplay, that fucking good. Yeah. Well, he was all set to direct that, too. Yeah. And then he backed out. I mean, but at that point, he might as well have, because that dude who they got... Do like you I think said, they kicked him out and saying they wanted a black director? They wanted a black director? I'm not saying they want a black director, because it's... Uh, I'm saying they didn't want him to do it. Hmm. Cause he shoots popcorn movies, you know what I'm saying? Like he uh, shot a lot of the original Rockies. He shot the popcorn was like four, like like four was fucking the popcorn. Did he direct movie. Rocky one? No. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Right. Dave and I asked this on uh, the first episode of the, on episode sixty. <laughs> no, but he he did maybe he he did he did Rocky Bad Boy five and four. I I don't think he even did three. Hmm. He wrote them. I think he wrote all of them though. Yeah. But but at, at seventy six years old, he wrote a screenplay that that's good. Now I I will say that I bet that they kind of tweak tweak the dialogue for the black characters. So I, I doubt he wrote the black he wrote, he wrote Rocky two. He or he one? directed Rocky two. Did he do two? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So probably two through five then, because I I I know he did four. He did five. three. Yep. So yep. So Rocky four. Directed four. Yep. I know he did four, five, and Bad Boy for sure. So he, if he did two and three, so okay. So he he did them all besides one. I mean, but he's not that. No, great. he didn't do Rocky Five. He didn't. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. Well, thank uh, God. Good for him on his part. Right. So he wrote, or he directed quite possibly. I mean, arguably the best Rocky. The first one. Well, no. Well, I I think four is kind of with Drago is kind of known as one of the better ones. Really. 
I always like three. All right. Two is the worst one, I think. Not five? I, I haven't seen five again yet. A lot of people t- kind of take five and just kind of forget about it. Yeah. All right. Um, who's who's your first choice? All right. So I have a few movies. Uh, mine kind of go in. Uh, uh, order by I, uh, when they came out. So I'm going to start out with A Quiet Place. Okay. With uh, Jim. Yep. John. No. Yeah. Jim. I mean, John Krasowski. John Krasansky. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, with his wife Emily Blunt. And I'm still surprised that he that he pulled her. I don't know how the fuck he did that. That's his best role ever as her husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, such a great movie. It's a unique idea. There's barely any dialogue in mm-hmm. in it. Um, just cool concept. I mean, there's aliens, monsters, never like monsters. Never to explain what they are, uh, but that they hunt by sound, <laughs> um, and they hear even the faintest of sounds, and that's when they attack. They can't see. Essentially, they're like the T-Rex of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. They can't see you, uh, but they can hear you, and that's what they, how they attack. Really? So, I mean, they do... Have you seen the movie? No, but I saw it uh, the second time it came out called Bird Box. Uh, everyone says... Quiet place. That sounds like the, the better version same. of oh, really? Okay, but it's like it sounds like the exact same. Yeah. But it's instead of hearing it's sight. Yeah. Wow. Um. It, it it's artsy to an extent. Mm-hmm. It's popcorn, popcorny to an extent. It, it it's a unique movie experience like you haven't seen. And it's good when they blend those together because you can do mainstream shit and artsy shit and fucking mm-hmm. have it just converge. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's my first one. I, I mean, I guess it's hard to talk about. Um, it's a movie they're talking about making a sequel down to, and don't I don't do think it. it needs to be done. That's, I think sometimes, sometimes it ruins the it ruins yeah. the appeal of the first one. Hollywood needs to cut that fucking shit out. But Hollywood's scared right now because they only have blockbusters and fucking movies that don't make any money. Well, it's these horror movies that cost next to nothing to mm-hmm. make, but when they make a budget, boom, you're yeah. in. Yep. All right, so want me to go again? Sure. Because I, I haven't seen A Quiet Place, and it sounds kind of like a horror movie, and um, that 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 really, that really isn't my bag. But is that on anything streaming for free? Uh, or included? Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix now or not. I don't think it is, because n- none of those places get any big movies anymore. It seems like for for a long time now. When for a while it got everything quickly. Um. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, what's your number two? My second movie. Black Panther. Um, I will say honestly, it is a little bit overrated, and that is the highest grossing film of 2018. And I will say, is it? One of the highest grossing movies of all times. Yep, I, I think probably what top five or top ten for sure. Um, Domestically, not internationally. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it, it is an amazing movie. It's probably one of the best worlds of any Marvel movie that made make sense. And then um, uh, Marvel has had great villains last year, but Killmonger is still. Well, let me ask you as a non African American. Did you find Killmonger to be a 
a relatable villain in terms of like say like it, it, why he's doing this makes sense. Yes. And then because because uh, I like Killmonger. He he was a great villain. Um, I, know some, I know some people that didn't like him just due to their dislike of Michael. I didn't realize there's as much hate for Michael B. Jordan as. Oh, there really? Was. I, I thought that I, I was the only one. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, buddy of mine went to it hates him. He's like, he said he was playing Creed in Black Panther. He was he was nothing like Creed at all. I don't know if it's just mannerisms, but I thought it was it I thought it was unique. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the character is give him his own costume. Don't give him a fucking identical Black Panther costume. True, but. He did wear that costume in the book. Yeah, but... And then, two, Killmonger's costume is a, a pair of pants. True. <laughs> but... No, he had the mask that they kind of gave him in the art. Like, doesn't yeah. he wear... That mask when he's, like, at the art that he steals or something like that? Oh, yeah. Doesn't he wear that in the comics at some point in time? Not... No, I haven't read much Killmonger in the books. In the books, he's trash, honestly. But uh, I, his costume was just, his dreadlocks like, went down to his fucking ass, like uh, a no shirt dreadlocks. and pants. Looking more like shitlocks. <laughs> and then on um, the fact that even it, all of his political shit to the side, the fact that he is a member of the royal family of Wakanda, and his father gets murdered by uh, his, his uncle, and then he gets left in fucking Compton by himself. And then he had a terrible childhood because of that. That is enough for reason for him to want to fucking go back to Wakanda and take over all that shit and say, fuck it. Yeah. He was an amazing villain. Now, much like the Black Panther comic books, right? And the Black Panther comic book, I read actually like a, a pretty decent chunk. If Black Panther is in someone else's book, he typically has center stage. In Black, Person, in Black Panther's own books, he's a background character like he was in this fucking movie. Yeah. I was like, they were like, let's showcase everyone else. <laughs> He's just in it. He, He's just a king. Look out there forever! I was like, the movie might as well called Black Panther. We're also featuring yeah. Black Panther. This is called it Oh Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> featuring Black Panther. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same thing in his books, though. What are your thoughts on, uh, fuck, what's the guy that played him? Chat with Bozum? Yeah. Chat, Chat with. Chadwick Boseman is one of the best chameleons that that we've seen, and now he he's not always good, but he was great as a as a Jackie Robinson. He builds off that accent though. You you think that you hear him talking here, him talking like like this is the same dude? And he, he, he's like fifty, you know? He's old as fuck. He ain't no fifty. He's in his forties. Hey Google, how old is Chadwick Boseman? Oh, damn. He looks like he's in his twenties, bro. He he could be fucking uh, he, the <laughs> he could be fucking um, his girlfriend's dad. Cause like she, she's like twenty. But yeah, um, the only weak spots in the movie were really Angela Bassett. <laughs> her terrible ass acting in there. Um, his sister was amazing. I call them sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it was the highlight, which I know Absolutely. now the rumor is, uh, is she gonna is Shuri going to be Riri Williams? Right. Which would be, I wouldn't be bad. I can see it. And I, I just want her to fuck up Peter Parker. Mm. Power couple. Mm. <laughs> couple goes. Um, I like Black Panther. I didn't love it as much as everyone mm -hmm. else did. Um, I think it was a movie that was about 20 to 25 minutes too long. I can see that. And it had 
too much hype behind it, and I think that ruined it a little bit for me. Because I saw it, I think, the following weekend after it opened. Right. I mean, so you have people like critically hailing it as like one of the greatest movies of all time. It was good. It was shot beautifully. Yes. Because uh, what's the dude's name? Ryan Cooler is one of the best directors. I keep saying that about everything tonight, but Ryan Cooler is an amazing director. Have you seen Fruitvale Nation? No, that I can't watch it, man. Like that, or Station? Yeah, that's as too close to fucking uh, the current climate for me to uh, even even want to watch. Every now and then it's on uh, iTunes for like four ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I keep telling myself because I, I, I like Ryan Coogler a lot. He hasn't made a bad movie yet, from what I've seen. What else has he done? He done Creed? not much. Creed, Fruitvale, Creed one, Black Panther. That's it. Was it it? Mm-hmm. Huh. He came out of nowhere, bro. Up and coming. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna be uh kind of off uh uh. Off color. Have you seen any of his interviews? Mm-mm. He is the most hood motherfucker you've seen in your life, bro. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was doing the whole Black Panther movie and shit, I was like, you know, I'm going to make this motherfucker cool as fucking shit, you know? So now I was like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Then I said, who's the skill? I did the whole thing, man. It's like, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, we in this biz now. He, he's a hood, dude. He, he's like, a, he, he isn't like a, ah. Uh, you can tell that, you can tell that, 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 He's from Compton. And for him to have these deep ass stories in his movies would be he's a hood dude, man. He's like fucking he's a uh who's a very hood person that you that who says you know? He's like if Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry's ghetto. Uh he's like if if the game was a movie director. Crazy. His next movie, I bet you wouldn't guess this. What uh, it's about the Flint water crisis, isn't it? No, uh, math teacher in Atlanta is scandalized when he oh, looks yeah. to get funding. Uh, I bet you wouldn't even believe that Michael <laughs> B. Jordan is the main star. In it. What the fuck's he gonna do when he has, <laughs> when he has to do when he's doing Black Panther two? Right. Uh, um, we might kill Monger the villain. Bring it back. <laughs> you don't want to do that? How many times they use Magneto? <laughs> we can use. I am Magneto. I'm Magneto. In which to uh, that's why he's not saying. Like, Listen, let's hold back from Black Panther two, and we'll make Killmonger the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can come back though because when he died, he had the fucking herbs. He can come back. Yeah, it's possible. I'm just wondering what he's gonna do when it's like maybe he can do a movie without Michael B. Jordan. But see, here's the thing: they came up together because uh. No, Michael Jordan was way before. But he was trashy for that. He he, he wasn't getting. He, he was like the third. He was like third motherfucker like on the cast. He wasn't like a like the top two. On what? On anything he's ever been in. Small role on the wire. That's what I'm saying. He kind of became a main character on Friday Night Lights. On the opening credits, what what was his name? I don't remember. We probably at the very end. No, no, because he can't. He became. I bet you when on Friday Night Lights because you have to have uh. The coach and his wife were the top two stars. Then yep. Gambit, but he they kind of, he uh, became a, just a, a couple episodes in the last season. They wrote him off. Really? I bet you he was might have been third billing in the really? the final season. I've never heard of him being on that show until uh, Creed came out. I knew that he was on the wire. And but I, you got to remember, uh, Friday and Lights always critically acclaimed show. But praise for the ensemble, not for any one yeah, person. Yeah, but it went to a direct TV only show. Really? On uh, season three, four, and That's five. Crazy. Um, on what channel on direct TV? Like on their preview channel or some shit? 
I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. That's crazy. But you had to have DirecTV to watch it. Hmm. Um, and then they premiered them well at, like, a year later on NBC or something like that. I, I had never heard that story before. That's crazy yeah. to me. Um, I had to go to a buddy's house to watch it because I didn't have DirecTV at the time. dedication. Or bootleg it. Mm-hmm. Pirate it. Shoot string that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's pretty much all, all I have on the Black Panther. I mean, because at this point, it's on everyone's top of the year list. Like, yeah. They've heard all, and everyone who likes the show has probably seen it at least once. Uh, what's your next one? All right, uh, let's keep with the comic book theme. I'm going to say Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, that was going to be on, on my list, but I knew uh, that... You would have, it's like, there's no reason for us to both have it on our mm-hmm. list. Yeah, but amazing movie, uh, for opening credits, I mean, from opening credits to, to ending credits. Yeah. Maybe flawless. They, they made an incredible villain. Yep. Although deviated away from his, co- how he is in the comics, they almost made him sympathetic. Yeah, and made him better. He's not supposed to be a th- sympathetic character in the comics, excuse me. Um, like Killmonger, like you understood why he was doing what he was doing. His execution, like Killmonger, was in- inadequate, but it, it, he's really a hero. He's like the the universe doesn't have enough of uh, resources. I'm, I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. It's a flawless movie. I uh, yeah. Cool point. Of this isn't to really to kind of do reviews of the movies. Just um. It, it, you you saw the movie, the villain win. Yep. I mean, it was unexpected. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think it, you kind of went into it, and it kind of got ruined a few times, like, oh, all the characters die, but you didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and the fact of how much, even now, secrecy, the Marvel's been able to not get let out uh, with Endgame coming out. I mean, there's not much as known, with the exception, with the exception it seems like Sony really wants to just fuck them over. How's that? What do you mean? They said they never wanted Spider-Man to come out. But the agreement was Sony gets to pick the uh, release date for it. They're like, okay, so this kind of ruins... I think they're trying to go back like, well, you don't know when Spider-Man Far From Home takes place. It could be beforehand. um, But I think they kind of uh, come out and said, like, you know, we really wish Sony would have given us another year. I don't think... I honestly don't think they want to release... Well, I know they they didn't want any other Marvel movies to come out next year after uh, <laughs> Endgame. Who the fuck do they think they are? <laughs> Who the fuck do they think they are? Yeah, I wouldn't have good boy. I have two top grossing movies, though, so I guess I have a little bit of uh Well, they have Captain Mar- Marvel coming out, but then, like, it's like a month later that Spider-Man comes out. But now they're saying that kind of kicks off the whole Phase 4. So, um, but everything just, it, it was done beautifully. Uh, you know, what they brought into it, uh, the, I can't remember what they're called, but the... Infinity Gems? No, the Thanos is... Uh, oh, th- the, uh, the Black Order. Yeah, the Black Order, mm-hmm. I thought was done really well. You think so? Like I liked Ebony Maw. They looked good, but like besides the Ebony Maw... Like they, yeah, they really underused the other ones. Yeah, they, 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 they were just there. Yeah. Um, seeing some of the characters interact together for the first time yes. was neat. Cause I did wonder how you would have... Iron Man and Doctor Strange, because they both have the same type of humor, but then you saw the difference between it, um, where Iron Man is kind of more satire and, and uh, snappy. Doctor Strange is a dick. They were he able, go for the juggler. Yeah, they were able to fix the flaws of Age of Ultron, where you're like, yes. When Avengers One came out, it was the first time you were seeing something like that. Mm-hmm. Then Age of Ultron came out, and you were excited for it. You're like, eh. yeah, hey, yeah, I've seen this. Like underwhelming. Um. But then this came out, and you're like, 
holy shit, I've never seen Spider-Man interact right. with uh, Doctor Strange. I've never seen, uh, you know, I mean, some of the stuff was, it was done even better, I think, than Captain America Civil War. Like, kind of, because, like, the scope was larger. When Civil War came out, I liked it, but I remember leaving the theater, I'm like, eh, that's nothing new. Really? I mean, it, it, it seems like I've, it's, I've kind of seen it all, but like you r- end up realizing they were just kind of working towards... Age of Ultron was kind of the stepping stone to get to Civil War. Yep. Civil War was the stepping stone to get to Infinity War. Yep. Um, which is kind of getting the stepping stone to whatever Endgame, Endgame is going to be. I will say this, though. Um, I take back saying that it's flawless. It's close to flawless, but the Thor storyline was trash. And, and that was taken out and just saying said that he's going somewhere to get a new, uh, new hammer and have him come back with a hammer. I would It probably would have been a tighter, better move. Yeah. I fast forward through those parts like now, like watching it like on, on, on a fucking, uh, on a Netflix. I fast forward through all the uh, Thor parts. All of them. Yeah. I would have liked to see Captain America without a beard. I like. In the long shaggy hair. I love bearded Captain America, bro. I want to see an actual Captain America costume. It was he a, had it besides the helmet. Oh, he was just in an outfit. It was his uh, uh, Captain America 2 costume, like Sans helmet. And just faded. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Th- that's exactly what it was. Oh. It made me anticipated. Really excited. I mean, no matter what Marvel movie comes out, I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel's got pretty much a... I won't say flawless track record, but they got a pretty damn... It's solid. Yeah. Solid as a rock! What's your next one? Um, I actually forgot. Let me uh, pull out my list here. Cause I, I think my next one's going to be the biggest shocker of the whole night for you. Really? Will we shall see. Okay, oh, my next one is... If you're doing... Hmm? Did you just have three? No. Okay. I did Creed, Black Panther... Uh, no, I, did you only pick three? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I only picked three. Because this one was my, this was probably my top one that you're gonna say. Okay, so now I'll do my third one though. So my third one is a, is my newest entry, by like a week, but uh, Spider Verse. Yep. I, I I also almost got Misty Adams of Spider Verse because it's so good. Like this is how Spider Man should be. This is a comic book movie. Quite possibly the greatest comic book movie ever made. Agreed. If not the best. It hit on every fucking cylinder, bro. I've seen it twice. How many? Have you seen it once or twice? Uh, twice. Yeah, I went and seen it twice. It that might be a damn near flawless movie. Pretty I think it's some cool. of the best best acted animated. The only flaw that I had in the movie, me being like a, a film critic in my own mind, um, they didn't really set up the fact that he. So he uh, went to go hang out with Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and then his parents thought he, that. He, he ran away because he got mad that they got mad at him for tagging. That whole little plot line didn't really make any sense. But otherwise, it's flawless. Uh, actually, I don't. I have one plot hole. I don't okay. know. Maybe you can explain to it, and I'll say it in a second. Um, I'm trying to remember, because I, when I saw it the first time, I had to miss, like, ten minutes, like, right when Spider-Man, yeah, when Spider-Man died to when uh-huh. uh, they're having the funeral. Um, but at one point, I guess, he, he actually goes back to stay with his parents for a night. And then he asks his dad, he's like, Dad, do you really... This, cause, what he runs yeah. away from is uh, he gets spider powers, right. and he's afraid of what his parents are going to think of him. He's like, Dad, do you really hate Spider-Man? He's like, well, yeah, I do. I'm a cop! And then all of a sudden he sees on the news that Spider-Man was murdered. 
Um, and he kind of runs away. Uh, I don't think his parents know what he's running away from. But, he, he, yeah, I get that aspect of it. But his dad's a fucking cop. Mm-hmm. And then, so one, he, he had the resources to find his son. Two, there was no big blow up fight as to why he, he, he ran away. It, I think the point, the, the plot would have been more poignant if he thought, thought he was dead because after that, a fucking explosive thing. That would have been a better plot point for me instead of just thinking he ran away because reasons. Do you feel that he actually ran away from his parents, or do you think it's just circumstances throughout the movie that kept him from being able to communicate? Yeah, but his he parents thought he ran away. Yeah. But his parents thought that he ran away. That's what oh, I'm I think they thought he ran away because they forced him to go to school. Because remember, he never wanted to go to that school. He kept saying he thought to go back. I don't know if it had to But dad found him at the school, though, remember? Yeah. Didn't mean he wanted to be there. That's what I'm saying. So that part, to me, is like a little shaky. I don't get how Gwen Stacy showed up before the they tried using the whole multiverse. She said it. I mean, she, it, it, it's a weird time. She, she said, I showed up two weeks ago. So when she came, they just she got sent to the past? Oh, okay. Well, not the past. To her, it, it was it was still the present kind of, but then it took everybody else two weeks to catch up. Yeah, mm. that was weird. It was weird. I get the only reason I think they put it in there is so they can introduce her beforehand. They shouldn't have. I, I, that was a little. That was the only part that I thought was a little confusing. Didn't uh, Miles and and Gwen and Spider Gwen have like a thing in the book too? Because I, mm-hmm. I saw a cover to where they were both upside down kissing or some shit. Yep. Uh, what was that in the Champions maybe? No, it was in the Spider Man. Bendis book yes. and the Spider Gwen. That was yeah. like a six part crossover. Was, was trash. I didn't like this. I, I like the Spider Gwen character. Did not like the Spider Gwen book. I've never read anything with Spider Gwen in it besides Spider Geddon. Spider Verse. Yep. The Spider Verse comic book, and they made characters that I was I was not fond of in the books. Amazing because Gwen Stacy was amazing, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she was a. Uh, she, her character in the movie. Was, yeah, the movie. Her character was a hundred percent what I thought her character should be. She was kind of angsty. She was kind of cool. She was kind of confident. Uh, the fat Peter Parker was a uh, cool. The fuck Doctor Octopus. Uh, they real. made they made every part of that movie better than than what how it is in the comic. Yes. In the besides, comic, besides well, our Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean in the com- I like the moral of the story, but I'll get back to the second. But in the comic, uh, his uncle Aaron is now Scarlet Spider, or not Scarlet Spider, the Iron Spider. Really? Um, and he knows Miles is Spider Man, but he's kind of a villain. He doesn't feel really sympathetic towards him. Kind kind of does, but not to the extent. Like I, I like the moment when he realizes that. Yeah, man, that was good too, Miles. Um, that was a uh, cop Yeah, and uh, Paperboy was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <Jefferson. exactly. laughs> uh it all come back full circle. <laughs> some of the some of the best voice acting, dude. Some of the best. Fuck yes. Some of the most unique. Yes. Animation style. It's the best animated movie I've ever seen. Period. I like Batman: Master of the Phantasm as well. That'd be up there. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say this one probably uh, goes past that one as far as quality as far. Because I hate three D. I, I hate three D animation anyway. I prefer hand drawn cartoons, but this is because it, it made it seem like it was almost drawn by hand, and then it had they made book. it like a comic old school <laughs> comic book. You look in the best possible way. Like not in a bam zip pow way. Yeah. The funniest thing is when I was sitting there mm-hmm. when I first saw it the first time. I'm sitting there. I'm like, and people just didn't get like, uh, is this in three D? <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think they actually got up to go see if they needed glasses. <laughs> It was an art style. Which I love the art style. It had like the fucking. It was a comic book movie for comic art. book yes. fans. Yes, it, it was the best love letter. Like this is a cliche, probably to Spider Man and to us as comic fans I've ever seen, mm-hmm. ever seen, and any other medium besides comics. I can't think of anything I've ever seen that was comics related, but not comic. That was a love letter for us mm-hmm. to treat us with respect and reverence, and not saying like I said, pow, bap, boom. They added that in there though too. But but it worked. Yeah. It wasn't making fun of it. It wasn't like your old school campy Batman. Yes. It, it was a it was the polar opposite of that. And then it had fucking cool ass fucking comic book covers in there and shit. This is my story. It had fucking Eric Larson covers in there. Keith Pollard shit was in there. The music Man. style, the choices that they chose. Bro, yes. I was humming that fucking song that uh, I was humming. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and then how people love the fucking Guardians one soundtrack. I love this soundtrack more than that one. Do you know they actually made a Spider-Man Christmas album after this movie came really? out? Really? No. It's like six tracks long. I'd probably fuck with it. <laughs> um, it, it, it did everything. It was bro. just so fun. Like I, yes. I don't know of a movie that I left the theater and be like, damn, damn. <laughs> the quality and how fun that was was is just. And Miles was a good kid, man, but like not like corny. Because mm-hmm. he, he was a good kid. He, uh, like, also, uh, someone else talking about it. Typically, if you see a nerd or a superhero, like, you, you see, like, old school Peter Parker. He's an outcast. No one likes him. This dude had friends in his old neighborhood. He still fucked with and friends in new school and shit. He wasn't an outcast. He was a loner, but he still had friends. He wasn't a loser. Yeah. There was so much full circle in there. Yes. Like, the final thing that to stop Spider-Man, like, the shoulder tap. Like, yep. if he goes, like, and then uses hey. his venom. <laughs> um... Oh man, this is, this is, I, it was an amazing movie because his uncle, his uncle Aaron, his dad was like, although they had like no scenes together, it was still a good contract. His dad was on a straight and narrow, and like his uncle, he loves his uncle, but his uncle was on that hood shit. But uncle didn't want Miles being on that hood shit either. Yeah. And was staying in school, bro, getting the books. And and, the, and, like, and I like they didn't try to get the uncle. Like the uncle, like. Didn't want him to be involved. That, in that. Yeah, that, that's, he, he fucked with him with trying to do the tagging and stuff. He found a place yes. where he could do it. Um, exactly. <laughs> that was amazing because, and most you see with hood movies and shit like that, that the, the, the fucking uncle like, no, I mean, you think the uncle would have shit. a little common sense so that it's right by the kingpin there. To... That's why he chose it because that's how he knew where it was. True. Yeah. So to me, like that should all make sense. It was so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> dumb. But, but yeah, it makes but, sense. But it was that's dumb. why I knew how to get there. And then um, the uh, company that, that uh, Spider came from the Venom is the same company that's in Spider-Man 2099. Alchemax, yep. which is, yep. And, and, and like, Main Street Spider-Man yeah. 2. Um, bro, everything, bro. It just, and the fight scenes in it, like that. Yes. The fight, the prowler chase scenes. And, like, how you move. He's like a prowler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just, it. I like the message that they kind of sent out, which was a good message to the kids, like, you know, anyone can be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember walking out the first time, the only thing that I questioned for, like, as kids is, like, what are people, kids going to think when all of a sudden they see Spider-Man die? Um, because they kill him. They've let out kill him. Was this PG or PG-13? PG. Huh. It's probably the most they don't really show, it's a hard piece of PG. Um, which they kill him, but they don't really show it, they show it off, like, this thing is, pounds yeah. down, they don't show him, like, really No blood him. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, even when Prowler gets shot, there's never anything. You hear the gu- the gun shot, but... Yep. Um, never like see, see a bullet, the reaction. Never see a bullet, never see blood. Um, but then all of a sudden it just kind of deviates to the Peter Parker's funeral. 
which was genius using him as a different... Peter Parker looks different mm-hmm. um, than what he did in the comics. Uh, but the whole message to people is like, anyone can be Spider-Man. Uh, two points to that. Point number one. Because uh, they have it in Spider-Verse to where our, our, our Peter Parker can still be a Spider-Man. As well as the Marvel movies, uh, Peter Parker can still be in it too. Second point, I feel like Prowler shouldn't have been able to die by a fucking regular ass gunshot. We would think not. He had armor and shit on. <laughs> he has a regular ass fucking twenty two or some shit. He was a fucking pea shooter. I'm dead! They made Spider Man villains like flat out interesting though, yes. too. Like something like Tombstone, I mean. Tombstone, Kingpin, with that fucking. Thick ass accent. Hey, no, I'm saying Python. I run this shit, huh? Right, this isn't Punisher Warzone, uh, no. Jigsaw. <laughs> he was close, though. Spider Man. <laughs> uh, they like that New York accent. Yeah, like, what's up? Like, I, that's not that's not Kingpin that we've seen before, but it worked. Yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. And um, and they make him sympathetic too, yeah. to an extent. He, he he wants his family back, but he his way he went about it is dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he's that dedicated to get his family back. Now, Doc Ock, I, I did not see that coming. No, neither did I. But that kind of canon, too, because in the 90s, I mean, they had, had a female, female Doc Ock. Who, who kind of favored that lady, too. Um, Aunt May was a beast. Yeah. The best Aunt May we've ever seen. Mary Jane was underused. Yep, I agree. But they made the sluggish, overweight Peter Parker. Sympathetic. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think the movie, as much as it was about Miles... Figuring out who he was was also more was also kind of about Peter Parker redeeming himself. Yep, it too. was absolutely. And then uh, when he was crying in the shower <laughs> with his costume on, and that's why it, it, it's now people always tell me that these kids movies nowadays are for adults and kids, but this has so many themes, and I think like that Peter Parker storyline that's not something that kid would even grasp. That's like adult shit. Yeah. He kept oh, trying man. to get make his marriage work, his marriage doesn't work, his wife left him. Didn't want kids. <laughs> yeah, that was adult shit, bro. Yeah. That's why, um, if I had to pick a best movie of the year, it's hard for me to make it an animated movie, but that might be the best comic book movie of all time, though. I think so. I think I think it's the most fun I had in the theater. There, I mean, Avengers was probably it was not the most anticipated movie of the year, right? Um, and that could be part of it too. Our our it was under the expectations were kind of low on it. Even at the trailers, I wanted to see it, but I, you didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. He had them Jordans on. <laughs> kept going back to the whole like your shoes untied type. Yeah, which didn't really have a payoff though. No. Typically, if you have a joke like that, it has some type of payoff. Learn to crawl before you walk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then it was deep when uh, Miles could want to go with them and help out because he's a good kid. He wants to help people. And then it's like, no, we can't go. And then Peter said, No, I said you can't come. Yeah. Woo! I was like, that was like, damn, this is deep. And the reason Peter didn't want him to come is because he was scared to go home. Mm-hmm. He'd rather die. He'd rather die. <laughs> die than face reality. Because his life is so fucked up. Man, that shit, whoo! So many jokes, dude. When they, go, when they go in that shed and go down to, like, the cave, he's like, uh-huh. he's like, you got something like this? He's like, oh, yeah. Like this. He's like, it's a little smaller and minus the, uh, the motorcycle, the car, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then when oh, Miles puts on the the cape at first, like no, I don't wear capes. <laughs> yeah, see, I told you. Yeah. How he said it too. See, look at this one, Pete. Oh, this cape. <laughs> oh man, this is. They made Spider Ham work. I mean, which I think yeah. the, 
originally seen it, I think, took a lot of people out of not wanting to see it. Yep, I but it worked. Yeah, but yeah, it, joke it, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we legally say that? <laughs> and he always has some jokes as a cartoon. He has the mallet that comes out of it, nowhere. He was bad as fuck too. <laughs> the anvil that he's <laughs> far. And then he gave Miles the fucking, I mean, the fucking mallet, which doesn't make sense in his own universe. Don't worry if it's in your back pocket. <laughs> and it was like. Do pins talk in this world? <laughs> Do animals talk? Because I don't want to weird them out. <laughs> the only one that they kind of didn't work was like the um, anime, anime one. one. But her sacrifice at the end was good, though. Yeah. And she was crying and shit. <laughs> that might have been Nicolas Cage's best work. Absolutely. In years. In years. And absolutely his best superhero work. Oh, yeah. And I love how, like, with the Rubik's Cube, because you can't see color. <laughs> I'm taking this to my world. Who is that? And where's the wind coming from? There's wind always, bro. <laughs> man, it made everything. It was a love letter, but like I said, it it, 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 it pokes fun at, at us as the comic book genre, but in a in an inside way, like, like the family. Ridic- ridiculousness of what yeah. some of the shit that they do, like how your family can make fun of you, but it's when the outside does it, it's not cool. It was, it was like it, it was like inside jokes for for, for us. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing movie, man. Was that like on your uh, top three list? It it was. Uh, like I said, I'm with you. Top probably the top movie of the year for me, mm-hmm. and the best Stanley cameo out of any. Yes. Yep. I, I almost teared up a little bit when that Vision. came on. I didn't on that part, but yeah, but it, 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 it's I, probably the best cameo. But well, just I mean, such a poignant role, so close to after he died. Then like how he words it, he's like, you know, we all grow into the costume mm-hmm. someday. But then it ended on, on a good joke when it's scanned over to that sign. No return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is fucking... And by the way, it's like, you know, I was friends with them, too. Mm-hmm. And then how they all... It's going to be tough to top that for Avengers Endgame. It's going to be very hard to top it. But, I mean, but... Because it's kind of... It's cameo in Infinity Wars trash. He's a bus driver. Oh, yeah, the bus driver, yeah, yeah. Well, you kids, quiet down! Excelsior! Other than that, his best one was... Guardians 2 with uh, where he was like one of the watchers. Really? That was one of my least favorite ones. My favorite one was Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man like when he was a janitor and later fighting in the background he was cleaning up and shit with the headphones <laughs> on. That I think was my favorite one. I think because they kind of like encompass like okay he's playing the same character in all the mm-hmm. Oh yeah good point good point. Alright. Well this was kind of our Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review yep. as well. How many uh, drunk actors <laughs> <laughs> Ten. <laughs> I get eleven. Eleven. I, I don't know. I just don't have a. I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I've encouraged everyone. Like people have asked, I'm like, go see it. It's yep. like anyone I told. Cause people, some people are kind of turned off that it's a cartoon. I'm like, it's like I don't want to go see a it's cartoon the theater. I'm like, yeah, go see it. Um, it's so good that I'm gonna actually pay money to buy it when it comes out on uh on Blu-ray. I'm gonna really? buy the fucking Blu-ray. I don't have a Blu-ray player anymore. I'm just gonna buy it. And then fucking use the code. Comes the copy. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna use the code. I wanna. Ha- I wanna hold it because I guarantee it's gonna have a, a bomb ass fucking package. I'm gonna get that HD DVD. <laughs> or not HD. Uh, uh, the, four, the, four, the 4K uh, copy. I own a bunch. I own a few 4K movies, and I don't have a 4K player. Yeah. Um. I have 4K TV, but I'm not player. Okay. Uh, what's your next one? This will be the odd one for you. Okay. A Star Is Born. Really. <laughs> Phenomenal movie. Of all, of all those things you said about the homosexual community. <laughs> There's nothing homosexual about Stars more. It, it, it's a musical, bro. And? So is South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. That's why I didn't watch it. 
I like musicals. This is the fourth time that they made that. It's like third or fourth, right? I think it's the fourth. If one time was Barbara Streisand, like that was the last one. Then they made it in the twenties or some shit, right? Thirties with uh, Judy Garland. Yeah. And then they made that was the second one. There was one before that too, like in the twenties. Like Charlie Chaplin or some shit. How is that plot? How is that plot so popular? Time of story of love. It's a love story. It's an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Um. It is beautifully shot by Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Director of the butt. I remember when I first heard about it, I had no interest in seeing it. Then I saw some trailers. It has some of the best acting I've seen out of a live performance. Um, I mean... Really? uh, You got Sam Elliott plays his brother. The age thing kind of is a little odd, but... Like Havoc and Cyclops? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like the, the voice and the accent that Bradley Cooper uses... Um, really kind of works with, uh, with it. It, it. Lady Gaga does a great job in it. I mean, it's, really, yeah. I mean, I would say probably both of those two are going to be up for best actor, best actress. Now, uh, you're going to you're going to see a best picture. You're going to see best director, and it deserves it. Really? Yeah. Like normally, I wouldn't think I would get behind it, but it's like I got I got a little misty eyed in it. Really? Did you see? It has the... a very predictable ending. Yeah, because, yeah. But you ha- you're you at the ending watching it to a point of like, okay, I know how this is going to end, but how are they going to end it that way? Mm-hmm. Um, but they end it. They do it. They they uh, they end it well. It's it's just, it's just a beautifully done movie. I guess I don't really know what more to... Have you seen any of the previous iterations mm-hmm. of it? Because I, I, I was going to ask if it ended the same. Uh, I would have to assume. I kind of read the storyline for the... Barbara Streisand one. Mm-hmm. Um, after it came out, it was like they had it on iTunes, and I watched the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and it looked trash. Yeah, because it made like, like the seventies. Yeah, shit. I don't like Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um. But Stars Born. Great movie. Highly recommend it. But okay, so it isn't a musical like where they're just talking and they break out a song, right? No, because I hate those kind of musicals. Not that. Uh, basically, Bradley Cooper is kind of. He's a country rock star, maybe to an extent, kind of like, rock. A, like a kid rock okay. type. Does it have the Confederate flag on, on no. underperformed? Okay, good. I, I guess I'm just trying to think of like some something right. to kind of compare it. But he's Leonard Skinner was kind of um, southern rock. Yeah, because um, he does come country songs, he does some rock songs, but he fills up like stadiums and tours and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's still touring. But you can kind of tell he's towards he's getting towards the end of his career, mm-hmm. um, and he's just he's kind of a a loneless drunk. Um, and then he finished up a show one time. He wants to go to this bar. Um, and he goes in. He's like, just stop here. Sorry to interrupt, but didn't, um, what's his name? Uh, Whistler from Blade play, uh, that role in the old one. Yep. Chris Christopherson. What was his name in Blade? Wesker's? Like something like Whistler? Whistler. Whistler. Something like that. Something with a whistle in it. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, I mean, basically, he goes into this bar, and there's a guy... Bar. Uh, man in the door, and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, your... Man, it's like, it's like, yep, it's like, I don't want to... He's like, just coming in for a drink. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, just coming in for a drink. He's like, I don't know if this is your type of bar. <laughs> he's like, they serve alcohol? He's like, yep. He's like, well, it's my kind of bar, then. <laughs> um, and there's... It's not a drag show, but it's kind of like some people dressing in drag and performing, like yes. singing. Um, but that's when Lady Gaga's character goes out there and he kind of just is 
falls in love with her. Never. Um, I hope she doesn't have a penis. But I'll do it anyway. Um, so, like, they kind of spend spend the night time talking and doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gives her, it's like, you know, come come see me. Here's a plane ticket, or my uh, jet will take you to the next show, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then he, she wrote this one song, and he performs it on stage and has her come out. And then all of a sudden, so she kind of goes on tour with them. Yeah, the star is born. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, that's a simple idea of how it works, but it's... But, uh, let me guess, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. Huh? Mm, I don't know if he really ever lo- loses her. Oh. Well. There's almost a scene that's uncomfortable, though, so she gets a Grammy, or she ends up becoming, like, a bigger star than he is, mm-hmm. uh, and she essentially kind of plays Lady Gaga, just not freaky. Right. Um, she kind of just this pop star, and she wins a Grammy, and uh, this is when he's kind of getting washed up, and he's a drunk. Um, so he was slayed performing at the Grammys. Then they're like, "No, nope, someone else is going to perform, but you're going <laughs> to you, you're going to be you can kind of play it, play it, uh, the guitar with him, but someone else is going <laughs> to say fuck you." Um, so he does it, but he decides to get fucking plowed. Uh. So um, he kind of falls over drunk, and then when she goes up. To uh, accept her uh, her, her Grammy and gives her speech, he's so fucked up. He's like, she's like, I want to thank my husband or boyfriend. I can't remember. I think they're married at that point in time. Uh, so and so, I can't remember his name. He's like, oh my god, I won. And <laughs> that's when he goes up stage, falls, and then pisses himself on stage. <laughs> oh my god! You're like, oh, holy shit. Uh, and that's in the movie? That's oh yeah. fucking crazy. But Bradley Cooper does a phenomenal job in it. He is an underrated actor. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, and, I, and I'm pretty sure from how I'm describing the movie, you can probably guess how it ends. He dies. Mm-hmm. Cirrhosis of the liver. No. Um, so she, I mean, she, he ends up going to rehab after that. Um, you ever so watch the movie? Downer. No, probably not. Um, she, he goes to rehab after that, and he comes out of rehab clean. Um, and like, you know, they're back in love and everything and her manager hates Bradley Cooper's character, mm-hmm. um, thinks she's holding him back. So he goes to the, uh, they're about to, she's going on a tour like overseas, um, and he's going to go with her and the manager goes and stops in and sees her. It's like, we know you. He's like, he's like, it's just a matter of time. You're going to fall off the wagon and you're going to fuck her career. And guess what? There's not going to be any saving her next time. So he decides the only thing to do is Kill himself. kills himself. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, and that's where it kind of ends. But you're like, holy shit, how are they going to end it? So right before, right when he gets out of rehab, <laughs> that's fucked up. he's like, oh, there's a song I wrote for you. And uh, so he put, they, um, she's like, oh, can I hear it? And they never show him playing it. So she goes out at the very end of the movie. She's like, you know, they're doing like a in memoriam for him or something like that. And she's like, type shit. Uh, you know, my, before he died, my husband wrote this song for me, and I want to play it for you tonight. So she goes through and sings the whole song, and then the movie just kind of stops, and you're like, mm. and then it breaks into uh, Bradley Cooper in their house playing the piano and singing the very end to her. Post-credits. Touching. Oh, not post-credits. Like, it just kind of stops and then, like, kind of kicks back in. Oh, okay. Touching. And then I read an article, the day they filmed that scene, uh... Lady Gaga had just found out one of her close friends had died from cancer. Damn. So, like, kind of, like, a little more, like, helped into the... Mm-hmm. Scene. Emotion, the raw emotion. But... Uh, it, 
like I said, I knew it was going to be the surprising one on there. Hey, you only had one comic book movie in your top three. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was up on there, too. Okay, I got you. Top movie of the year, but I knew you were going to talk about mm-hmm. that one. Um, I got two honorable mentions. I, I have two as well. I, I just thought about them. Is one... Okay. So what's your first honorable mention? Uh, my first honorable honorable mention is uh, is, a, is a Netflix movie called Anon, starring Clive Owen, who I haven't seen in like 20 years, as basically a private eye in like an alternate future where uh, basically there's no crime because uh, everyone can see what everyone's doing. So um, and then so basically nobody is anonymous. <clears throat> so then like there's this woman who has the power to give you that anonymity and she can erase things. From people's uh, 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 records. So say like you were cheating your wife. You can pay her thousand dollars. You can cheat on your wife, and your, and then she'll go in your wife's uh, memory banks, take out any um pictures of you from that time frame that that unless you were fucking somebody else. <clears throat> so she starts killing people. So Clive Bowen gets called in as a detective of the past to uh, figure out who she is and stop her but then she starts using her powers on him and starts fucking up his entire life so it, it, it's kind of like and this is kind of like on some minority report meets something that's, like meets a fucking private eye story because it was it eternal if you ever see eternal social i've story? heard about it but it's it's kind of like that too and then he ends up fucking her but then you find out this is uh, spoiler that she's not the one who 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 doing the crime. Some random motherfucker we never seen before is it, actual killer. But it is a pretty good movie, um, especially for a Netflix movie. They got like no hype. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do you want me to do my second one or do you want to go next? Um, I'll do one. Okay. Um, Halloween. Okay. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Halloween series. Really? Uh, it is a odd series of movies because. If you watch them in order, you have Halloween 1, mm-hmm. back in the 70s. Yep. And then you have Halloween 2. It takes place like this minutes after one ends, right? Minutes. Which is a cool concept. Yep. Then you had Halloween 3, Which was Season of the Witch. Nothing filter. to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I'm sorry, going back to 2, introduce a new concept. Even though it was minutes after it, uh, when you find, end up finding out that Michael Myers is Laurie Strode's brother. Brother. But you didn't know that in the first Rick one. Con. Um, then you go to Halloween 4, 5, and 6, which kind of sets up a new storyline mm-hmm. um, where she uh, it really kind of inter- starts introducing some uh, spiritual supernatural, as- supernatural aspects mm-hmm. to it. And he's going after his niece, I believe it was. Um, it's not Laura Strolls. Kid. No, it's someone else in the family. Paul Rudd's in one of them. Um, no, Paul Rudd was the kid that she that she was babysitting in the first. Yeah, he becomes like it. So he's kind of the protector at that point in time, and he's kind of protecting Michael Myers' niece, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot for it. Uh, then you go to Halloween. So that's four, five, and six. Halloween seven, which was Halloween H two O, which was twenty years after the original. Yep. And he goes back after... Hello, Cool J. Yep. He goes back after Laurie Strode, who's now the he- changed her name and the headmistress of a school and has a grown son, uh, played by Josh Harnett, um, which really kind of turned the, the movies into the teen slasher. Yep. Because that Cause was the right time to scream. Scream and all, all them. Mm-hmm. Then you had Halloween Resurrection with Busta. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Which decided to take the craze of uh, found footage mm-hmm. and incorporate that into the movie. 
um, which was trash. So now you, uh, and then it goes into Rob Zombie redoes it with Halloween, a new Halloween one and two. They didn't know basically make uh, like Michael Myers like the protagonist. Kind of. So when you look at it, Halloween one and two was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Then you had Halloween three. Then four, five, and six was kind of a new trilogy. trilogy. Then you had Halloween H two O, which basically kind of took four, five, and six, three, four, five, and six out, and it was like my like watching one, two, H two O Resurrection. Right, right. Then you had Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two, and now it was like the the Earth two. Yeah, the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the new Halloween, which is like new part three, right? New Part 2. They New took everything two. from wow. Halloween 2 on and said that never happened. Wow. Um, and said this was kind of like the sequel. It takes place 40 years after the Halloween. Wow. Um, and probably the best sequel out of all of them. Yeah. Um, third movie with just the name Halloween in it. Because they've had Halloween, 1978. Rob Zombie, Halloween. Halloween and this one was just called Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't know what you're gonna get into with it, and it was just it was done so 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 well. Especially because it, it was written by a comedy writer. Yeah. Um, David Gordon Green and, uh, and Danny Danny McBride, McBride. Mm-hmm. and then directed by a comedy. Well, he a TV. Cool. David Gordon Green, I think, was the director. Okay. Okay. Um, who's done a lot of like the HBO comedy shows that uh, they him and Danny McBride have done like Eastbound, Eastbound and Down now. and uh, mm-hmm. Vice Principals. Um. But it's a truly kind of scary movie too. Really, like you know, I, I like horror movies a lot, but there's not a whole lot of ones that are like just scary to me. But this one, yeah, it, it was freaky. Dude, it had some good uh, death scenes in it too. I've known you for probably about fifteen years now. I never knew that you were a big horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Um, never start. Scream was the first. Scream was one of the first horror movies I ever seen too. I really? as a kid, I hated them. I was mm-hmm. terrified. I remember as a kid, like Chucky and Child's Play, Ooh, yeah. just seeing the commercials terrified <laughs> the fuck out of me. Um, if you want, I, there's like this retrospective of the entire uh, Halloween series that tells why they were so fucked up with the storylines and shit. And like, I, I, it's, it's like forty minutes, but it's, it's damn good because I've only watched with my brother because he's he's a, he's a decent. Um, horror fan. I've only seen H2O, I think. No, I've, I've only seen one. No, two. No, I've only seen two. And H2O. No. I, I think I saw the scene with her titties. It's not Jamie Lee Curtis. She don't get naked in that. That's trading places. You sure she doesn't get naked in it? I, think I saw some big ass titties in it. There's some other one to get. Uh, oh, okay. But it's not Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Um, but yeah, but. I've heard that that was good, and then uh, a friend to the show, Danny Wade, he didn't like it. Yeah, well. But everyone has their own opinion. Um, my next one is kind of a, a spoof one, because it's not really good, but it's, it's probably like the only, only other movie I saw this year I can think of. Superfly. The Superfly remake. I remember hearing about it. I don't even remember it coming out. Directed by Little X from, like... Who did all the videos back when we were younger? Like all like DMX videos and shit. Mm. Directed by Little X. Uh, it's not a bad movie, but it's not good either. It, it also has Michael K. Williams in it playing uh, Superfly's a mentor. The plot is actually a decent plot. Uh, 
what he does and how he does is good, but the acting is kind of bad. Do you see Straight Outta Compton? Yes. The guy that played Easy E played uh, his right hand man. He had two girlfriends in it, and like there's a sex scene in the shower with him and his two girlfriends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's decent. But it's Straight Outta Compton. I, I did see Bohemian Rhapsody. Good movie. Uh, as far as like the music. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, That's not my Brian Singer. <laughs> I'm surprised it's good, despite all the shit that it went through during filming. I don't think it was nearly as good as uh, Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said they thought it was better. Um, I liked Straight Outta Compton a lot better, because Straight Outta Compton show actually showed backstory. You were like five minutes in the movie, and all of a sudden, Queen was formed. Really? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if those were like the Brian Singer scenes they cut off. <laughs> uh, but the one nice thing is, there are points in the movie that they kind of... Uh, portray Freddie Mercury as a dick, but for the most part, like, it shows, like, the band is working together, like, mm-hmm. um, and everything. But even on there, behind the music, I heard that, uh, he was a dick. He's not, he, I mean, he, he, he had good quality, too, but it wasn't like he was just, like, a, a saint, like, he, Yeah. Like most, like most fucking geniuses are, they're good qualities, but they're also dicks. Well, he had other people get in his head that he, because it was all about the proverbial dollar, mm-hmm. and they want to make money off just him. So they try to get in his head like he doesn't need these other people and move on. Mm-hmm. Which that wasn't even really in my honorable mentions, but it was a good mo- it was a good movie. Yeah, but uh, one last one that we'll probably close it out on because this is officially our, our longest episode in the four years of the show I think now, which is good. Um, but we both also saw Aquaman, Aquaman, and it's pretty fucking good. I liked it a lot, surprisingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I also went in with zero expectations. Now it seems like. The more after you've seen it, the more you're liking it. You didn't seem as imp- as impressed after you first seen it. True. Um, it seems like the more you've had time to digest it, the more yeah. you're liking it. I mean, the main problem with the movie is Jason Momo. He's not like any Aquaman I've ever seen, which I guess I can't really be mad at that because I don't. I'm, I don't need to see the same thing again. But he, he doesn't have any of the regal qualities that Aquaman has always had. He's been an angry character, but he wasn't like a bro because the um. Aquaman from our childhood had long hair and a beard and had like the arm on his arm and he was missing a hand. He was mad because he got his head cut off, which makes sense. I like that at least they matured him a little bit from Justice League. True. Absolutely. Like he was almost kiddish in Justice League. My man! You're bad, dig it. Um, it was visually probably uh, one of the better movies Absolutely. in the DC. To me, it was the most enjoyable out of all the DC Extended Universe movies so far. Because you've, right now, I think this was the Probably. sixth one. You had Man of Steel, okay. Batman v Superman, okay. Suicide Squad, okay. Wonder what Woman. What are we, some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> what are we, some kind of Aquamans? Uh, Wonder Woman, uh-huh. Justice League, and now Aquaman. Yeah, I I would say so. Uh, and like we were saying off-air, I believe... Uh, they said if they're only going to do one Aquaman movie, they're going to put every fucking Aquaman yeah. thing they can think of, because there is no They lie. didn't leave a lot open for a sequel. <laughs> but, and I like it, because I'm going to tell you what so many movies do that end up not doing well, is you have a subpar first movie, because they don't want to fucking bust their nut in the first yep, one, and yep. they want to save something for the sequel. And then you wait, and then you don't. I watch a subpar Green Lantern. Yep. And I'll tell you what, in the last thirty seconds of that, when they show Sinestro get his ring, my dick got a little hard. Yeah, I'm like, I can't wait to see the next one. Plot twist. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see a Justice League two. Nope. To see Darkseid. There was another one recently. Fuck, what was it? 
was Super Animal as well? Yeah, and they ended up getting the villain right at the... Oh, Venom. Ven- that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is an amal- amalgam, cause, uh, or not amalgam, an enigma, mm-hmm. because it's a movie you didn't think was going to do well. And it did, did gangbusters. It did really good in China, though. Not as good as Aquaman. True. Um, I think James Wan's going to end up being one of the... Behind James Cameron, the biggest Spectre worldwide... No, biggest worldwide director of all time. Really? Uh, he, that uh, fucking Furious 7 mm-hmm. is one of the top movies internationally of all time. Did he do the last two? Because I, I know that... He just did Furious 7. Wasn't what are are they on? Eight. So yeah, Justin Lin did three through six. I thought that F. Gary Gray did a, b- a bunch of them. He just did the uh, the last one. Oh wow. Oh. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, James Wan's gonna end up. He's gonna have two movies probably in the top ten. That's crazy. And just someone you would never think of. Started out with some, the guy from Saw. Oh, uh, was Saw and The Conjuring, or... He did Insidious, The Conjuring, and The First Saw. Oh, to that point, uh, like, uh, I think I might have said earlier, so, uh, Michael B. Jordan is to Ryan Coogler as Leonardo DiCaprio is to, uh, what's his Scorsese? Friend? Yep. Who, uh... Or De Niro. Yeah. Who Patrick Wilson is to James Wan. What has he done besides those Conjuring? Uh, other Conjuring. Yeah, but he hasn't done, like... But there's been like three of them shits. Yeah, this is a continuing story. But I'm saying like, but still like same actor with the uh, same pairing them. Huh? Creed one and two. Yeah, but right. Well, Ryan Coogler put has put Michael B. Jordan in like Fruitvale Nation, Creed, Black Panther. Black Panther. Now, <laughs> oh wait, no. Uh, what's his name? Who? Is Jason Pat or? A Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. I guess he was in uh, Aquaman. That was the... Yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting. I completely... He was saying. a damn good uh, Orm, too. I liked him. I liked his character. He, he was, was comic booky, almost over the top, but he made it work because he's a good actor. Yeah. I'm the king of Atlanta! But it worked. And it shouldn't have worked. And he was a villain, but he wasn't he was a villainess. Yeah. He was racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, uh... They took so much and crammed it. They made it work, though. And it worked. Because uh. how many... Because, say, Spider-Man 3, the exact opposite of Aquaman. Uh. All these fucking villains didn't work. And this one, they all worked. And what made it work is... You didn't all of a sudden have Black Man to come back at the very end to fight with him. Like, right. when he fucking uh, beat the shit out of him midway through the movie, that was it. Yeah, besides, like, post credit scene. You almost felt sympathetic for all the villains. Yeah. Besides, uh, all, like, his dad was a dick, though, too. Who? His dad was a dick, though, too. Black Man is dad? Yeah. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, he was a pirate. He, 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 he wasn't overboard for being a pirate. Yeah, when he was sitting there, it's like, Save him! <laughs> <laughs> You're a hero! You're a hero! I'm with his dick. Nope! <laughs> <laughs> ah, he made your bed. He gotta move that thing out of his way at least. <laughs> We got a hero on Aquaman. But then it came back. Now, that is a good catalyst for him to be a better hero going forward because now he sees what well, having some compassion can do because he didn't have compassion for that guy and, and made like the greatest villain. Which I'll tell you what, though. They, they made those uh, the orange shirt, green pants costume work, too. Yeah. It's the most comic book. It's the second, besides Spider-Verse, it's the most comic book. It's a comic book. It's not a comic book film. It's a comic book movie, but it made it work. Mm-hmm. If that movie happened in the 90s, it would have worked. It fit into those DC movies. Besides the fact that it's super bright, 
Yeah, well, I think that's what they need to go. Yeah. I think they realize, like, eh, we need to... I mean, color palette-wise. Yeah. It was fun, though. And then... It was um, not what I... It was not the movie I thought it was going into. No. In the comics, I, I mean, I probably read more Aquaman than you have, but I thought... Have you read more than about five? <laughs> yeah. I've read it, books with Aquaman. I read the whole new 52 run. Oh, I, I read up to uh, Jeff Johns, and I think I read a little... Who took over after Jeff Johns? I think Dan Abnett took over. I read a little bit of that, and then it just it's like, I need to cut back on some books. And yeah. It, 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 although, it was Paul Pelletier? Yeah. It was a good artwork. Yeah. Um, I, I own a page for that. I own a page from that. But then they did that trash, Aquaman and the Others or whatever. I kind of liked that. Did it? I kind of liked it. Uh, the other League. But they made all the... I will say... None of the villains look trash either, though. The Black Manta suit looked great. Amazing. The Orms Ocean Master suit looked the, great. The eyes moved like a comic book. <laughs> like in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. The trench? Probably cinematically. Yeah, it, the, it, 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 they were a little scary, too. And they used it sparingly. Mm-hmm. Like, they could bring the trench back easily. I want to see an Aquaman 2 that is a horror movie like Jaws with the trench. Trench. I guess you're kind it's of at this point, like, what, what do you use? I mean, you're going to make a whole movie with Black I bring them back. <laughs> and, I, and I get it, yeah, bring them back, but I mean, are you going to just... What's going to be new about it? Nothing, but this is a perfect setup for Orm for... They could use Poseidon. Yeah, but Orm could do what he did in the second arc of uh, Justice League New 52, which is kind of what he did here on a small scale. The fucking tidal wave shit, like... Yeah. He could do that. Well, um, they, I mean, they already... I mean, they did... Not only that, they threw all the villains in. They also they tried doing the war against. Yeah. They hats off to him. Could have made it work. He went for the gusto. Mm-hmm. He said, "If I never get another chance to this move, I'm putting everything in this bitch. <laughs> Put he it did. all in." He did that shit. Um, I also like. Uh, well, I like Mare a lot. She looked fine. Yes, she did. But that red wig was so kind of annoying to me. Just, just fucking dye hair red. I don't get it. But Mare, Mare in the book was always. In the six issue you read, Mira was a fucking badass. I think like was a bitch. I like Mira in the books too. Mira, Mira is one of my favorite female characters. Yeah, and I like because she's a beast. That movie almost could have just been called Aquaman and Mira. Yeah, although the whole section of them on on the desert was like a basically a, a beat by beat a rehash of that a Michael Douglas and uh, Kathleen Taylor movie. Romance in the Stone. Mm. It was beat for beat. Now, when when she ate that flower, like this is getting a little too corny for me. Yeah, but she didn't know the surface world. I get that, but I mean, I see why it did. It was kind of effective, but that's why, like, oh, this is kind of corny. Um, she she fought motherfucker with wine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, William Defoe was uh terrible? He was fucking trash. Hey, my Volko. <laughs> Who in the books? In the books I've read, is a traitor. He he's gonna join Orm's uh shit. Yeah. In the books. And now yeah now of course we're going on like three and a half hours here so like we won't get to it too in depthly but it's not a perfect movie I still don't get his origin and how he was Atlantean then vocal training and went back to the water but then in fucking Justice League he hated his mom this one he was felt bad about his mom and then how they that they made it seem like he had it gone to a gone to uh his kingdom before but and, and there he, should have been a scene that showed when or when uh was it atlanta yes the mom uh went back into the ocean and sent is it volstek a uh, voco voco 
there because all of a sudden you see training. You're like, okay, well, right? How does he know him? Yeah. Uh, but and, you, and then you got then he's like, oh, I guess he's watched out for him his whole life. And then like when he's an adult, he goes to the uh, Atlantis who said that they didn't know. Like I heard there's a uh, there's a half breed older brother. I don't know what you're talking about. But he went. But in the Justice League movie, he went to Atlantis, spoke to Mayor, and I thought they knew each other in that movie. Well, that's the only that's the big Grab Triton. That's the biggest plot hole of the whole DC. It is a huge one. Of the whole universe. <laughs> All six movies put together. <laughs> that made no sense. And they had that trash uh, Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aquaman seemed like they, they, they had briefly met and said, hey, 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 hi and bye, and that was it. But well, Aquaman, I, think, I think there was more Mera in the original Justice League movie. What's even worse for Aquaman then? Well then, <laughs> I think, well, then I think they were like, when James Wan came in, they are like, all right, I think Warner Bros. like, we need to go on a new direction. Yep. And but you can't have the same cast, though. <laughs> it's a loophole. A pretty big one. But that notwithstanding, great movie. That unless they're just like, all right, let's just forget the fucking That's Justice League ever happened. Besides, you beat Stephen Wolf single-handedly. He, I know you said you wish they had a little more interconnectivity. Mm -hmm. I like that there's a few, like, the, uh, subtle references... Because that's what they need to do. They need to kind of step out on their own and like, all right, let's. That's what they should. This is what they should have been doing from the start. Have them loosely connect, not way super connected. And not all of a sudden have Justice League be movie number three out of the. Yep. Or four. I'm sorry, out of the fucking. Yeah. Now, what I would have liked to see though, is instead of uh, Doctor Sheen finding finding Black Manta have Deathstroke and Lex final. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> you just made them. <laughs> I'm going to be Kevin Smith. That's a writer. That's a writer. <laughs> give, give him all the money. But, because they, they could have kept doing that shit because that was a good scene at, at the end of fucking Justice League. They could have kept it going. And, yeah, you could have kept it going and hopefully build up the interest to get to an Injustice uh, League movie. Or like like a Justice League two fighting the uh, yep. Legion of Doom or just like I'm gonna tweet that I'm gonna see if Kevin Smith I'm like my buddy my buddy my Mark my Mark Bernard said that uh on, on Earth two a Fat Man Beyond <laughs> but that would have made it better that that would have been an awesome amazing small subtle tie in but would because they're still on the boat too oh. Who knows when that boat ride happened? Yeah. And do we made it even better? They could sit on that same yacht and found his ass. So he like to be fight sea creatures. We should have a league of our own. That would have been perfect, bro. Oh, maybe some other time. Yeah, because a sequel with Dr. Shannon Blackman, that's not going to fucking work. No one knows who Dr. Singh is. Because <laughs> they're going to be... I mean, this is... This is going to be one of the few movies that actually, I mean, there's not a lot of movies that hit $1 billion, and this one's going to hit, it's at over $750 million right now. How and, about in the U.S.? Uh, it did decent here, but like, not like not numbers like... Uh, I'll tell you right now. Because Spider-Verse also didn't do that well in America. They did like 35 the first week. Which 60. Is, of like, budget, probably like 120. I... I don't know what they were predicting with it, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of came in a rough time frame. It did. But and I think they Spider Verse came out early, didn't it? Because that was supposed to be a uh, Christmas Day. That was it. Yeah, they got pushed up, which may not have been a good idea. I'm gonna tell you probably after today it will 
outgrowth Justice League. Yeah, I, I've been hearing that book. Um, it'll be... I want them American numbers, though. America. It's going to be tough domestically to beat Wonder Woman. So it's at 222 right now. But that's a weekend. A uh, week and a half into it. That's pretty That's pretty damn good, though. Wonder Woman did 412. Damn. Now, Batman v Superman, which is the second one, stop, uh, topped out at 330. So, I mean, it could very well get past that. I mean, yeah, you're talking about another, out versus another 100 weeks? million? A week and a half. Really? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, it's possible because... Uh, now, let me look at... That's getting like a lot of good... Uh, it, it, yeah. Plus, I don't think there's a whole lot on the docket until for January and February with movies. No. There's that uh, horror movie, Escape Room or some shit. Trash. Yeah, it look, looks like trash. Yeah, nothing to fucking Captain Marvel, really. Uh, I mean, Aquaman's at 846 right now. Uh... Worldwide. Worldwide. Damn. I mean, put in perspective, Venom, which was a huge hit, did eight fifty five. It'll be it's ten million dollars away from beating Venom. Damn. So, um, oh, Batman cool. v Superman worldwide was eight seventy three. Damn. It'll beat that before this weekend's out. Yeah. To break the top fifty is nine hundred nineteen. You would almost assume it's got to get probably by the end of this coming weekend, by Sunday, mm-hmm. worldwide, pro- at easily another $100 million. Easily. That's crazy. I would almost say it'll hit a billion after this week. Yeah, because... So... Especially if we're talking like worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. There is, right now, currently 36 movies that are, have broken a billion dollars. I'm surprised there's that many. Um, let's uh let's close on this though, because there's one more thing that I know we're. How many drunk Iron Man's you give it? Okay. Um, uh, I would give it. I'm leaning. I'm teetering between a seven and eight, but probably eight. That's kind of what I, exact same thing I was thinking. Do mm-hmm. I go seven or do I go eight? Seven and a half to eight. Because the big ass pothole is keeping it from being an eight, a solid strong eight that I'm, I'm very confident in. Um, now one last thing, and I promise you all that that we'll close out on this because this is officially the longest episode ever now. Well, like, cause I'm fine with that. Um, is it surprising that Deadpool two wasn't either of our lists? And I, and I forgot about it to this very second. I didn't forget about it. I looked at it. <laughs> I forgot about it. I couldn't do it. I like it. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't like it, it was basically nothing. It it, it could have been better. It was kind of like. Ant-Man and a Wasp. You watch it, you're like, okay, I saw a movie. Ant-Man and the Wasp, was think, I think in the long run, you're gonna, is going to end up contributing a lot to the whole... Yeah, it is. Uh, ...series. Uh, I'm not mad I saw Deadpool 2, but yeah, but... I'm not mad as it got made. Yeah. I'm glad I was I'd entertained it. by it. Uh, it was a better movie than Venom. <laughs> Facts. Um, I would have given it, it, it an honorable mention, though, uh, like... Instead of instead of superfly, so I want to take back my superfly honorable mention and put that. If I would have known we were doing honorable mentions when I originally was writing my list out, mm-hmm. I would have included it in there. Instead of one of your current movies, you said cause you you had like five, didn't you? Well, I did five top my top five. Mm-hmm. So would that have taken a spot in any of your other top five movies? No. Okay. 
I would have said it, it would. I would have taken out Superfly's honorable I mean, I, I, get, I need to, I've only watched Deadpool two once, so I Me need too. to watch it again. Which is also crazy. I saw Aquaman twice. I saw Spider Verse twice. And I my problem it. is, in the what's really giving me a hard time rewatching it mm-hmm. is I had such a bad experience in the theater. Right. And it wasn't the movie's right. fault. Right, right, right. <laughs> you had some, some fun experiences in movies last year. Oh, I got a story that I need to tell on one of these episodes. I, think, I don't think it's a story I've told you yet. And it's okay. we've gone a little too long. I gotta remember it for the next one. It's pretty funny. It'll have to it'll have to be like the beginning of the next one. I will definitely remind you about that next time. Remember remind me I need to tell you my story about Miami. Okay. I'm gonna write this on a napkin right now. It keeps napkin. It's a bit embarrassing, but it's funny. Those are the best stories, Brian. Miami. Did it happen while playing the uh, Will Smith song, uh, of no. Miami? Welcome to Miami, and believe that I'm Miami. All right, uh, so we've taken up enough of you guys' time, but remember this. You're... I'm looking real quick, though. I want to oh, see what our... Never mind. Talk for a hot second. I want to see what our longest episode thus far Okay. Um. Yeah, so Dead... Cable was amazing in Deadpool 2. I would love to see him get more of a uh, defined backstory. I don't like that they made Hope his daughter in there instead of his surrogate daughter. I, I don't like his his reason for staying back in the, in the present. Uh, I'll say the present because reasons. Um, other than that, uh, be sure to listen to the remainder of the network shows coming out this month. Um, PICs on LSD will not have a... Uh, year wrap up episode because we're like a relationship sex and dating show cause, so like there's no media involved in that but um, coming up pretty soon the last week of the, week of this month we will have um, in no particular order our our uh, first annual award show which should probably won't be as long as this one but it will definitely be a good ass show um, we're, hopefully we'll get an episode of Eyes of Ricky Creed's Tiger coming out pretty soon um Hopefully, because you need it done for the next episode. It, it has to be done. Because if it's going to be episode 90, it has to be done by next week. I can't believe how many episodes we had, like, a half hour. I thought we had, like, I knew we had a one or two. I did not know we had, like, tw- some 20, some 30 minutes. I mean, towards the end of, like, the Randy uh, being the producer, like, there was a lot of short episodes in there. And and then, like, my... um. Sometimes so, a good hour-long episode is just good enough to get you by. Podcast has mastered doing episodes like thirty-five. I mean, like forty-five minutes. It seems perfect, but I typically prefer long-ass podcasts. Like this, to me, I wouldn't mind having three and a half, three and a half hours every episode. Personally, uh, if we were more, uh, if it was a daytime, it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> right? I'm just saying, me personally, I like long-ass episodes. I like getting that. This is free content for the people. Free I want fucking content. I want to continue this podcast for another six minutes. So we can go an hour longer than the le- longest episode so far. An hour longer than... Two, two hours and 42 minutes is the longest one. That's that your, one with, uh, That's pilot of... Uh, a pilot season? Of... Uh, in a particular order? Yep. That's the longest one ever so far? Uh, I played all the ones before. We had a couple two and a half hours. And yeah. Two hours, 20 minutes. Um, and I don't think we went three hours on any of our yeah. first 40 ep- 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah. That was the longest one about, about like 10 minutes or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We had, I think, 231, and that was 242. And right now, we are at three hours and 37 minutes. So, uh, I can make this officially like the longest one by, by more than an hour, too, because uh, I've, I I recorded some more um, intro and, and, and outro music, and 
I made a whole song that's like four and a half minutes. Suck for that. I guess real quick, just what what are you looking forward to? I mean, we talked a lot that's about a question, actually. 2018. What are you mm-hmm. looking forward to in 2019? Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully some better comics uh, this year. Anything that's been announced? I mean, obviously we don't know a whole lot announced, uh, but anything that you know that's in the dockets? I don't follow like a lot of comic book news anymore because there's just so much of it. And then like you're a teenage mutant intro, so I think we're both fans of the IDW teenage mutant intro. Hunter's coming up. Yep, you're on. I mean, you're up to date on it more than I am because I read them yeah. and trade on the. Uh, I'm probably like a few behind. Uh, probably probably not, not that many behind though. Shit, what else is coming out? Uh, Urban Legends. Yep, it's gonna still come out this year. Um, comic wise, uh, I mean, we're Cyclops up, is coming back, right? He is back. Just mm-hmm. came back at the end of Extermination. Um, getting back to a old school form of X Men. Like, I mean, you got yep. Jean Grey back. You got yep. Wolverine back. You got Cyclops back. Did Cyclops meet Jean Grey yet? Mm mm. Okay. Have to say when that's gonna happen because that book I might buy. Uh, no, but he comes back after this ten part monthly uncanny weekly or weekly uncanny stories done. Did Logan meet Jean Grey yet? <coughs> No, because they haven't finished that trash-ass uh, Return of Wolverine storyline. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine's that, been a character who's been butchered since fucking Paul Cornell giving up that yeah. second costume, that new costume. Um, oh, my God. He, he's one of the best characters of all time, but he's been butchered, much like the rest of X-Men, for like probably good, close to 10 years, all right? A long-ass fucking time. There's been... The the last good, the last good Wolverine was Jason Aaron and friend of the show, uh, Ronnie Gardney, yeah. when Get Mystique. That was good. Um, that was good solo Wolverine. The Wolverine in the X Men book was good. Yeah, it was it was weird, but it was good. Um, and some of the Uncanny X, I think Uncanny X Force. The drone opinion. Whatever one did the Dark Angel saga. Yeah, that was good as fuck. That um, was good as fuck, man. But I want to get back to an a, a X-Men book that is mainstream X-Men characters yep. as superheroes, not this. Like, Wolverine and X-Men was a good book, but it wasn't like a superhero book. It was a, a, it was a, a teaching book. A, 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 say by the bell. <laughs> yeah. It was almost comical. It, it was comical. It, um, it was quirky because Jason Aaron, he has a lot of range. But he can write, like, very violent books. You got the mythic I, books and just weird, offbeat, quirky shit. I think you got the tail end of his Thor epic coming to a close because he's doing Realm of the Kings. And then like, he's done on Thor. I'm assuming this. I'm assuming this has to be the wrap up to. It might not be because he he's had plenty of time like to wrap it all up, but he but he hasn't. Typically, when they're doing it, if they're doing a big storyline, who the knows? Whole universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, true. Uh, I mean, we're gonna see the end of Doomsday Clock. I hope we, we get a fucking plot. Uh, Detective's been good. Yeah. We'll see what that goes to, going to a thousand. Uh, TV shows, anything you're looking forward to? Hopefully, Atlanta Season 3 gets uh, announced pretty soon here. They, what's nice is they give him the liberty to, like, you know, make it when you want. FX is good with that, because yeah. uh, Fargo is one of my favorite shows on FX, too. Mm-hmm. And they have no rush. They're like, when, when you get to the point of that you can, you want to do it, then we'll, like... I wonder if, now, is, is... FX part of the Disney deal? Because some of Fox's I don't know properties aren't. But if I know you don't typically uh, agree with my uh, 
Disney hate. But uh, if Disney takes uh, FX, that rule's gonna stop. I feel like. Like, now you gonna put the shit out t- today. We'll see. Um, I mean, it'll come down to quality. and I guarantee you, you don't see Atlanta Season 3 this year. You'll hear, you'll see, I think you'll see an announcement, and it'll be sometime next year. But I, I feel like season two, although it was delayed because he was filming uh, Solo, was also didn't come up on your list. Um, Good movie, not quality. Gotcha. When they um, started making it, it came up pretty quickly. I, I feel like because there, there aren't really any special effects on it. You just got to write it and shoot Driving it. Driving an invisible car. Yeah. <laughs> Think probably. They could probably shoot that entire season in a month. Probably two two to three months. I mean, it's yeah. only ten episodes. So mm-hmm. They don't do a long season. And, uh, and, and like, they're mostly close to a half hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're over. 40 minutes, I think. Yep. 35, 40 minutes, I think is what they do. That Teddy Perkins was like an hour, like like like, four, like 51 minutes and, and like no ads. Yeah. Which is... That was which, odd. Yeah, it was odd. But that, that entire shit was odd. Uh, movies? Obviously, you've got... Captain Marvel, Marvel and, game, and Avengers Endgame. In game. I'm not looking too forward to Spider-Man, honestly. Did we get a trailer yet? We've seen Mm-mm. photos. There's been a trailer, but they haven't released it publicly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got Shazam coming out. Nope. I'll see it. I won't see it. Um, This isn't movies, because I can't think of anything else movie-wise, but I'm looking forward to Young Justice. Uh, as we record this, actually, by the, time, by the time you get home, it'll probably be on there. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for yeah Doom Patrol starting up and then it goes into Swamp Thing then wait Doom Patrol's come out before Swamp Thing yeah Doom Patrol's in February Swamp Thing is that? in April I feel like I feel like they just announced Doom Patrol and it's coming out no 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 because like when if they're only doing 10 11 episodes though it's not yeah. and uh I can't remember what was after that because it. The Harley Quinn cartoon. That's the last one of That's the year. That's the last one. There's another. Is, is Hawk and Dove again the show? Nope. But you also got to think, are they going to throw Titans in there at some point in time, or are you going to wait until next year? Probably late this year. I'm on Wikipedia shit. Because um, that's probably, that's probably going to come out next October again. Actually, I'm going to Google it. And Google. um, There's one more show. I can't think of what it is. Does DC. Marvel have any... Has Marvel announced any, any any TV shows? Oh yeah, the last season of uh, Punisher. Punisher and then Jessica Jones at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Content movies. Yeah, I can't think of uh, I can't think of any Star Girl. Oh yes, yep, 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 yep. Jeff Johns. Uh, Passion Project. Yeah, the final season of Gotham that started mm-hmm. well started couple hours ago isn't jeff johns writing his three his three joker stories this year too yeah i'm looking forward to that one yeah. something else from marvel no, no, we'll see if that ends up staying on the black label line or black label but in continuity right yes okay which they already the second black label new material was, was set to launch and then they pulled it <laughs> but they're re-releasing a ton of graphic novels with the black label imprint that's so fucking stupid because now, like, they're backtracking. Like, it's not going to be, like, a, a mature reader superhero line. Like, fuck Vertigo with superheroes. Now it's going to be just, like, anything that's kind of edgy. Speaking of which, this is, really isn't show-related. But uh, the other books that I want to borrow were uh, the last three or two. Three of you on the safe side of uh, White Knight. 
Okay. And, and like, those are yours right there, too. Remind me, I'll pull them out. Yep. All right, we made, we have we made three hours, 45 minutes. It's still up there. The longest episode in the history of the True Story Based on Fiction Network in its 15, 16, 17. Four-year history. Enjoy it, because I don't know when you're going to get another episode this long. Of any of the shows. I, I, don't, I don't see where it's ever going to happen. If you can notice how we trailed off towards it. <laughs> but for you who stuck here with us, you're the real MVPs. Who knows? We might hit four hours by the time Adam throws some music in. Really? Because the intro music, the outro music? Because I can put the two longs on that. I mean, I have two songs that are four minutes. So that's eight. I wanna, <laughs> now I want to hit four hours. <laughs> I want to hit that four hour. I want to see what another episode pops up four hours. But no one in the world. Oh, I thought of something that everyone should be looking forward to. Tell us. Uh, I think we have an episode 100 coming up. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. The countdown begins officially. It's either 90 or 91. Uh, 90, we actually kind of figured out a rough date that will be do, uh, it'll be coming out. So mm-hmm. um, we have that to look forward to. I'd like to say you're going to get an episode four, or a four-hour episode with that. I don't think it will end up being. I mean, bro, we can Frankenstein that shit, too. It's so almost like, going to have to be. Yeah, so. I'm never going to get the goddamn commitment from people to... <laughs> Yep. I mean, that's the hard part about doing the podcast when people don't get paid for the shit and people have jobs and shit. It's difficult to do. But yeah, but if you have to Frankenstein... Oh, I, I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, also coming at some point, probably before 100, uh, it's kind of... So this is for the very, very, very dedicated fans of the show because you're getting a lot of uh, shit that people probably have tread off by now. Are you talking about episode three of uh, Eddie Murphy's Law? No. Uh, but... I forgot we did episode two, but we did do it. Yeah, so I have like... Did I even edit that one? Because yeah, I have. Two. Oh, we haven't put that one out yet. Have no, we? no. So you they, keep forgetting that one too. When we keep forgetting it. No, you're absolutely right. I do. I, I do keep. So not only that, episode two of Eddie Murphy's Law is coming out for you. Here's what I will do: if I'm not able to record the third episode to, to keep that thing going with uh, Eyes Ricky Crease Tiger Paw, that's coming out because I completely forgot about that. So mm, next Tuesday, put this one out for next Tuesday. If if you don't get that. Okay. Let's have this one. Let's have the first episode be our year in review. If I do that, then okay. If, so this is really inside baseball for the for the dedicated fans, and then I'll just skip a week then because we're always the second week of the uh, month. Who knows? We might start getting enough content for it to go weekly. It has been weekly, if you notice. Oh, has it? It's been weekly since like October. Oh, but oh. if I miss one, fuck it. Aren't we doing like three a month? The the the, the rule was three, but we have one by week. Yep, but it, but that's been filled. Because if you look, I think, like, since October, man. Like, since Scott Lobdell, I think we've been coming out every week. Yeah. We just got to remember when we're doing for the countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but I was going to say that Randy and I did an episode over Scott. Oh, he told me about he told that. He told me about that, yeah. The return, uh, not a solo Randy Blaine episode, but maybe a new a new show to add to the program. It won't, I mean, it'll, it won't be a sporadic show. What's your thoughts about, uh, what's his name that just died? You're a wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, but... I don't even remember his name. Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah. I, I didn't like his style back when I was a kid. He was born... Because when I was a kid, he was too old. Like, what's this old doing these whack-ass interviews? But, but he's not from my era, really. Like, he's pre-my era. But, like, he was definitely one of the most important voices in wrestling. What about Super Dave Osborne? I never liked him. Like, was he always drunk? Oh, did you watch... Uh, I liked him on Arrested Development. Yeah. I like him. Enthusiasm. Yeah, Marty mm-hmm. Funkhauser. Mm-hmm. He always seemed drunk to me. 
I'm Super Damon! What are you talking about, Louie? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. He had some of the funniest episodes. <coughs> oh, my God. Doing that voice, man. <laughs> because his fucking... His... He had some of the funniest episodes in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. His... When he stole delivery. The, when so Larry weird. stole the flowers from his mother's grave. Oh, man. <laughs> are those the, great, the flowers from my mother's grave? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Go too soon. So, yeah, and, like, those are the first two deaths of uh, 2019, aren't they? Uh, I'm sure yeah. other people have died in oh, the yeah. world, but, I mean, in terms of famous people. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. Two days, well, three days in, almost four, and then we already got some deaths. Uh, hopefully, is it, like, 2017, where everybody died? Uh, 2017 was a bad one. What? <laughs> yeah. 2018 had some significant had, deaths. Yeah. Last few years, last two years, at least, have had some significant deaths, man. Stan the Man Lee? Mm-hmm. Which, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can listen to our retrospective on Stan Lee on, I think it was the, not the previous episode, two episodes ago? Like two episodes back. But he, he, here's the thing, bro. Uh, I forgot to uh, like retweet that one during his birthday, but people found it somehow. Uh, maybe thanks to Hashtag, cause, like that weekend, like well, like uh, this past weekend. Holy shit, that's four episodes it ago. Went up, it was four ago? Yeah, because we had the holiday episode. Oh, yep. We had holiday dating vibes. Then the Christmas party, then top five beef tracks, then this one or something else. So, yeah. Yeah, but that episode did pretty good. Yeah, and then Holly Dayton Vibes did like 50 in the last two days. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then your weight's going up. Hey, we got some new interviews coming up for people, though, too. Mm-hmm. A, well, well, let's record them first. But we have some that are uh, in the planning stages, we'll say. Because um, I feel bad about never getting the the, uh, the fall interview sessions. So I, I don't call anything sessions anymore until we get a couple in, in the can. I thought we did all the fall interview sessions. We had one. We had Daniel Way. We had summer interview sessions. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Scott Lowe was kind of in between summer and fall. Really, the only one we had in the fall winter was... Uh, it all, it, it's, it's all scheduling. Yep, it's really all scheduling. And there's all people checking their Twitter accounts and checking their DMs. But there are some on the docket. Yes. Some good ones, too. Yeah, we're getting some traction on, on ones that we've been trying to get for a while. Um, and then, I mean, so my ultimate goal uh, for um, for us as a flagship show, I, I would like to get back to being able to do two a month, to do one just me and you or me and the guests in studio talking comics and pop culture, then do like one interview a month. Yeah. That... That to me, like, is a perfect um, format for our show. I like it. Comic based interview, but, like, of course, scheduling interviews and then with our schedule shit is difficult too. But, yeah, but that's, like, for me, like, long term goal. Because this being the, the flagship show, I, I like it only being all like, being all like once a month. The flagship? Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, we can get back to it on two a month. Uh, well, it should be easier for me now too yeah, yeah. to easily get two. Yeah, because you, and if we can't so get an interview, we'll do we'll get two recordings. Yeah, and we can start doing something. that might not be com- we gonna. Hey, we got cooking with Brian and Rain, or Brian and Evan. We, we have a we have a myriad of content for uh, a, a shit with like just, a shit we just have to get around to doing. We have so many show ideas that all for this all encompassing network. We have anything you want: cooking, comic books, movies, music, uh, dating, countdowns, countdowns. List top five. Watch out, uh, fucking watch Mojo and Looper and Grunge. We got countdowns too. 
All right, so yeah. Or do you want to? I mean, at this point, if I, if I put the songs in there, it, 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 it'll be four hours. All right. All right, so uh, I hope you guys had a great time listening to this long ass, elongated episode, and I hope you had a 2018 you like too. Also, I'll put this out there, although people never do it. If you want to, you can go ahead and uh, tweet us at TSBUF Podcast what your top picks of the year were and in our categories, and, and we'll talk about it on the show at some point as well. Tell us if you agree with us. Tell us if you agree, or say if, we're, if you think we're dumb as fuck for not, for not including Solo and Deadpool 2, uh, let us know. Or what the fuck did you just put Stars Born in there for? Right. right. I never heard you guys talk about <laughs> such About no Star being born. <laughs> Holy shit, you know our episode one is at 409 views, listens? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's been like four years, so, but yeah. We're making waves, people. Making waves. And then um, this year, my other goal is to figure out how to get all of our numbers because SoundCloud had confirmed because I emailed them. They, these are not all of our numbers. This no? Is the, no. So we're probably a lot higher on all these episodes. But to that point, if you have a friend and you like our show, tell them about the show. Like to say on Pro... Like to say on podcast, uh, a lot of people have have asked how could how how they get help with the show with no one's asked how they get help with their show they're, they're fucking lying, and here's all you can give us a five star rating on your favorite podcast a directory. Also, you can tell a friend and buy our merch on podcast.com. Right, we made a merch. Well, we didn't make a merch store. We made merch at one point in time, mm-hmm. and I can get shirts for pretty cheap now. Can you? Yeah, but for us, but if people want to buy them, I mean, the price would be... Actually, no, actually, yeah, relatively cheap. But that's off-air shit. All right, um... Well, don't forget, Cozy Evan and a couple Byron Center Comic Con, February the 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Get some original drawings. Well, there is no prints. Oh. I'm not doing... I, oh, get some I'm original. taking orders for commissions that I'm going to draw digitally sometime in Credimation. Where can they see your uh, artwork to have an idea of what they could be getting? Thanks for asking. Uh, Instagram.com, uh, or you just search Instagram for at Credimation. It was Jones, Jones, uh, Jones described back in the day, but now that I'm focusing on art, at Credimation.com. Also at Society6.com slash Credimation. And if you need to, reach us out on TSB, at TSBOF, the Twitter. Twitter, or at TSBOF at gmail.com on the emails. I'd say you could hit us up on Facebook, but let's be honest, don't. Or our now um, defunct website. Oh, the the Facebook account still exists. Yeah. Just I couldn't tell you last time I made it. <laughs> I don't even know. I couldn't before. tell you the last time I looked at it. <laughs> I get a pop up every now and then saying uh, you had a view or something like that. <laughs> like ooh, a view. <laughs> Look at us. Someone likes us. <laughs> but okay, until then, I oh, know that's not. Uh, uh, we never. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. For 2019, we will have a proper send-off. Yes, a new one. Maybe by episode 100. By episode... By episode we're going to guarantee by episode 100. Uh, yeah. Every time we something doesn't happen. There's a good chance. We guarantee we're going to try. <laughs> by episode 100 to get a new sign-off. I got to see how many episodes I'm going to be in before episode 100. Uh, so... Shit, so we got 90... We had not, 10 more episodes. Honestly, probably not that many. Probably four. Mm-hmm. Being generous, because unless one of the other two monthly shows can't record, and I'm recording one Sunday, yeah, we'll shoot for three. Yeah, it's, 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 honestly, probably about three. Um, 
all right so that is it guys uh so we can't i can't think of what we say so we'll just see you in the funny books uh, peace out Ooh, i like that one that's joe Sado's oh sign off fuck him <laughs> unless he want to be on the show <laughs> <laughs> they come the fuck over me <laughs> until then make my marbles <laughs> excelsior <laughs> uh dc didn't have anything ever did they uh not have anything cool Batman. Same bat time. <laughs> Same <laughs> bat channel. Trail for Justice and, and all that other stuff. That's all, folks. For our Kingan viewers. Oh, that was. Two, uh, well, you did the, you did I, the, I did the movie one. You did Superman Returns. <laughs> Truth Justice and all that other stuff. Pissed a lot of people off with that. But then it's I would go. Truth Justice in an American way. Now in China, it ain't like. Uh, this I is should change that definitely. Like in Captain America, he's not Captain America in other countries. He's the first Avenger. Yeah, <laughs> because you can't have. Of course, it's dumb. Can we have Asian characters and other country characters in America? We don't get mad. I don't yeah. get mad at least. I got some Asian Superman, new right. Superman, right? Who also appeared in a uh, Deathstroke. All time. Okay, all right. We're, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this episode's gonna be like a gig. <laughs> you, you got about six. You have 100 more seconds of us talking yep. and bullshit. But, but we, we would thank you for uh for being a friend. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Uh, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> Are we just doing any sign-off? Yes. Uh, Take care of yourselves and each other. That's it, Jerry Springer. Until next time, America. Uh, that, that's Maury. What did Jerry Springer always do? Yeah, that's what I said. That's my final. That's next time. That's my final thought. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, that was Jerry Springer's. I say we steal someone's. Yeah. Make mine Marvel. It ain't no copper. Make mine T S B O (laughs) S. Singing the funny pages. I mean, which was actually a good one. Um. Good night and good luck. Ooh. (laughs) Um. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. That's a a Calvin Quinn for Saturday Night Live. Until next time, Spider friends. <laughs> Say, oh no, no or are you that one? Um, Titans go, a Titans uh, together. I don't know. Um, Avengers assemble. <laughs> I got claws and I can use them. That's uh, that's uh, like the talking ring action figure. I'm the best. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is it's fucking. Oh, oh. <laughs> I ain't killing. <laughs> fucking. Gotta ain't earn killing. that, uh. <laughs> ain't killing. And fucking. Gotta earn that, uh. Explicit tag. Alright. Badge of honor. In all honesty, though, thank you guys and peace. Peace out.